Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Darrow here, aka Captain Brunch. Being joined as always by his co host, Mr. Dustin Soglo Frazier. Holy shit, y'all switch memes quick. Vin Diesel, now Connor? Yeah. It definitely is not in the business to uh to be a kicker once again. <laughs> no. I, you know, didn't even think of putting pulling any footage of that, even though I watched it. I actually have the collision. I don't know if one of you guys in the chat. We won't get to that right away, but when we do, hopefully one of you guys will have a clip ready for me to load into the Ultron here. All I'm saying is I'm pretty sure Connor's the first fighter who can get memes twice back-to-back fights. Yeah, rough times for the guy. <laughs> right. You know, and I hate to say it, but and it may sound almost a little bit uh, self-serving, but that kind of stuff makes me not want to be a fan. And it, I know it's out of control, but it almost feels like there's so much when it comes to MMA, there's so much anticipation of stuff that's a lot of the time leads to disappointment, whether it be because someone gets injured or because... Uh, someone didn't make weight or they had to bring in a last minute substitute feels like it happens constantly now complain as much as you want about wrestling but i think what keeps people in it is that you at least have something to anticipate and there is some level of control over what happens kind of like with entertainment and movies you know yeah i've noticed with only only with maybe a handful of fighters nowadays i'm actually looking forward to their fights yeah I'm right there with you. It used to be all the time. Yeah, with that, shout out to everybody in the podcast universe, our new friends and our family over at Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all popular places that popular podcasts are found. And of course, our live chat rooms over at Twitch, Facebook. And we have a poll tonight, too, right? Later on tonight, we're going to be doing the the bank voting poll, which there's a pay-per-view that's come together really good. It's coming on strong. mm -hmm, They decided that no matter how how bad the booking is going to be, they want everybody to rustle their asses off. So I have to give them credit for that. Yeah, give them credit for something. Yeah, totally. Uh, So it looks like we're at the end of this. This is the final. We're at the end of the era of... This is basically the final time you and I will be talking about Thunderdomes. Yeah, this was the last Raw that the Thunderdome goes down after the show. Mm-hmm. So that is the end of an era. We'll be the only people to have ever said that, hopefully. But I mean, think about it. It's going to be one of those things years from now that you talk about as an era of life, the yeah. way things were, you know, kind of like medieval times, except without dragons. So. Well, well, there was that one time on NXT. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, you maybe. <laughs> I love that. It was even more fun watching it the second time on here. Like that was just great. That wasn't planned, by the way, people. That was complete coincidence. <laughs> the dragon, yeah, that was nuts. But we're at the end of this era now, and everybody's going back to uh to the live and to attending events. 
But one thing that I'm hearing is that uh, they're going to be going back to Madison Square Garden September 10th. So, you know, it's going to be patriotic as hell. It was literally the day before 9-11. You know, it's the day before 9-11. And apparently, for the first time, at least to our knowledge, they are saying that, uh, please note, all guests over the age of 16 will need to be fully vaccinated for this event and provide proof upon entry. So we are seeing our first uh, instance of an enforcement of vaccination, if you will, because that's going to be very detrimental for anyone that's into live events, sporting events, things like that. If they want to just universally enforce vaccination, Madison Square Garden being the biggest sports venue in the United States and probably in the world sets an example by telling people, listen, you're going to need to be vaccinated in order to attend this event. So it's just something to think about that takes away a lot of the choice. If they're able to do it, then anywhere is able to do it. It'll come to a point where people won't have to cherry pick where they can go and not go. Imagine how much more difficult it makes your life. It puts you back in the situation that you were in if you never, if you were under 18 or didn't have an ID. When you really look at it, as crazy as that is, your ID is less, in a sense, in the United States, at least. The idea of having an ID to show to get into places is completely devalued now. Your ID allows you to drive. If it's if it's not a driver's license, it completely is useless now. It's a not even a paperweight. You could pick locks with it, <laughs> I guess. Because uh, at the end of the day, whatever credentials you need to show to confirm you're vaccinated to get into places are also going to obviously identify you. So you're basically in a in a clever sort of way. The new United States requirement to get into some places, at least for the foreseeable future, will be for you to present a new kind of ID that confirms that you're vaccinated. You know, in a way, without directly saying it, they have now told people the ID that you have is not good enough. It's like a silver or a bronze. It's not a gold. You can do some things with it. But if you want like the free roam ID, like back in the day, then you needed to have your vaccination confirmation on there. And this is, again, not what I'm saying the way the world is now. But I'm just saying that if you have a place like Madison Square Garden and an event like WWE saying everybody above the age of 16 needs to be vaccinated and they did it without hesitation, then literally that makes it where anyone can do it. And if anyone can do it, that doesn't mean that everyone can do it. That just means that some people will do it. Whether or not you think it's most, that's subjective. But either way, the inconvenience of not being able to go fucking everywhere could be a problem you go to monday night let's say AEW doesn't do it which i don't know what the the practice is going to be you could go to AEW. let's say dustin and i decide we're going to meet up and go to a dynamite we could go to AEW, but if afterwards we decide that we're going to go to applebee's what if applebee's requires you to have it you know what i mean it's one of those or what if we decide we're going to go and watch the new marvel movie afterwards but the theater requires you to have it but we get in the theater, but then Applebee's doesn't, or the or you get into the cab or the Uber, and now the Uber needs it. You know what I mean? Like it'll just impair your travel, where they make it where if you're going out to do shit, inevitably one way or another you're gonna hit a brick wall. It's almost like the equivocal of playing a pay-to-win game. You may be having fun now, but just keep in mind the inevitability of at some point they're gonna want you to present your wallet. Am I making sense here? <laughs> Once you hit that point, at the, at, when you hit that. Marky, at that point, nobody come on now. Thank you. And unfortunately, 
thanks to WWE, and, and unfortunately, thanks to WWE Madison Square Garden, it feels like that's going to be sooner for sports people because oh, yeah, they went to one of the big, biggest sports capitals, and the, the only thing they could have done bigger was go to freaking MGM Grand and have them do that. UFC could do it. UFC could say, "Look, if you want to come to the Octagon, you want to see our events, you have to do it." All it takes is like. You know, some people to get caught with some things. You could say, well, they don't do it in baseball and I'm only a baseball fan. But if they do it at Walmart and you shop there, you're a baseball fan. Then I you know what I mean? Like there's somewhere, I feel like somewhere, something that you're involved in is going to get you. Aside from the people that are like hardcore, those anti-vaxxers out there and those hardcore people that literally i guess would live and die by the sword you know what i mean those same people who for years even though it's 2021 still get pissed off when they get thrown out of a restaurant that says shirt and shoes you know what i mean that just don't get it you know what i mean like those people that are just not gonna they're gonna that's the way they are they don't give a fuck fuck you those are those are the people i feel like at the end of this those are the people that will be left you know what i mean because it's like most people are gonna want to do things i know i asked you guys on here if the flu vaccine has been reported to only have like a 40 percent i believe uh success rate after or i think it might have been 50 or something i don't remember but i think it was after what they've been working on it since the 60s and that's the success rate of it i asked how is it that we have a 90 percent with the current the kuvac as you call it and i said that doesn't really make any sense and i said hopefully you don't want to be the first in line to get tested for this you don't want to be the guinea pig that being said, the people, you know, in the defense of the contrary, the people who have taken it aren't dropping dead or turning into zombies for anybody who's like super paranoid. It's more along the lines. People who have taken it besides feeling rough after the second one. Huh? You know, it's more along the lines of do you want them to pump you with shit that they go, well, you know, it turns out that this isn't the best shit, but now we're going to have the better shit. And uh, our bad for the first shit. You don't want to get cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> and then like next year, you're going to get the real shit. You know what I mean? Like you want to get it. So I was, those were some of my skepticisms as far as this goes. And I wasn't encouraging or discouraging. I was just saying as far as that goes. Uh, so, I mean, that's like I said, those are those are just things to keep in mind. Now, I, as far as the answer to the question, if we wanted to tin foil a little bit, how the hell are you able to come up with something that can be 90 percent effective against something that just came out like the other day? There are still bosses that people haven't learned the full patterns of an MMOs that are older than the shit that can kill real people the only answer i would have for you because it does seem effective if you look at the research and the numbers it seems like wow look that works only only way i'm just speaking because i'm not i'm no scientist or whatever i only know i guess technology the only thing that i can say is that it's easier destined for me if you brought me your pc and there was something wrong with it and you didn't know what the hell you were doing with it it would take me a while and I may not even be able to fully resolve without a wipe, whatever the hell you did. But if I messed my own shit up and as a result, everything went down, and I lost internet, it would probably be easier and faster for me to go and fix my own shit if it was my fault. Like if, if I lost internet or if my PC stopped loading or if my phone stopped running something, it would be easier for me to fix it if it was my fault. Anyone who owns any tech knows what I'm talking about. I could think about what the last few things were I did. Well, what did I download? What did I fuck up? What's making the battery run? Oh, it must be this uninstall. Then it would be if someone came to me and was like, hey, what's wrong with my shit? That doesn't mean you can't still get the job done. That just means that if it was your own fault that you did this shit, it'd be more likely that you'd be able to fix it more efficiently. Now, that being said, 
getting back over here to the cool vac, just tinfoil, maybe somebody fucked up. Maybe somebody oopsied. Maybe somebody umbrellaed. <laughs> you know, somebody umbrella corporation, the little. So what you're saying and, uh, is somebody picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies. Yeah, somebody knocked a vial over, like you see in all of the uh, in all of the fantastic stories, and that's the reason why it could have been so easy to fix. Because it does seem—I'm not going to d- dispute the statistics—it seems it's being fixed. Wow, I'm just saying that from a tech standpoint, I could only really fix something that fast if I'm the one who fucked it up. So who knows? Maybe that's what it was. Which side? While we're while while we're on the subject, I can just see it now, and I already got it wrote down: shoes, what fucking shirts, shoes, and vaccines. <laughs> Shirt, shoes, and vax. Yeah, there we go. That's one way to go about it. But you know, I guess that's what I figured. There would be some sort of level of enforcement that would be done. So, but the pre-sale tickets went on sale July eighth at ten in the morning. I don't know if they were doing good. Last I checked, they were not. I didn't check today though. Hopefully, that changed for them. If it didn't change for them then that's a fantastic message because that tells them, hey, you know what that means? That means that you guys got an important answer you wanted to know. Were people watching your product and paying attention? Yes. Are because, they pissed? Yes. yes. <laughs> so because like like now... They're going to fuck you in the ass for it? Yes. Because, yeah, they're, they're having a bit of a rougher time. Those tickets were moving slower than they expected. And to me, the reason behind this would have to be because of what they did. You know, because they, yeah. they booked like shit for months and months. And now people are kind of like, you know, I want to watch from a safe I mean, distance at first. That, 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 that whole pull out the big stuff when the crowds come back works real good. But the problem is, if you piss off everybody before then, doesn't do you so much good. Doesn't do you good at all. Because then nobody's going to give a shit for the big stuff. Because they're going to be like, but where was the big stuff during the pandemic when I couldn't leave my house? Yeah, but I mean, at the, for the defense, just to play contrarian here, then the defense would be, well, at least we had stuff. Yeah, <laughs> at least we you had know. stuff down the pipe. But then the, if we wanted to once again devil's advocate that, then the contrarian to that would be, yeah, because you were getting money. You wanted to keep the money train coming in. So you gave the, you, you drip, you drip fed us mediocre, lackadaisical content to just wait this shit out. You skimped on supplies. You were like the people from Alive. You had a cap of wine and a square of chocolate before you started eating each other. <laughs> I can't believe you made a fucking Alive reference on here. <laughs> Holy shit. Because I always thought that the whole time. I was like, yo, that's all fine and dandy that y'all got big stuff waiting for the crowd to come back. But considering at the time we're sitting here like we don't know when crowds come back, how long do you think people will ride through this bullshit? Oh, not but super long. Like, it's all fine and dandy if you got Edge versus Roman in front of a crowd. But if I got to sit through Rey Mysterio losing a fake eye to get it, I don't know how excited I am for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. That is, and the that problem is def- with them was they weren't good enough before the pandemic to try to pull that. Yeah, but you know what's the sad part? And to their defense, look at how good everything's been lately. Like you can tell that the pandemic's over yeah. for them. Oh yeah, they are ready to make some money. You see how ready to make money they are. <laughs> Forget love stands comment the fucking chat. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell people that shit. I've seen motherfuckers walk into into fucking ice cream shops with nothing on but fucking shorts and a smile. Oh god. They are not joking, though. But yeah, if they may, if they were to fuck up Madison Square Garden, 
like that's as strong as a message as that you need to be vaccinated. Yeah, and apparently getting into these ticket sales a little bit more, um, that's been a bit of an eye opener. At least what the word is going around is that it's been a bit of an eye opener for Vince as far as a uh, lack of interest in the product, and he's gotten pissed off. So as a result of this, he decided that he was going to call up a bunch of people. He doesn't give a shit about what's happening where. And he's just going to bring people up from wherever he needs to to make the show that he wants. Yeah, I mean, and that's that the end of so you can forget. Calls up. Yeah, so you can forget whatever plans everybody else has. If those tickets didn't move, which apparently they didn't, they're just going to. That means that he's going to. It's the fact that not that the writing was bad or the booking, it's the roster. So that means that a lot of people are probably going to lose their spots and get shuffled around. And you'll just start seeing new faces everywhere, which is what's happened like a thousand times, you know. To be fair, though, it worked in the past. You know what I mean? It's not like like you yeah. can't you can't knock something that works. If you look back at uh, all the other situations, like going into the Attitude Era, for example, that was like a real fresh start, man. When you really look back in eras, that's the one thing they don't get enough credit for. They 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 touch on it a little bit, but they talk more about how they were edgy and they were this and they were that, but they don't talk about how no one knew who the fuck they were. You know what I mean? You look at them now and you say about that. But those guys weren't as over as they are. They're as over as they are now in hindsight. And they got that over in the middle of it. But when you really look at where they started with, they started with zero momentum and literally created it out of nothing. Because uh, they lost everybody. Everybody. When you really look at the people that were the names you would think of, when you thought of brawling buddies, and when you thought of toys and video games and posters. All of them left. There was no one left in the WWF that represented what they were. Not mean Gene Okerlund, not Hulk Hogan, you know, not Jimmy Hart, not Macho Man. You know what I mean? Like, not, not like they, I mean, you know, not even Brett anymore after the, after the Montreal screw job, you know. So, I mean, when you really look at it, not even Hall Nash. And when you look at that, that was new generation. That was them shaking up the roster twice because the early 90s was them bringing in Hall Nash, Brett, Sean, and all of those guys as the guys to replace Hogan Macho. That whole shit blew up in their face twice. By that third time around with the Attitude Era, when you really look at it, if you're watching without missing a Raw or anything, I remember people even joking about, how oh, man, when you put on this show, it's like half these guys, you don't even know who they really are in a sense. Like you knew them, but like they weren't like top card people. But in a very short period of time, look at how that was turned around. You know what I mean? Triple H was by no means somebody. He was barely a mid-carder, let alone a top guy, when they gave that leap of faith with the DX Army. That was a leap of faith and a half. And the proof of it is if you go back and look at the Attitude Era, most of the time that shit was opening the show. It was getting a good pop because of the DX music. But they were trying him. You know what I mean? That was a test. And I think he was... I'm not sure if he's talked about it, but I feel like I've heard him talk about how... Like after Sean left, it was literally like that was like a almost like a Hail Mary type situation, you know, and I didn't really need him to say it to get the impression that, yo, if this shit doesn't work with just you and China and X-Pac, you guys are fucked because I wasn't sure if it's going to work. And uh, they went on to just sort of build good things. So hopefully, because oh, yeah. I know we're gonna, there's going to be heat and all the angers already there about what's going to happen to Ember or a bit of small alert, which I don't care, to be honest. It's not like I never got attached. People are acting like they, they split up LOD or, or the Dudleys, whatever. I'm but I'm just like saying. I'm mm-hmm. I, I, It's not even necessarily being worried about Ember. I'm more confused with, spoiler, fucking Tegan. 
Right, but that's my whole point. That's, You're that's, confused that's with Tegan. Where it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, but that's my point. You were confused with Tegan. I was confused with Road Dog and Billy. It was like, what the fuck? Honestly, I was like, what? Like, I remember thinking, huh? <laughs> it was like almost like if you took person A and person pi squared, <laughs> you know, it's just like, what the fuck? Is-? And there's a lot of other weird things. Look at X-Pac and, and Kane. That's odd. Look at RVD and Kane, even though that wasn't as cool. There were a lot of people who loved RVD and Kane. Like, I have to stop using Kane as an example because I could probably go on for another half an hour when it comes to him. Oh, my God. But there were some unlikely strange teams of things or like Killian Dane and, and uh, freaking Rockstar. Big Maverick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, things like that. Sometimes it works. I think maybe... And that it's not even like, th- like those guys are as strange. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of works a little bit better because she can work her ass off more than Ember. But we'll talk about that more yeah. as we get into uh, the weeklies. Yeah, because I'll, I'll get into what bothers me about the Tegan thing and why I almost don't see the same thing. But yeah, you make a good point, though. Yeah. So Alistair Black, earlier this week, released a promo, apparently, as Tommy End. I haven't seen this yet. But uh, apparently this was some sort of a teaser promo he inv- he released on his Instagram as uh, Tommy End here. So I figure, do we even have that here? Or I got to go on Instagram for it? Fuck. Don't you hate that? At least they don't want to add you on Instagram. <laughs> I get we're picking the lesser of two evils here. Yeah, right. At least Trump's not suing them. Apparently, there's a video out there. I wish I could find it, but he got cheered when he walked into UFC 264. Uh, oh, Lord. Some of y'all out there salty as shit. Don't kill Morning, Dr. David. Josh, sit. Oh, what a wonderful mood you're in. What do you got on your schedule today? Hey, that's the guy who does the music. Okay, your favorite. Why are you so worried about it? It's not me. I'm worried about you. What is that supposed to mean? Who do you think we got? No. No. You're serious? This dude nearly killed me six months ago. Why am I assigning him? The board of directors and I agree. This is something that we feel that you should confront head on. What the heck? That's not right, man. Besides, he's going to be in handcuffs this time. Handcuffed? You think that's supposed to make me feel better? Bullshit. Come on, let's go on in. Tom, how are you today? Never better, Doc. Never better. Let me take a look at that. Healing up very nicely. You know you shouldn't get into fights with the other patients, especially Matthew. You mean being pushed into the stairs is what you mean. Tom, how many times have we talked about this? That didn't happen. It's all in your head. All in my head. Speaking of in my head, how's your neck? 
See, this is your problem. You think everything's a joke and we're sitting here trying to help you. All you have to do is go to your meetings, take your medicine, maybe you start improving. You've been here for five years! Tom, I have to agree with my young colleague over here. It's been five years. You're not getting any better, Tom. Last time. Last time I'm gonna say this. My name isn't Tom. My name Your name is Tom! Get it. Delusional. Delusional. We gotta get some help. Tom, can you hear us right now? I don't think he's doing really good. That doesn't at all. What's wrong with the lights? I don't know. There might be a power outage. I think it's everywhere. Tommy, you think you're okay? I'm fine. You, on the other hand, you won't be. It's way more du- more production than in the WWE stuff they did for him. What oh, the hell? My, my car. This is scary. Dark and all the years of digging through my head. Never thought that any of this was real. Tom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Tom. My name is Tom. My name is Malachi. Devil made me do it. Oh, it was the acts of a man possessed now. <laughs> so, let me do theaters near you. Whoa. That was unsettling, but pretty cool. I give a lot of credit to the man. Let the credits run here at the end. Wow, that's just for an Instagram post. He did better than something that would be officially produced by one of the company. You see what I mean? Like the wrestler himself is taking the angle more seriously than WWE did on his departure. But then again, WWE didn't take the angle seriously because they don't take the wrestler seriously. They just said, oh, we got Tommy in. Okay. That's crazy. But yeah, I like the character, the way it's done, you know. A little dark for, uh, I mean, spoiler alert for what he winds up, you know, don't you think? Well, I guess I can't really judge judge it on the first appearance. I kind of want to see more how it plays out, but I mean, I could that could have been a preview of what we're going to see in the future. Yeah. Well, it's cool. It's, know, like you, cause it's like you see the trailer and you understand what the person's capable of, and then the person shows up and it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Hey, what's up, George and Facebook, Cabigon? Oh, no. And that link Cabigon posted is the Trump pop. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Hold on to that, Destin, for when we get into the Connor stuff. Because we do have to get into the Connor stuff tonight. Oh, yeah, got me. So much Connor, right? It's how he likes it, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we'll get into more Alistair Black later, too, because this is a to-be-continued, right? I'm not going to play the drop, yeah. in case that's what anybody was waiting for. 
It's not no, that kind, I'm but not. to be continued. I've, I've had enough laughs when it comes to Alistair Black for multiple reasons, but yeah. So Charlotte Flair was apparently wrestling with Andrade. And get your perverted minds out of the gutter. Right. The children. Let me bring this up on the screen for you guys. Some of y'all nasty son bitches went straight to the gutter. Just a little clip there of the practice going on. Wow, they're both going to make each other way better, huh? I mean, hey. Like two of the best doing it. Exactly. Yeah, Got to give a lot of credit for that. Pretty apps. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, explains a lot of why we're seeing Charlotte pull off some of pull off some of Andrade's moves. Yeah, I can't believe I missed that. legit learning them from him. Yeah, I can't believe I missed that last week when we spoke about that a little bit. You know, until you mentioned it, I was like, well, it's strange because I'm not used to seeing her do it. You know, I wasn't even thinking Andrade for some reason. Yeah, the second I saw her laying on her feet in the position of where Rhea was, I knew she was going for that second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. All right. Next, a bit of crap news. Uh, Bailey was injured and is out for nine freaking months. Man, right before Money in the Bank. I don't know how the hell this happened. I you know? have a slight theory. Only because what? I've seen this happen maybe a handful of times. But, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking it's going to sound crazy. I almost look at it the same way things happen with Rollins when uh, his bot, when his knee went out on him. Um, Angle back in what was, I think, 2003 when he had to step away because of his neck. It it almost felt like the fact that Bailey's been going full throttle for what the past year, year and a half. This almost seems like in the weirdest case, her body just shut down. Yeah. And in this case, unfortunately it was her knee, but it looked like something eventually just gave. That sucks. I mean she carried them through that pandemic era, man. Oh yeah. When you really look at I- it. Girl, she was the biggest thing on every show for the whole pandemic. Yeah, now she really carried them through that pandemic era. That's why it's the most heartbreaking thing. Like, come on. I heard that news. That was devastating. Because I had an idea of what might have happened at Money in the Bank, but that just shot everything right out the window. Yeah. No, it was a. So she's going to be out nine months, and this was during training. Uh,. With Bianca Belair. So what we're hearing here is that uh, this was ironically during uh, who's the source here that's reporting this Melser saying that she got this last Thursday when she was training the training that was mandatory for everyone with where uh, everyone, you know, remember that thing that we talked about a few weeks ago, essentially, where there were people that were required mandatory training before they go back on the road. Yeah. Well, apparently this was uh, during that. And they said it wasn't noted what Bailey was doing when she heard a pop in her knee. But she wouldn't have been there if it, if it wasn't for Vince McMahon's order. So uh, apparently, and I get, this goes back to what we've talked about on here for years now. For the past freaking seven years is uh, the fact that the difference with the WWE style and stuff like Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, PWG. 
even though we love all those companies, is that these guys don't get any time off in the sense that it's 365 days a year. There's no off season. And I felt like the reason they have more sustainable injuries, even though their style is a more simplified version of shit you see in Japan, is because of because of that. So now you're adding that, the fact that they're constantly wrestling, plus now you have them doing mandatory training and then their bodies aren't getting enough time to heal. Yeah. Add on to the fact that, like I said, for the past, what, year and a half, Bailey's been going harder than almost everybody else. Your body can't sustain that level of that level of pressure all the time. Some going to give eventually one of the seams is going to pop yeah exactly and that's sort of what we're experiencing here you know and uh it's being reported by melser that uh there were people who were who were um okay with going there that they weren't too unhappy to live there and go in and the many of them gone in on their own anyway but there were also people who didn't live there who were unhappy that on their days off, they weren't getting paid extra and that they'd have to go to the performance center and do drills. And in the case of Bailey, she tore her ACL. So that's the issue here. You're telling these people on their day off, it's not even like paid work, that they have mandatory training. That and, and as a result, it now affects her career. And then we have to factor in, even though it's the elephant in the room, like Andrew Yang talked about, they're independent contractors. That are treated like they're not independent contractors. You know? You couldn't tell yeah. someone who's an independent contractor when to train. It's it's just a strange uh situation with how uh, their business practices are shady. We've talked about it on here before, but again, I don't want to go to the, you know, divert attention from Bailey's unfortunate injury. And uh I'm not trying to fully blame them, but those business practices of making people do that shit should not exist. You shouldn't force people to do something. You know, the days off are actually used for healing. They're not freaking mutants. Right. Those so tendons on. and ligaments do strain, and sometimes you have to give them time to kind of loosen a little bit. There's a reason in a normal job you have days off. It's time just to kind of recharge for a little bit. And God knows who the hell's going to carry the company now. As far as our, to find the, somebody else. the women's division. I mean, as far as with Bianca Belair, because they don't really have anyone else. If they did, they would have put someone else there. They didn't. They canceled it, is what they did. They, they just said, we don't have anybody qualified if we don't have Bailey or face Bianca Belair, so this match is off. Yeah, and they wound up just moving it to the freaking, to this coming SmackDown. No, they didn't move it. The match is off. Oh, you didn't see what happened on SmackDown? I, I did see what happened on SmackDown, but that's the thing. I heard what they said, but I saw what happened. What they said was that they found a replacement for the match. What they did was they canceled the match, so there is no women's match of money in the bank. And oh, instead, yeah, yeah, they had not money in the bank. Instead of having Carmella have a title match next week on SmackDown, that's not the same thing. Yeah, 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 they, they, yeah, they took that off of money in the bank, so they just screwed their own pay-per-view over. Like, that's not even how business works. You know, if, if anything, even in storyline, it wouldn't make sense that you wouldn't be looking for a replacement match for the pay-per-view. Because SmackDown is a given to have a main event. It has to come on every week. You know, <laughs> it didn't change anything. You know, the match, that was just a clever way of them saying the match is off without saying the match is off. Because if Where they say the match is off. Script, first pay-per-view that's going to be in front of a live crowd of one of his championship matches. It was it was so bad. It was so bad. See, they're already fucking up. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it more. We're jumping around because the Bailey thing, but it, that, the way that segment was put together too is going to make you laugh when I when I go back over it with you. Oh my god, I'm laughing at just thinking about it. 
because <laughs> it was so stupid. Did you see what happened? You know what? I don't even want to go into it yet because if I, I want to run an LW, is going to message us and then I have to have you talk. And oh, throw no, it to you. I have to have it. Then, then I have to throw it to you while I argue with them while we're on the live damn thing. Fuck so it's like, no, we'll, I'd rather do that at the end of the show. You know? So then I could just, as we're going off the air, deal with them. <laughs> Get to y'all later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bailey is not going to be the same without her. This, so I wish her a speedy recovery because that is rough. Because, I mean, since the match isn't going to happen, I guess I can speak on what I thought was going to go down. We remember this was um, originally supposed to be an I quit match. And I remember when Bailey said a line along the lines of, I'd never quit professional wrestling. My whole theory was, okay, we talked about there's a shakeup or a draft or whatever they want to call it coming up around some, sometime in the near future. I'm thinking in my head, okay, so Bailey's going to lose the match and she's going to disappear until the shakeup. Because one, gives her time to rest. And two, you get the pop when Bailey goes over to Raw. And now whoever's champion has to deal with her. So wait a minute. Just to repeat, what exactly would have been the finish? So I don't know exactly how it would have happened. Maybe she would have probably, knowing Bianca Belair, she probably would have used the braid. But somehow she would have got Bailey to quit. Well, fuck that. It, oh. You know that's exactly what they're going. Because they're, 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 what, what's there to gain at this point with, with uh, Bailey as SmackDown champion? All kinds of shit. First of they, all, I they, mean, which, she, she maxed out all she could do with that belt. I don't think so at all. Are you kidding me? What's that again? Whatever happened to the slow burn in wrestling? Like Bianca Belair has too much. This is the reason why they wind up with a bunch of people who used to be great and then wind up sucking and going to the mid card. Like she already got a lot of different things. She got to be this great rookie who had this great WrestleMania match that was amazing. Then the call up and then she has a WrestleMania moment. One celebrated with her family prayed you know what i mean and now it's like on top of now you're tapping out one of the top people all that i honestly really feel like it is time for her to lose that fucking strap just her first feud yeah because in her in in her first feud way before before it gets time to get rolling yeah they can't have this girl just winning already you know what i mean like it's like she just got there and she's already had so many amazing credentials and now on top of that she tapped. so what happens after she tapped bailey then what they can't even figure out what to do without bailey there now without tapping her bailey being they gone made them too much with the title on it they wish we would try to run the same old story again but bailey being gone made them have to shut down operations entirely where it's like well we just don't have another pl- backup plan literally they had no idea what to do so imagine the tapping like she just completely beat bailey there'd be no There'd be no recourse. And then with the hair, it, too. It would have been actual time to build it rather than she got injured because of a training session nobody wanted. Now we got to think on the fly. And then with the hair, too. Damn. That reminds me of when, <laughs> that reminds me of when Stone Cold was talking. Was it with Mick Foley when he was talking about how uh, how slow they were with the three count? When he was like, we're really going to make this motherfucker running <laughs> with the three count. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that ass. We're really going to make this motherfucker. I forget who it was he did it with. That's what I feel like. We're really, really going to make her. Like, holy shit. She, like, she did all of that in her first year. One arrest man, then she tapped Bailey out with the hair. Like, I don't know how she would have done it, but I. But knowing them, they would not pass up the shake-up pop because that's what they do. People disappear for months at a time and then show up once it's draft time. And you're not going to get a bigger pop than basically the girl who was SmackDown jumping over to the other show. And then that's, first of all, that's somebody for Rhea to have to deal with if she's still champion at that time. She gets to reignite her whole thing with Charlotte because those two are always great together. If Becky comes back and she's still on Raw, that's a 
Well, there's so much more ammo they could have there. And like I said, Bailey was champion for what year, year and a half. That belt and her have elevated about as high as either one could go. At that point, you're just kind of treading water till something else happens. Okay, so what will you do afterwards? So now you have Bianca Belt. He taps out Bailey. At that point, then you then you start feeding her some, feeding her some of the top names. You start well, not not even necessarily the top names, but you start giving her. First of all, you give the girl an actual run, and then you look at some of the look like look at whoever's Miss Money in the Bank. She has to go through them first. She has to go through some of the other challengers on Raw, like the Natties and the freaking kind of the Natties. Pretty much just about anybody you could fit on there. But the problem with it is if you go back to Bailey, it comes off as you're going straight back to the easiest thing because everybody knew Bailey was good instead of what this company needs to remember how to do and then start trying stuff. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's, it's not you're not abandoning. I'm not saying. What should happen is that Bailey should go over Bianca Belair and then that's it. Bye, rookie. And now she's just off to back to being Bailey again. I'm just saying that when you have a rookie like this, it's not good for them to get everything really fast and then be invincible for a long period of time because it's hard to sustain that story when she's already strong and credible. It's easier. It, first of all, a couple things. It's easier when someone's a baby face to push and promote them when they're chasing rather than when they're defending. All of the best stories of baby faces have always been chasing titles, not defending. So her defending, that's only going to go, that's going to have a short rope anyway. Also, it's early enough in her career that a rookie mistake and her being able to lose based on experience or some sort of advantage that Bailey takes wouldn't hurt her that bad in this angle. And the angle continues, and Bianca Belair gets her rematch, and the feud continues, and maybe they even... Run it back at a at a bigger show. But uh I would I would just definitely not just let her hold it for really long and like build it that way. I don't think she's a building. Not every champion, I don't think everyone needs to drop it right away. They don't need to Christian it. But at the same time, not everybody needs to build it. You know what I mean? It's like not everybody needs to hold it and run with it. Sometimes people are better chasing. And I just kind of feel like for a little while, because she never got to do that, and that kind of sucks too, because that's really where a lot of baby faces do their best work. Because she never really got to do that chase, that little shit doesn't count before WrestleMania. Like, yeah, they had a few things. Like, she never really got to chase for the title, you know? And like, really, really, you never got that finally she won the title because she had the title. She correctly came in packaged with it. I didn't like that when they did that with Sheamus either. I remember that was one of my biggest issues with him. Like, Sheamus, they had to work retroactively to fit him into the roster because he came in as this unstoppable monster that kills Triple H for the championship. You know, and then has the champ because Triple H loved him. That was his workout buddy in the gym. Meanwhile, most of the casual people didn't know him and weren't watching FCW, weren't thinking, oh, Seamus O'Shaughnessy. They were thinking, what the fuck is this guy that just won the world championship from Triple H? And it was weird when you really look at it. It took me a while to accept Seamus when they were trying to do shit like put the U.S. title on him or have him with the IC title or in tag teams. It was like, what? Like the guy who was a killer that you guys brought in here to destroy Triple H that was like a top tier number one fucking guy. So that's what I mean. It's stranger for me, and I'm not saying it doesn't work your way too, but it's weird for me because you wind up retroactively working them into like the mid card after they're on the top too long and invincible too long, you know. But again, it's yeah, different I, for I everybody. Really see what you mean? But I'm just, just kind of like thinking, I said, like I can say, after she won at Hell in a Cell, the problem with Bianca Belair, just if you know her history, that girl's not built to chase. Yeah, and it's not she's even never her been fault. Chaser in anything she's ever done in her life. Why have it this? And it's not even her fault that uh. Then I'm suggesting this. It's more, it's, it's more the, the division's fault because I don't see a division strong enough right now to sustain a storyline of Bianca they Belair. Just, 
That's what I mean. So it's kind of like the last thing in the world I think she needs to do is take the only girl who's formidable to her that's around right now and tap her with her fucking hair. Because then what's Bailey gonna do? The only way to the only way they could keep the feud alive at that point is to just make it hardcore matches where it's like we know that she can out wrestle um Bailey. Now Bailey's just gonna have to go to beating her with and what's next, TLC? But then the problem, I guess, comes because since they barely have much of a women's division there, if Bailey wins, she's just fucking up girls who either she's already beaten six, seven times or that have no business being in the ring with her. Like, unfortunately, what, what it really is, their women's division is so dwindled on SmackDown, there's no good way out of that. Of course there is. They could Charlotte, Charlotte and Sasha, I think, was a good thing. It's just kind of they, they, they wanted back and forth a lot. I know it's weird, but for some reason, when it's done right, it was violent enough and it was brutal enough that they would, it was just for a while, they were fighting over the belt. Again, I'm not saying, I'm just saying fighting over the belt a little bit more than her kicking Bailey's ass is what I would like to see. Because that sounds like the end of a really bad ass whipping when you tap into her hair. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound just like, well, it just sounds like, yeah, she completely, taught her a lesson and then you even put you put bailey on the bench at the end where it's kind of like she so the debate the beating first of all to sell that she'd have to fuck her up bad enough for her to be gone so you're already implying that this is bad and then she taps her with her own hand and bailey's gone for a while and uh what she fights carmella and whoever i would i would take the bailey wouldn't even necessarily say she fucks her up so bad just she bruises her ego because bailey was like i never quit wrestling just that 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 line just sounded like a plant line to me because, you know, they'll know. do stuff like that. They'll sneak little things like that in the promos every now and then. I don't know. My, my issue with your booking is any version of this that ends with them no longer having Bailey to support Bianca Belair in a feud is a bad version. But either way, that's what they have now. Like, they don't even have to worry about it because I thought worst case scenario is that they don't have Bailey anymore at the end of this. And they don't even they didn't even make it to the end. <laughs> like, they don't have Bailey. So here's yeah, worst case scenario. Trainer, right? it, it's going to certainly be interesting to see what they don't do because there's really not much that they can do. People were saying bring Becky Lynch back. And I was thinking if only if you want to completely kill Bianca Belair's momentum as you go back into live audiences, because who the hell's gonna who they're gonna boo Bianca? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking for There's her no sake, way, they better not do no that. Way comes out of that space. As a fan, I would love for it to be Becky, but for more importantly, for, for her career to not take the tumble that they're already setting it up for by keeping her in that top spot. I wouldn't want that because inevitably, if she's still in that spot when Becky's ready to come back, some shit like that might happen, which maybe she'll be more prepared for at that point. They just haven't built her enough that they won't, the fans won't turn on her if somebody else big like that shows up. Bailey was perfect for the time being to feud with her. You know, it's like, I don't even know what they're going to do. Bailey was perfect for that. But anyway, as we talk about Bianca Belair and Bailey. And some people thought even Sasha Banks was a choice. Sasha and Bianca wound up winning ESPY awards. That is correct. And uh, remind me about ESPY awards again. So ESPYs, they're usually like, they're usually in the range, in the range of like sport. I know it usually has to do a lot with like some of the sports um, athletes in the world. Because, you know, WWE usually has a, a category every year. I think I think they actually won one of the regular ones that I believe was uh, the biggest moment of the year, which wound up being their WrestleMania match. But it's like it's um, I believe it's ESPN's big um, award show. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, uh, yeah, they won. They won an award or something here. And I have the clip. So let's have a look. 
It's now my distinct pleasure to announce and introduce tonight's ESPY winner for best WWE moment, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Congratulations, because you were the first black woman to battle at WrestleMania, an incredible moment for the culture. And of course, as you know, clearly our fans love you. This award proves that as we lean into diversity and involve more black women in sport, the product is always better. I'd love your perspective on that. All I can say is I'm just so blessed and so honored to be the woman in this position to portray this diversity and this representation. I always say that uh, representation is not a request, it's a requirement. And that's what we did at WrestleMania where we made history. And I just want to thank the women that came before us and paved the way on this road so that we, that we can walk on this road. So thank you to WWE, our fans. Thank you to my Woo! husband. And I want to say, Mama and Daddy, we did it. We did it. Yes. All I have to say to that is yes, says, 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 says. All right, y'all, keep it locked because we have more right here at the SB. Who the hell is the sassy one that they're with? I don't know. Well, I'm going to need her to change that sign off. <laughs> <laughs> because in a moment, I was like, bitch, are you buffering? What the fuck? He said, yes, yeah, that's it, that's it. I was wondering if this little spin dial start going. Oh, God. I don't even know. Yo, I'm gonna need you to not do that. Like, you stop it right now. I hope that's something people do now. Apparently, <laughs> exactly, George. She was fucking much. <laughs> what the hell? Like, it threw me off so far, so bad. I started checking my shit to make sure nothing went wrong. Yeah, if it wasn't for what we do, I'd, I'd be completely out of touch with stuff like those awards and all that other shit. Good for them, though. Yeah, you know I'm what I mean? I'm familiar with the SBs. Good for them. They shouldn't have something that's ESPN look like something that's MTV, though. The problem is that all these award shows look the same. Well, that's what I mean. She was trying to car- She was trying to be Cardi B. No, 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 no. She actually has talent. Or I think. I don't know. Her face doesn't annoy me. I'll put it there like that. Oh, man. I, that sound's stuck in my fucking head now. God damn it. Oh, that music stuck in my head. Such a generic production. Oh, I prefer the music. <laughs> I try not critiquing production too much. I know what goes into people's production, but damn, man. I would have looked at that if I was doing something like that. I'd been like, this looks and sounds like everything else. Delete. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm just saying, you watch the SBs, the BET Awards, and the MTV Awards in the same year. All that's different is all that's different is the channel. I'd love to do a talk brunch that's like that, just as a bit. Wouldn't be able to like, not break the whole bit for like three, four hours. Let's do the Welcome, brunch. everybody. <laughs> My birthday's on Tuesday at midnight. Fuck it. Brunchies. <laughs> oh, man. That was a shoe, by the way. This shit happened twice. I look at the calendar. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Your birthday and talk brunch, right? Yeah. Two years in a row. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's because the show is, we, we run the show on a cusp. It always happens between the end of one day and the beginning of another based on midnight. So it's it's easy to hit it a couple of times. Awesome. So WWE is hiring people through TikTok. That shit isn't funny. <laughs> the people's careers and you're laughing. Yes. They hired the only they would do this shit. Maybe you're not only they. Maybe maybe this is another thing that happens. Don't 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 you don't you even fucking try. <laughs> also let me guess. Let me guess. MLW got all the people <laughs> out with the right? 
that's such a weird way to have a resume, right? Can imagine, can you do that for Walmart? Can you be a door greeter through your TikTok? You could just have a TikTok of you greeting your own front door to show them to show them what you would <laughs> to show them what kind of a greeter you would be, right? Okay, pop over and go, hey, how you doing? What's that? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Like I, <laughs> I'm trying to see here what the documentation is giving us. Yeah, basically, TikTok has a new has new features for submitting resumes. So this is a new feature for TikTok. You can now. Okay, so this isn't even WWE now. That's yeah, this is the funny. this is this is the direction the world is going in, Destin. Yes, what TikTok has launched a new feature where you submit your resume, your resume through TikTok. So what do you mean? Like, is it like you talk as your resume, like the way like Tough Enough style, or is it like the, how, how does it work? Well, let me tell you something, dude. I'll be the best Walmart creator. <laughs> Later on, someone find find a. I wonder if there's public examples because when people use a uh, cameo, you can find like the public versions of the cameos that they send to people. Can you imagine if you're a? Uh, are there examples of people's TikTok How resumes out there with this feature? Your resume. You dance so your funny. resume. You dance your fucking resume. Write, write it down. down. Yeah, we both said at the same time. Writing it down. <laughs> that could be the name of the episode. You dance your resume. Dance your resume might be it. Are you shitting me right now? <laughs> Oh, so here's the first thing. Experience any. What, what does that mean? Does any experience at all and with TikTok so or with, da- what or with dancing? <laughs> what he's telling me is, I can't remember exactly which fucking WWE or SmackDown draw it was, but there was one where you could create your own story. You got to tell me all I got to do is make a full year of that and I'm set. Wow. This is the statement. Fuck I'm going to get this shit over with. WWE is a recognized leader in global sports and entertainment with programming available in more than 800 million households worldwide across more than 180 countries and over 20 languages. One of the world's most influential brands, WWE has over 1 billion followers across 15 different platforms. At WWE, we recruit athletes and performers from around the world with wide ranging backgrounds, including the NFL, NBA, MMA, Olympic sports, uh, the military, strongman, world of entertainment. And now... TikTok. I'm not even kidding. That's how you put it. Dot, dot, dot. And now TikTok with a little exclamation point at the end. Ding. TikTok. Ideal candidate possesses <laughs> world-class athleticism, size, flexibility, strength, and agility, personality and charisma, global appeal and diversity, coachability, work ethic, and professionalism. Step into our ring. Damn. TikTok resumes. That's funny. Do you remember back? I love that they're always the first ones. They're like Google. Them and Google are the two companies that'll be the first ones in and the first ones out. They'll try something new. Be like, nope, that didn't work. Fuck it. Fuck you. Platform gone. Because you remember when WWE was all about tout and they were telling all of us to tout and everybody was like, oh, look, everyone favorite tout. tout. Everybody jump over to tout. I didn't move. It was like, what? I mean, we're all good on the platform. Because- Del Rio had part of their feud on tout. That's the new thing that companies do. They try to use their company to put the platform over. Maybe we can take this smaller platform and get over there. Like, hey, everybody use Tout. And I remember I was like, why are we? I am not. No. And the only one that worked was when the place caught on fire, when Raw caught on fire and Jericho touted it on fire, which I don't think they appreciated. Still one of my favorite things. I'm on fire. You guys remember that when they were encouraging everybody to use Tout? They were encouraging the superstars to use Tout. Everybody used Tout. And the only time it came in handy, Raw caught on fire. Not in the story. The actual place caught on fire, and Jericho decided to tout. Do we still have that video? I wonder if I have to find the video with Jericho. <laughs> of all the times, I bet Yo, they wish they never suggested people to tout that. <laughs> I bet they were like, man, we really, in hindsight, we wish we didn't tell them to tout. 
Let me see if I could look it up, Todd. <laughs> God, I want the best ones, man. It was fucking great. Nah, it probably got taken down. You know how they are anal about that. Plus, it makes them look bad. It was just the alarm going off with flames in the background. And Jericho looks at the camera. He goes, I'm on fire. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That's fucking awesome. Is it on YouTube? I'm, I'm trying to see. Oh, my God. I don't fucking let it be old. That'd be a wrap. <laughs> Maybe I don't have to put. Awesome. How the hell did it catch on fire, right? Right. Like all those years it came pyro and somehow y'all ain't got this right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I think Raw catches on fire enough that we wouldn't be able to find the specific time that Jericho caught it on camera. What, with the dumpster fire of the booking or the actual set catching on fire? Could we got to be specific. It was with an alarm. You hear, and he's like, I'm on fire. In the chat. I think is that it? it? Hold on. Oh, God, yeah, he found it. You, you looked at it already? Because he just said, I found it. Let me see if this is it. No fucking way. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. It's loading so slow. Oh, you bitch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I already grabbed it. I already pulled it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that tout ever became known, and I loved it. At that point, then I wanted to tout. It was like, yeah, I get it now. Hold on. I'm going to run this in the system. Oh, man. There we go. I'm on fire! <laughs> That's always going to be funnier than it should be for me. I don't know why it popped so hard when I saw it. I was waiting for Raw to come on too. <laughs> Because it's like this is a serious moment in fucking Jericho. Oh my out. god! Thank you, Cabby Gamba. But yeah, I remember. Oh my god, I was crying. Jim Cornette's right, even though they don't like to hear it. That the products have become so bad that the fans more want to hear about the shit that's going on than the actual shit. Because that's where the interesting stuff is. <laughs> you really right. look at it, you know. Like that's why the the it's become more prominent to do the podcasting and stuff than it has to actually try to watch the show. Even though I will give them credit, they've been trying now. Oh my god. There you go. Tout. Tout that, motherfuckers. God. Like, oh, man. But yeah, everything's falling apart. And uh, who knows where to go from there. I'm on fire. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, don't worry, Quest. I see you in the uh, in the Facebook. Shout out to him because I know he typed to us on there. I'm just still trying to get my, uh, my bearings straight here. Oh, my word. Oh my God! Where the hell were we on the program? I believe we. Oh yeah, the um, the ESPYS. I think that was it. You know, they won the ESPYS. Good yeah, for them. I don't really have too much uh, else to say about the ESPYS. Let me see what other kind of things are happening here. Oh, getting back a little bit into the uh, the business practices in WWE. Do you hear about Joe Biden? Like he recently talked about non compete clauses. Did you hear really? about that at all? Yeah, let me bring this up for you. It's been a big talking point this week, but I didn't know he said anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, sec here. I made a speech. I was just reminiscing with my staff back in 2018 at the Brookings Institution, where I talked about the non-compete clauses that were just, I found to be absolutely ridiculous, but how prevalent they are throughout industry. At least one in three businesses require their workers to sign a non-compete agreement. These aren't just high-paid executives or scientists who hold secret formulas for 
Coca-Cola so Pepsi can't get their hands on. A recent study found one in five workers without a college education is subject to non-compete agreements. They're construction workers, hotel workers, disproportionately women and women of color. Think, Think of the 26-year-old employee at a company. She's a star worker, but she isn't being treated right. She's underpaid, passed over for promotions. Competitor across the street knows it, but <coughs> wants to bring her in at a higher wage. But she can't do it. Her company threatens legal action over a non-complete cause she had to sign in order to get hired in the first place. She can't afford a lawyer for help, so she's locked in. Imagine if you're in her shoes. You'd feel powerless, disrespected, bullied, trapped. That's not right. Workers should be free to take a better job if someone offers it. If your employer wants to keep you, he or she should have to make it worth your while to stay. That's the kind of competition that leads to better wages and greater dignity of work. Look, I'm not going to go into it now, but I used to talk about, you know, there's non-compete clauses or people running um, uh, the machines that lay down asphalt. If, in fact, you uh, get offered a job and you have a, you know, you're in uh, Arkansas doing it, a lot of specific examples, you can't take a job in West Texas to do it. What in the hell does that have to do with anything? No, I'm serious. Don't you get heat, Dustin. <laughs> I like that he ended it. What the hell does that have to do with anything? He's a funny guy. He said, he said Trump's volume never dropped. It was too easy. I couldn't stop myself. Dude, you're going to get so much heat for saying that now. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? Like I said on last Rick's rant, I'm about to tell y'all just coming for him. I'm here, too, you know? Now he just wants heat for the sake of getting heat. Hey. I gotta take somebody off you for once. See, I'm not as nice. I hurt your feelings out there. <laughs> I already had some petty moments this past weekend when one of my best friends came into town. Don't play with me. <laughs> Say no game. <laughs> oh, goodness. You don't want that kind of heat, my friend. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. That is incredible. But yeah, he's right. Just getting into a little bit of what he yeah. said about that. You know, the, the non compete clause is only for the, like, what are you doing? You're putting your, your employees on a cool down. And especially how a lot of the businesses, a lot of the wrestling, because, you know, we see a lot of that in the wrestling business. The way it is now, that shit doesn't really do anything anymore. Like, oh, you can't do this for 90 days. Okay, well, on 91, I'm going to get the biggest pop of my fucking life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they, we're going to get into it, but yeah, you know, they're, they're messing up. They're not even paying attention to what they're doing with these non-compete clauses, apparently. Right. You know, whoever whoever made that mistake, you know, whatever intern or whatever per- person at the office made that mistake, they should lose that job. And then just put on that on a 90 day no complete calls. Yeah. And the person who let Biden sound get uh, lower than Trump, they should also lose that job. The wall just no got clause. 10 feet higher. <laughs> and now it has a no complete clause. <laughs> 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 oh god you yeah, remember we talked about that thing with that hail mary that was a fucking hail mary because i didn't know if anybody was gonna laugh but i said fuck it i'm going for it Yo, look at it before we move on just real quick right i'm gonna bring this up on the screen large so you can see the lady who's doing the sign language translation she's making the same face i make when raw's booking is really shitty <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
That's my face every time Eva's bossy ass shows up. That's Is my me. face when the bitch got in the ring. Yo, that's me on Mondays at 845 when I'm trying to fucking put together all the pieces of this program, rip all of the videos, make sure all of the apps and everything are working. And, and last he started in the fucking Drew's. And then I have Ron in the background. I look up and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, they better hope that the president doesn't pay too much attention to that non-compete clause shit. It better just be an opinion because if he takes action, they're going to have issues with that. There's a lot of stuff. The independent contractor thing, the non-compete clause, a lot of issues over there. All stuff that needs to have more attention brought to it so we can stop this dumb shit. Yeah, as if anything's ever going to stop. What are you thinking? I can believe, damn it. Yeah, you can believe nothing, my friend. They're not going to stop shit. Which also, another issue that we've now having, and this has been happening lately, is that uh, they've been announcing documentaries. Like, you know those little things that come up where, like, Stone Cold will talk about he's going to have this person on next? They even did one. I was going to run it here, but I don't want to yep. hear their shit. They had one with Stone Cold, did the NWO thing. He came out in black and white and did the whole New World Order thing, but it was Stone Cold doing a promo, and it was to promote Kevin Nash being on there. Apparently, after they promote these things... They have not been airing on Peacock. They've just not been. Like, they, they say it's going to happen. And you're seeing all these things. But it's important to realize for anyone who's not watching Peacock that none of this shit has been on there. It's nowhere to be found. And they haven't given a reason. According to PW Insight, they haven't even given a reason why this has happened. But they have, quote unquote, paused all documentary work and scheduled premieres at this point. And from what we're hearing, they fired a lot of people. From the back, from the backstage area, over 60 employees from a lot of departments to merge a lot of departments into one. Uh, WWE Media, which is run by Kevin Dunn, uh, I believe was what the merger became. And uh, that is being speculated as one of the reasons why you are now not getting content on Peacock that's being advertised. There's some sort of a miscommunication going on here. Where uh, they're, which is strange because they must be taping these podcasts and getting these guests on and doing these interviews, uh, and and when they're advertising the content coming on, it's not there. A lot of it might be might be simply they're understaffed. I'm not sure, but they did pause all of this right now. It's weird. We're on here talking about every week. Like first they were firing people in the company, then they were firing wrestlers, then they were doing. Now they're pausing all production on stuff on the WWE network. Something weird is going on here. What would be the point of moving of everyone to Peacock? And now the content, like in the whole time they were running the network, we've never had so many problems. And we don't really talk about it here on the Sundays, but th- but that thing doesn't run very well. I've rarely ever had a buffering issue with the original WWE network. Peacock, many a time, and I've seen the reports, has straight up just shut off. Where you have to like turn it back on, click, kill the app, all kinds of stuff. So they're having issues. And this is the third incarnation of the network. Don't forget that they had a network. That I believe the first one was done by MLW. The people, not MLW, MLB, the same people do the MLB. Then they brought it in-house and redesigned it. Now, this third version of it by Peacock, the NBC version, this version's horrible. On top of lacking content, it doesn't run good. Have, have you had any issues? So like, has it, has it given you? I don't even know if you're using it. Are you using it? Fuck no. <laughs> all right, well, smart. I go to my shit that works. Yeah, maybe your shit that works is getting it from their shit that doesn't. I mean, maybe not if they're able to sustain it. I don't know. But they also removed the, the so it's supposed to be Kevin Nash. Remember last week they were going to do a WWE icons. It was going to be Lex Luger. Yep. You know, not that I'm complaining, but they removed that too. People were saying that sources in the company wanted a better lead. And I could believe that. But that's suspicious with the uh, Stone Cold Kevin Nash one. I think there's something. Now we heard that they paused all of the production. 
Especially because Nash just recently had a birthday this week. Yeah. Oh, well. I won't keep it if it continues to suck. Translation, you won't be there much longer. No, I'm kidding. No, no, I won't. Uh, crush their dreams. They need their save by the bell. So in a bit of crossover news, uh, this UFC woman, her name is Addison Ray. She was fired from the UFC. Apparently yeah, what apparently happened they was... they got a lot of backlash, I was hearing. Yeah, so what I'm seeing here is it says that uh, she was going to be... They hired her to be a red carpet correspondent for the UFC 264. And uh, she tweeted out a photo of her in front of the UFC red carpet. And then the caption read, I studied broadcast journalism in college for three whole months to prepare for this. And that pissed off fans. And uh, they fired her. Damn. And then she later tweeted out, never mind, y'all got me fired. (laughs) Otherwise, it's such a funny tweet to me. That's fast, right? Thank you for the host. Thank you for the host, George. Much appreciated. (laughs) Uh, We all watch wrestling, George. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. That's a good idea. Watch watching wrestling does work. Um, (laughs) but yeah, here's my suggestion with uh people who get jobs that don't have a lot of experience. Just shut the fuck up. Don't post dumb shit. Think about this. The second time, wasn't it last week or the week before that where we had that silly girl? She became the screenshot and we made made the, her, her friend the troll face yeah. because she was bragging about getting a job writing for WWE and having no idea what the hell she was doing on that show and then ultimately got fired. Now this girl comes on and brags about having three months experience for being a UFC correspondent and gets fired. Why do people brag when they're given short? Because you're kind of exposing the culture of our society and the fact that <laughs> my, my thesis has always felt that a lot of people who don't deserve shit, that don't have experience get jobs over people to do and now it's to the point where it's shameless you got motherfuckers who brag and go i don't deserve to be here <laughs> and see the funny thing about it it's it's worse for i feel like the ufc one it's more of a credit to that fan base rather than wwe just didn't like the fact they got called out on the shit we've known all along the ufc had enough common sense to like okay this girl clearly has pissed off our fan base so she got to go yeah, you could look at the wwe one the same way you yeah, except all their fans know that at this point that they hire people that have no fucking experience. Just somebody was dumb enough to actually say it for once. It just goes to show that nowadays people don't understand PR. You know, they don't understand good press, bad press. You know what I mean? Like for you to be able to even be in a position that you have the credentials or, or lack thereof to get to in, in front of something, to be a host in front of UFC or, or WWE or be a writer and then boast about it as opposed to fake it till you make it, build the credentials while you're there. And then in hindsight, once you have the credentials, you tell that story. You go, hey, you know, years ago when I started, full disclosure, I only had three months of experience in college when they took me. When you hear a lot of stories from successful people, Dustin, isn't that how it usually works? They'll go back and say, you know what, when they when these people took a chance at me, I didn't know what I was doing. They took me with only three months. That's a fucking acceptance speech bullet point. You don't say that the day you're hired, you fools, you fucking idiots. You don't go to a place that hired you underqualified. They might have known that they hired you underqualified. Maybe they slightly underpaid you. Maybe they had reasons. They took a chance on you, and you're stupid enough before proving yourself to be like, I don't belong here. It's just amazing to me how how destructive that is and to not realize that you're doing it. No one ever... When the fuck is the last time someone's gotten a job and tried to act like they didn't know what they were doing as a, as a bullet point? 
Even if you didn't yeah, know you would try. I'll be throwing shade. No, I'm kidding. Even if you didn't know you would try. If you wound up in a situation where you didn't know you then you would try not to make the person uncomfortable. Oh, shit. Let me see what I got. You would be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry, man. First day on the job. You'd be like Leon Kennedy in Resident Evil 2. You know, sorry, man. Just got here. Haven't even seen the police precinct yet. Hope it's nice. Full disclosure, I started <laughs> this thing with a Bluetooth headset, a shitty phone, and no internet. So, except yeah, no, yeah, Destin, Destin did start. I, 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 we told the story many times. Destin started with a Bluetooth headset, shitty internet, and and what was the third thing? And a phone. And a phone. Not even a good one at that. <laughs> I was running the, I was running the fucking mobile hotspot and Skype from the same fucking thing. I'm scared of why they need to see the movie. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead though. I missed the reference, and I've seen the movie. Right, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can't be gone. We don't talk about the roof, all right? We don't talk about the fucking roof. <laughs> Those are dark times, man. Oh, that's true. She did get hired at a fashion industry at 17 without them checking her credentials, and she didn't go on social media because it didn't exist at the Imagine what a fucking short movie that would have been. <laughs> she makes a good point. <laughs> she makes a good fucking point. Imagine what a good a short movie that would have been if in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Then when they hired her, she would have went to social media and been like, they don't even fucking realize I'm not qualified. You know what I just and then the credits roll. Holy shit, something just hit me. This girl comes in with basically what she, she said. She basically studied for three months. I don't know if you remember the old, old days of the UFC. I'm talking about like UFC 1 where the clock went up and there were no weight classes. There were some guys that had no combat experience whatsoever. I think I think in UFC 1, there was a guy who was like a cab driver and he fought. Nobody told him. No, no, nobody told him that shit. Like they say in this report, though, there are people who grind their entire, entire careers to get a gig on the UFC. And she went out there and boasted about it. Yeah, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead would have the short. That's the alternate ending. <laughs> you know, the alternate ending is the is the opening prologue because it all happens so in the same scene. She gets hired, tweets, so, fired. Never mind, y'all so fired me. They gave her the far cry ending. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've just never seen it. We keep coming on every week. Somebody brags about it. You know, <laughs> got a lot of entitled younger people that'll get jobs and do shit like that. You know. You used to be oh, able to spruce yeah. up your resume, not spruce it down. You know what I mean? You used to go and say, I'm not a secretary. I'm an administrative assistant. Nowadays, they'd be like, hey, these idiots hired me as an administrative assistant. No, I am as a typer. Yeah, <laughs> that was my up three seconds ago. What the fuck? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was filling the vending machine back up. And next thing you know, they was like, hey, you want a job? Fuck yeah. Like, I'm going to. I'm never, somebody hire me. I, I'm not going to do that shit. You think, can you imagine like if you got a job like doing something that was like this, working for like a network, if you were like, oh, before this, all we did was we did this by ourselves. All we had was a mic and a laptop. Nobody would do that. We would be like, yeah, well, you know, we have experience with journalism and production. Nobody would downsize themselves publicly. Look, okay. It, it's perfectly logical explanation. This fucking Some woke culture, instead of instead that. of fake it till you make it, they wake it till you break it. Damn. <laughs> Look, okay, it's perfectly understandable. She doesn't understand. You have to remember, Rick, some people don't have maps. Yeah, some people don't have maps. <laughs> like, yeah, never mind. Y'all got me fired. No, they didn't get you fired. You got you fired. How come you aren't? That's another thing, because I got so much heat from people that we know in the community, because I put that tweet out about you don't have to tweet every little thing. We talked about that last week when I went off. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, that just goes to show more of my examples. You don't have to tweet everything. Look at the consequences of that shit. Everyone gets mad. It's funny. People listen, though. They'll lurk. They won't sign into the room. But then later on, on their streams or on their tweets, I hear things that are literally 
comments that are in opposition of what we're saying on here timed perfectly where you know where it's coming from but then when things like this happen they won't talk about it then you know like look exactly my point of last week all that shit i got heat for of saying and obviously all the people that tweet pictures of their food pictures of their stove pictures of what they're doing pictures of the you know those people are the ones that i got the most heat with because everyone thought it was directed at them i'm just saying in general i didn't direct that at anybody i'm just saying that in general you don't have to tweet everything that you do and sometimes you fuck yourself you know is it worth not having that job really to go on twitter what are you doing on there? Like so many people, and I've asked this enough times that you are banging my head against the wall. If you're not promoting something or doing something that has some sort of a gain or communicating or networking out to somebody, what the hell are you doing on there when you're just like, hey, here are my eggs. Yeah. Fuck your eggs. Man, you guys scroll through here to see your fucking eggs? You guys have never seen eggs before my own fucking house? <laughs> and now, of course, we're going to get more heat on social media where people, and they'll never, they'll never tag me, and it would just be on their own things where I could see it, but it won't have my name in it. Like, oh, you know, once again, we're not named the person, but now they're talking about eggs. Yeah, I'm talking about fucking eggs. You, you did eggs for no reason. I wanted to see it. No one asked you. No one was interested. At the very least, it'd be one thing if someone's like, I'm in France, and for the first time, I'm having these eggs here, and these are different from our eggs or whatever. This is a rare meal. You know what I mean? But when you're just in your kitchen, I made eggs. Who the hell do you think you are? I feel like there's a sequel to last week's rant that's unplanned, but who the hell if do you think you are? If walked in right now, they would have not known what the fuck was going on. They would have heard us raging about Exactly. Eggs. Just eat your eggs and shut up. And then they get mad at me for tweeting that I was able. What did I say that was so bad that, that, that I'm getting villainized for? That I said that we were able to get married, upgrade our stuff, and quietly do all this other. And we didn't have to go tweeting and bragging about it the whole time. And I was like, oh, this guy's being negative. Fuck you. I don't want to show your, I don't want to see your eggs or all the other stuff. So what? I'm because I'm not on here constantly promoting everything. If we sat here and did the wrestling show quietly for two hours where we just went from story to story and talked about it, no one would say shit and people would pretend they didn't hear. But the moment I said something like that, it's amazing the amount of heat that it is. And I'm going to stand by it because people are, don't, aren't able to distinguish what they should and should not say to a point. They start thinking, well, I talked about eggs. Now I'll talk about my doctor's appointment. Well, I talked about my doctor's appointment. Now I'll talk about my boss. Now I'll talk about my job. And before you know it, you walk down that doomsday door. And then you wake up and you're back at eggs. I seen some girl, and I'm going to do the whole I won't say the name here, and it's a streamer too, or a former one, depending on what her mental health is, because she quits and returns more times than fucking uh, Daryl Strawberry, I guess. I didn't want to use a wrestler. But I've seen this person tweet out. I've, 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 I've seen this person tweet out about how they don't, you know, they're anti, obviously they don't like fat shaming or people who do that. We're against that too. You shouldn't, you know, do that kind of stuff. Oh, we don't want anyone to fat shame. It's, it's, it's not doing that. So they don't, but they also don't like bringing up topics of obesity or things in a scientific way. That's fine too, if that's what your preference is. But then I seen the same person tweet out and then say, "Oh, I don't need people telling me that it that I'm, you know, that I'm not fat. I'm just big. I'm paraphrasing with something like, I don't need people telling me that I'm not fat, that I'm just big, or that it's okay. I need encouragement so that you know, blah blah." And it was like, so basically, I can't call you a fat fuck, and I can't tell you you look good, because either way, I'm an asshole now. Because in one way, I'm ignoring an obvious problem that you have, and I'm being insensitive to the fact that you should be getting help. But in the other way, if I acknowledge it, I'm a dick. So fuck off then. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what that George or R. Martin will fuck you, sir. Fuck you can only, oh, I guess you just, on social media, you're just supposed to do exactly what they think is right at that moment, or you're villainized. So you know what? Don't do it at all. If you have something to promote, like, hey, check out my art, or check out my blog, or check out my video, or check out my whatever, sure. But when you're just on here, it's fucking crazy. For what? But me saying that somehow put me as the negative one. That's, that's to me, the, the mind-blowing shit about it. 
that it was like I literally got thrown into the negative group by being the one who's not doing any of that shit. I talked about this a little bit and I don't want to go too much into it on uh, this because we talked about it last night. And I won't name anybody, but there, there, there are people that we know in, in the communities of Twitch, Facebook, all these other streaming communities that aren't necessarily bad or malicious. But one thing I've never done, and I talked about that a little bit last week, is I've never tweeted at somebody asking for shit. Hey, Sega, we jokingly were doing that last, last night as a joke. Hey, Sega, where's my partnership? Where the hell's my partnership, Sega? Because, uh, there are people who do that, who they'll fill off for partnerships or applications to get, you know, when you see the sponsorship by G Fuel or whatever the thing is. And when they don't hear back from the application, they'll go on Twitter and they'll tag the people publicly and be like, hey, hey, Sega or hey, Nintendo, you owe me this and this and this. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious right now? Am I am I hallucinating that you did this? You got like 50 people. You got like 50 people in your chat and not all at once. I'm saying collectively. So maybe Sega's not looking right now or maybe Nintendo's not looking and you going, hey, where's my partnership? And then having your simps go out in comments and be like, oh, yeah, answer them. Maybe that makes you look bad. Sometimes people open mouth and insert foot when it comes to social media. How many people's jobs have you seen get lost in the UFC and in the WWE because they just couldn't stay off of it? Or in ABC, like oh, like like Cabby Gun said, look God. at Roseanne. Roseanne lost her job in an instant for a joke that you don't get paid for, an unpaid joke that you don't even get a pop for. Yeah, exactly. It's basic, just basic logic. Yeah, George right. why would you promote something before you get the idea? Okay, or you're paid to do it. You're not sponsored by G Fuel. Why the fuck are you talking about G Fuel? It's not gonna make you want to. It's, it's not gonna make you want to make them want to sponsor you. It's gonna be like, hey, he'll just mention us, just because. And last night we were joking around. We were playing Fantasy Star. We were like, hey, Sega, where's our sponsorship? We should, we should be entitled to it. We're sitting here playing the game, which is promoting it. It's free advertisement. People come to our stream and see. We talk about it. We were showing people. Other Where is our sponsorship? We deserve it. I'm so glad you informed me of that because I showed sure up thought you was dead ass serious, and I was like, oh. Oh no, when I named this thing, the whole stream was a parody. We were just joking around. We were acting like we were acting like everybody else. We were literally acting like everybody else. We were banging our fist on the ground. Where is our partnership? What is going on here? We played that game for what? Six, seven hours? Oh yeah. That, that was about six and a half hours stream, honestly. Destin came into the chat room and he typed, Where the fuck's his partnership? He typed while the Sega stuff was on the screen. We should be allowed partnership. If I didn't name the stream, that I might that might have been a candidate for the episode. Well, don't be entitled and don't and don't put your foot in your mouth in social media oh my god yeah maybe we'll see if powerade will get us a sponsorship if you like that one but that's the thing at least try this shit and get it because you like it right don't do it because they're gonna sponsor you and you want to sell out right. drink bang you think i fucking expected a sponsorship from them no yeah automatically and there we go automatically when i get off of here now that means that it's gonna be there's going to be heat on any platform I'm on as far as, oh, you know what he said about sponsorships? <laughs> oh, my God. The room. I love you, Mio. Yeah, look at that. Sponsors, Mio. We drink that, too. I have one in front of me I've been sipping on. Lord. All right. In other news, what else can we get up on our image screen here? Oh, God. Hopefully this is a uh, bear with me. Is this oh, Tammy? Lord. Is this Tammy? Oh, Sitch? God. Give me a minute. Yeah, it's a come. Yeah, Tammy Sitch is back on OnlyFans. I wanted to make sure it wasn't an old story. You know? <laughs> nah. He's back. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's not an old story at all. Let me get this image up for you guys now that we see. 
You listen closely, you can see the you can hear the parents covering their children's eyes. Oh God! Hold on, guys. I'm digging into this. <laughs> what? Oh, I could have been terrible. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah, nah. Oh my goodness! I swear to God, I need Jesus. Ten percent off for thirty-one days, Dustin. Press that shit my way. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just had me in mind. Like, so uh, she said, "Happy Saturday, everyone. Did you miss me?" And then she posted her OnlyFans link. And then she got um, five more fan signups when she did that. Well. And then she put up something that said, welcome back before you tip for videos. Ask if they're still available, please. Yeah, it's over in a whole new can of work. Somebody could be like, where's Sunny Side Up? It's gone. Oh, fuck you. Then she tweeted out, hey, guys and girls, I'm looking for a co-star for some pics and videos. Do. I don't get the end. Don't fucking ask me. It right. says, I don't either. Hey, guys and girls, I'm looking for a call star for some pics and videos. Do. And it's the way I wrote it. Videos. Dot, 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 dot. Do. Dot, 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 dot. What the fuck? <laughs> Do a drop. <laughs> I'm so- <laughs> I, It was. They just get the fuck out of my head. Because I thought about no, like, no, no, too easy. No. What the fuck is the point of that to do at the end? Why does it say do? Why does it even say that? Do. And then it just had dot, 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 dot. The pickle fucking stays is dropped. What the fuck happened? That was Tammy's Tammy's fucking tweet reminds me of Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they when they when they go to the cave of Ah Is that what it says on the wall? Ah Well you can't he couldn't have written Ah Maybe he was dying. What if he was dying? You wouldn't have written Ah And they turn around, they look at the monster and they're like, Oh no, look out, it's the dreaded monster of Ah they get killed. Oh, like did she die halfway through the tweet? Hey guys and girls, I'm looking for a call star for some pics and videos. Do. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> I can't. For- god damn it, say this. She didn't even bother to if say it was an enter. You know, you know right. sometimes when when some places have the enter button as descend, and you're like, fuck, I let that one get away. I didn't mean to do that. But she didn't even come back. <laughs> She just left the shit there. Fuck it. Oh my god. Alright, well hopefully she's better with the OnlyFans than with the tweets. That was like the best. After that one tweet, she might have fucked herself over for life. That was like one of the best things I've ever seen. That was... (laughs) I didn't know the tweet was gonna end like that. Oh my god. The fucking fucking next time we come with, I'm gonna just put do at the end of it. She wrote a book. Is there actually a follow-up? Does she tweet to continue that? Oh no. I hope not. Oh, my Lord. She literally had it as that one tweet. Oh. Well, you guys are going to have to go see when I'm reading her thing. I'm sure if any of you are interested enough to become part of her OnlyFans, you'll find your way there. Do. If I was going to be trying to recover, I'd have done it first. But. Maybe I should make that my thing right there and everything. I'm just like, do. It'll be like, it'll be like James Brown's. Hey. <laughs> 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 A lot of people say, do. 
Let me press on this. Will this bring it up? Oh, it brings it perfect. Oh, she wrote a literal book, A Star Shattered, The Rise and Fall of the the Rise and Fall and Rise. Oh, yeah, I think we heard about this, right? Of wrestling diva Tammy Sonny said she's going to need a sequel now since she just got a prison. Rise, fall, rise, fall, and then rise again. The rise, fall, rise, fall, and then. And, and, and that's, how, that's how you're really right, too. After that last fall, you just put in parentheses to be continued meme. Oh, man. So uh, I tried to watch Best in the World. I didn't have enough time to finish it. I had it on in the background while I was working for a couple of hours today. I'm not going to even go over it just because I don't think I would give proper coverage. But I did want to cover something that happened in it. Apparently, there was a debut. Oh, you did? Really? Yes. Good job. How was it, in your opinion? For that to be ROH's first event back with fans. Yeah. There was, um, without getting into the match, uh, Jay Lethal had his match with Brody King. Jay started to tear up during his entrance. That's cool. Everybody was jacked. The Briscoes for their tag match, they had their old Reach for the Sky music back. I yeah, saw the Dalton Castle intro. I wasn't too thrilled with that. I kind of missed the yeah, old intro that he had. Extra as I, as I've been hearing it was going to be, but no, they, that, that locker room came to play when it came to the, the best in the world. And like, if that's the, if they, that's the, that's the kind of event they're going to bring the first fans back to, they did them very proud. Yeah, no, I did see some really cool stuff there. Uh, one of the things that happened was there was a debut. So I'll bring that up on the screen yeah. and then we can... Uh, because uh, before you bring it up to give a little bit of context, they have uh, introduced a new uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship and there will be a tournament to decide the new champion. And mm-hmm. uh, I can't because of something that had happened, one girl was basically removed from the tournament. They had to find her replacement. And... uh we got to replace. We got to uh, see the see the new girl. Don't worry, George. We'll talk about impact tonight. But here we go. Miss Marie Canellas Bennett, and I am the first lady of professional wrestling, and I am a member of the board of directors. And it is my honor to introduce this special guest commentator for the entire women's tournament, Lenny Leonard. Hey, welcome, welcome back, back, Lenny. Maria, thank you so much. I couldn't think of a better reason to be back in Ring of Honor for the first time in 12 years than this prestigious championship tournament. It's going to be tremendous. It's starting July 31st on ROH TV, running through the summer with the finals this September at Death Before Dishonor. All and right. that champion will hold up this title. Whoa. And they will be the women's division champion. All right. What do you say we take a look at the brackets of the 15 tremendous athletes that are going to be in this tournament? Some great names up there, but there seems to be a bit of a mistake on the left side. Uh, Vita? Oh, well, Vita's up there, but she's actually not in the tournament because she broke the rules. And here in Ring of Honor, we believe in the rules. She's put she's extra out. I'm certainly looking forward to that Max and Holiday match, and Angelina Love with a bye is gonna have to face that winner. <laughs> yeah, I made these brackets, so it's obvious to me what these matches could look like. But you know what? With that Vita open spot, there is one spot open. Hold on a second. And I have the perfect person to fill that spot, but unfortunately she isn't cleared to wrestle. But you know what? 
She's got a lot to say. So how about we bring her out right now? Who's this? Who could this be? kidding me? Is this who I think it is? It sure is! Well, look at that. Oh, well, is it Tessa? No, it's Chelsea Green that they released from yeah. WWE, remember? Yeah. A girl who had That's like one cool. match with Charlotte and was gone. Yeah, the bride. Remember, she was the, the bride in Impact before she went over to NXT. Yeah. So, uh, that's a pretty cool occurrence that happened, you know? Oh, yeah. What are your Good thoughts on, on, uh, on Chelsea Green? I mean, you probably are more experienced with her. You and George probably know more about her than me because you guys watched Impact during that era. Yeah. I just saw her I, every I, now and then as the bride. I enjoyed her, her character in Impact. It was one of the ones that constantly entertained me. But yeah, the girl is very good. She's so much better than WWE let us see. I am definitely very excited to see her with this new breed of women. She's never, a lot of them, I don't think she's ever been in the ring with. So definitely uh, heal up soon, please. Because I want to see, I want to see what happens when they turn that girl loose. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Because she wants to be, because he was, he was an impact when there was more people watching. Yeah. <laughs> impact needs to fix that division because fucking Kiera Hogan and friend and cutting it. So what's the division in Ring of Honor? If we're going to talk about the women, they released a new belt, but who who are the women? Yeah, I know. Um, it's, it's a lot of the girls that have been going through. Um, that have been around since this pandemic. I almost kind of wish I followed with ROH more, but I know uh, Angelia Love and I think it's Mandy Leone are still still one um one of their top people with all uh, their group known as the Allure. Those mm-hmm. are the main ones I've been seeing. Obviously, some of the girls like Sumi Sakai, who's been there since the beginning. Some of the girls that usually have come in from overseas and stuff, but I know they're starting to build that division back up um, to be what it was originally before the pandemic. And I think this is almost kind of like them. I, I don't know if I can necessarily call it a reboot, but it's definitely to give it a little bit, at least more of a kickstart. Well, everything in wrestling is with a reboot now because this is the last day of the pandemic era. There'll be no Thunderdome. You know what I mean? So t- you could consider everything next week the first episode of stuff in a way. That's why yeah. things are trying to be sort of reset here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited too. Now, uh, I, I don't want to get... I told myself after Best in the World, I was going to start watching Ring of Honor more because they, yeah, they put on an amazing show. Yeah, at least they do, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Like, like it's kind of funny when I watched it uh, because I actually watched it right before Raw. Um, it felt like a refresh. Like, you're, you're, you know, sometimes, like, you'll you'll watch those events, and you're you're excited again. Like, by the time Best in the World was over, I was sitting there like, holy shit, I really got to start watching this again. Ring of Honor is always going to be the best wrestling on the planet. You know what I mean? Right now, they don't have the, I can't even say they don't have the best talent. They don't have the, the best notoriety because of all the people spread out. But they have the best wrestling, as far as the kind of wrestling I'm into. You know, that being said, I'm not going to get too much into it today. But what did impress me that I did get to see was a uh, Jonathan Gresham and Mike Bennett. I'm glad Mike Bennett that is out of that hellhole he was in. Amazing. And uh, the things that these guys were doing in this, I think, really show why that company and companies like that need more attention on them. You know, and uh, just to give an example, yeah. just for you guys to look a little bit at Jonathan Gresham. Gresham is really looking good. Watch this shit. Longer arms. <laughs> 
How well this is done. He really is the man of a thousand holds. Picks the ankle to a side one one He's like the Numalenko. With the legs, yeah, the legs scissor around the arms. Is, I believe this was his 11th pure match, and he yeah. won his last 10 with 10 different submissions. Really? Yeah, he's looking great, man. And see what I mean? Like, I love the joint manipulation and the way he transitions holds and stuff. Like, this is the kind of stuff you're not seeing anywhere else, you know? Like, these guys are really working well. And when you see him do stuff like this, you forget he's smaller than most of the people on the ROH roster. Your division or not. Yeah, and I guess he's a heel now with the way that he's working. But, uh... Well, the foundation has always been kind of heelish as a way with them trying to bring, bring, bring up your wrestling back to ROH. Right. Yeah, and that's what something that you're seeing here. Like, just look at the way he does that. I love this. This is the kind of stuff. This is more my style than the high flying or even the uh, the grounded WWE. See, I love the way he went into that crucifix and then he gets up, hits the ropes, arm drag. You know, really solid. And there's a lot of pausing in this because Gresham's showing, but it's a good showcase of holds with the way that he's doing things here. Yeah, you and know? the whole story behind this was that he didn't take uh, Bennett seriously. It didn't feel like Bennett deserved to be in the pure division, even though he came into this three and zero. But yeah, this match was. And first of all, it went just under twenty minutes. But yeah, this match was absolutely incredible. Like yeah. I remember when Jonathan Gresham first showed up, I had no idea this was what this kid was capable of. Yeah, now they did a good job of showcasing him. You know, like I and said, if there was never like... anybody to fly, to fly the flag of the pure championship when they brought that title back. This was the perfect guy to do it with. Yeah, I love this leg part here that he does as well. Look at this. Listen the to the commentary on the reacts. Lone's here, and he's showing Bennett that. And this is a bit disrespectful. He's laughing at this point. He's he's goading the fans to cheer for Bennett. So it was the DDT on the shoulder with yeah, the arm. It's a pendulum. They stay with the arm the whole time, separating your shoulder there, tearing at the delts. Caprice, I got to ask you, since you've been in the ring with so many people, I think Gresham's attitude might be a little too cocky. You think he's got a little too much confidence? See, I really like the way that and the way this uh, played out. And, and at certain points, Mike Bennett almost got him. I like that false finish where he hit the rope. He used his last rope break, and, and Bennett celebrated prematurely. Yeah, because they, because what they did, it was the coolest thing of camera angle I've ever seen. When you're just glancing at it, you think he got him. But then I, and I just happened to notice it because of the, the fact that um, he hooked the inside leg. Uh, Gresham got his foot under the rope. Yeah, no, they did. They yeah, did a really good job. Yeah, they did a yeah, really man. good job with that. I want to get a chance to watch Best in the World. I didn't, again, I didn't get too much time. I had to watch all the E stuff, but uh, I did have yeah, it on yeah, the background. But I couldn't take some time to mm -hmm. watch that event because it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I I know I couldn't give it proper coverage this week, but I definitely will next week because I'm definitely feeling the stuff that I was seeing, and I know we're gonna have like a whole highlight reel of stuff to talk about. So I'd rather not shortchange it. Oh, yeah. Was, Every uh, match was, oh, my God. Every match was highlight reel on top of highlight reel on top of highlight reel. Yeah, if you just like the pure art of wrestling, then that's definitely a company for you, George. Stop criticizing it. Right. I'll, I'll skip the impact shit. I'll forget all about it. I'll be like, I'm sorry. Then when there's about. only 69,000 views, like, I'm on a. If you guys got I don't have impact clips so if you guys have anything from impact wrestling that you think I should happened. that you think I should run on the Tron because this is going to be the impact segment we'll talk about it. I got the card I mean, of their upcoming pay-per-view in front of me I know you, you guys want to hear about that which is uh yeah I mean it's slam anniversary you know 
All right, it's the anniversary so, show. All right, so we got uh, Eddie Edwards versus W. Morrissey, which used to be Big Cass. Who do you see going over there? We don't have an official poll or anything. I mean, it has to be Cass. Because it's his debut match, right? And Eddie Edwards has nothing yeah, to do with It's that. his first TNA pay-per-view. You got Chris Sabin versus Moose. I don't even know because I'm, I, I feel didn't, I think Sabin just got back. Saban comes and goes from Impact Wrestling so often. Yeah, whether it's injuries or whatever, but uh, I mean, I would, I would, I guess, go Moose because that seems to be one of the guys they've been trying to push. Yeah, so well, I guess that makes sense. So Moose, Saban just uh, seems like the seems there more to put over some of the uh, newer talent. Yeah, you got a uh, fire and flavor. Kira, Kira Rogan and Tasha Steeles against Havoc and Rosemary. I'd like to say Havoc, Havoc and, and Rosemary. Rosemary. Just so yeah. Kira Hogan complaining about Rosemary Steel on the gimmick again. Yeah. Uh, like, Rosemary is the last of a dying breed when it comes to that to that women's division. So yeah. Yeah, but you see what I mean. Like, so Eddie Edwards is the best person as far as wrestler. Eddie Edwards and Chris Sabin. And now we have this like crazy Eddie Edwards that carried way longer than it was supposed to. Yeah, we got crazy Eddie. You know, but and then, you know, Kira and Tasha are OK. Havoc and Rosemary are good. You know, so then you get Deanna Perrazzo against a mystery opponent. What is this? George, do you know who this is? Right. One of the Iconics. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Fucking uh, Ruby Riot. I think I've heard Impact is kind of eyeing her. So who, who's got fired? We got to go through a list of people that got fired. It's going to be a mystery opponent here. You know, they give you the question mark silhouette. Who's that wrestler? Da-na-na. Oh my god! <laughs> Yo, I saw. You know what we need? We need we need that graphic from now. On. Whenever we a mystery opponent, we need the who's that wrestler with the little graphic that's like, da, 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 Sue Young. Huh? I swear to God, dude, I won't even cover it if it's Sue Young. How is that a mystery? She's always in an impact. Right. That's like if and that's just, like if she's either gonna be Sue Young, Susie, or Susan. And first of all, they had to do that Bound for Glory when freaking what's your tits Kylie Ray dipped out. I will be pissed off. If it's any Sue. If it's Sue, yeah, if it's Sue Young, don't you ever tell me ROH is, ROH is better because yeah, that would be ROH, like if, nobody expected Chelsea fucking green. That would be like if Capcom had a mystery a, a mystery character in the next three fighters. Surprise, Chun Lee. Fuck you. What? Sue Young. It better be a mystery that I can't solve AKA on the first on guess. Uh, I don't know who it is. I don't know who it's going to be, but fucking Dion's probably going to kick their ass anyway. I dare them. I dare them. Someone from WWE, obviously. Well, I can't. I can't say who's gonna win if I don't know who the hell the opponent is. Right. Like, we know. Yes, we'll find out Saturday. Next, we get the Impact Tag Team Titles: Violent by Design defending against Rich Swan and Willie Mack defending against TJP and Falaba. Why is that a team defending against the Good Brothers? Carl, oh, yeah, Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. Oh, I mean, I guess Swan and Mack. Because I don't know if you know, we know both of them have been champions, so they both have title runs. I mean, there's a long-standing tag team from the Indies, so I'd say Swan and Mac. Because I mean, I know I know Anderson and Gallows are revving up to go back to Japan for um an event sometime in the near future. So. I'm just looking through their clips to see if there's anything that we'd be interested that uh in that that pertains to us. Oh, you mean all their clips where they overhype the hell out of them with the freaking titles? Yeah, pretty much. That's the, that's the only, just for record, George, that's the only thing that ever stops me from looking at their clips. I don't need to hear fucking TJP fighting for survival and he's just getting a random beat up. 
Just be realistic, please. I don't mind pulling this stuff if I have the time. I don't have time for all of their shit, you know? Yeah. It's just that if there's something good that comes up with them, sure, I'll, I'll discuss it and I'll cover it. But if not, then, uh, you know, impact hasn't really been... It's, it's like it's like now like we're missing the best stuff here. You know, I feel more guilty about missing Ring of Honor than I would ever feel about missing them. Right, like I came out the best in the world. Like, yo, what the fuck have I been missing? Yeah, we always know that it's there. It's the time constraints, man. If we could do everything that we wanted to do, you know how amazing everything would be? We do everything with just enough time to get on here and, you know, wash, rinse, and repeat, you know? Anyway, next on this car, what do we got? We got, uh, oh, we, do we have a decide on this one what's going to happen here? Um, yeah, I went Swan and Mac. Swan and Mac? I'm going to go, uh, hmm, I'm going to go Good Brothers. I would have gone with them if it wasn't for the fact that they, I believe they're supposed to be revving up to head to New Japan, but then again, they might strap the titles back on them again anyway, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. X Division title, Josh Alexander, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, Rahit Raju. It will Petey be Williams. Josh Alexander because that guy has been on fire ever since Ethan Page left Impact. Is the title vacant or something? Who's, who's defending? No, uh, Alexander. He's been X Division champion for a few months now, actually. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, he and TJP put on a fantastic Iron Man match. Makes sense. And uh, Kenny Omega, Sammy Callahan. But before we even get into who we think is going to uh, win that, that's the main event, Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan for the Impact World title. What if you had a party and only one person showed up? Well, the most important person is here. It appear that your friend Sammy Callahan is been arrested justifiably so because you can't just go around Kenny attacking people you can't just go around assaulting people I was assaulted I'm a victim so I guess we got a little problem we got a champion we don't have a challenger because it's my understanding that Sammy Callahan has not one strike not two strikes he has seven strikes and today was number eight so Sammy Callahan May not be here, but Kenny Omega, the world champion, the god of pro wrestling is. So why don't we, Scott, get this party started with the money? The money's here. Let's get the party started. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, hey, guys, just humor I'm, me. I'm a little bit confused. Hold on, Sammy hold on. He doesn't like to be clandestine with his attacks. But it'll, There's it'll something weird. Out. We've got nine days. Didn't so Don Callis get right fired? Here. Let me take a look at this. Yep. Big print for so you. So what the hell is this? guys aren't great. Well, Mr. I guess they still fine. have him as Kenny's manager. Right there. All the clauses you asked for. Oh, I see. Right. That makes sense. You Okay. You, you're keeping up with the cops. Look at it. I was like, wait a minute. Don Callis is fire. How the hell is he there? What do you mean, no, he didn't? It's all BS. Tell us, George. Appreciate George keeps it. up with tell impact. Tell us what the George well, did tell us. Good. Took out the green ones for you. Thank you very much. Beautiful signature, Kenny. Good job. Great. Appreciate it. And champ, good luck. Cool. At- It's alright. Someone forgot to shoot the <laughs> Just calm down. There's no reason. What is this? No the hell's that? Come on. Sammy, Sammy, you're going to hit an old man with a bat? I mean, come on. That's not you. That's not you. Come on, Sam. Just asking you to calm down. I can fix all of this for you. I can fix it. Sam. Oh, 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 is that okay? Is that okay? Sorry. What? What's happening here? Josh, 
That's Johnny Bravo. What the hell? That's the footage of Callahan attacking me, but someone. Is Callahan here? Callahan's here! And Sammy Callahan with a baseball bat! What the hell just happened? The Callahan slugger! What is this angle? And Omega from behind! So what Don Callis pretended to get beat up by Sammy Callahan? I guess he hired the guy who got shot at the winning. Challenger! Hoax and hijinks is aside from Don Callis. The champion has the challenger down. Yeah, Callis set up Sammy Callahan. He framed him. Omega was low blow. Sammy Callahan with a low blow. Callahan promised to bash in Omega's brains. Uh oh. Looking, staring right at Don Callis. Oh! That was a brutal package pile driver. There was no recoil in that shit. It was worse than if he hit him on the table. Which is weird because Sammy doesn't use the package, he uses the stump pile. He's going to sign the contract. It, it, it's going to be official in just a second. After the pile driver, the package pile driver, and Callahan makes it official. Wow. Yo, the pipe in crowd noise, though. It, yeah. Well, it's, it's not done. Could they pipe in more than four people? They, 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 they piped in like three or four people going, this is impact. And, not, and they, like they weren't even happy to be there. They, they wanted the fans to come off realistic. Stepped into the ring with the best wrestlers in the world. Same energy. Stacey just said. Oh yeah, yeah. Shut up. See, George, I know you like them, but my whole issue with them is that their their biggest uh their biggest angle right now is with an AEW guy. What happened when he's gone? That's like the equivocal to like if Marvel's biggest movie was Batman. You know? Like their biggest angle involves a crossover. Like no one gives a fuck about Sammy Callahan. It's all about Kenny Omega being here. And and even Don Callis is more over than him. I hate to say it, but am I right? You know, Don Callis is way more over than him. You care about Sammy. I I've I've not been a s i have i used to watch him in Evolve, like I said back in 2010, 2011. I didn't like him there. Way before he became Solomon Crow. I tried to like him. Tried and failed. Yeah, not my cup of tea. I mean, keep in mind, the whole reason Eddie Ed was crazy is because he's unsafe. Because he, shoot, hit him in the eye, socket with a bat. And with that, Impact World Title Main Event, Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. Do you Callahan see him because they want him to be the hero. Fuck that. I see a V-trigger and a one-winged angel in his future. I'd see a V trigger and a one ring angel if it wasn't impact. You're gonna have Sammy Callahan beat Kenny Omega? Really? They've already had him be champion once before to beat Cage. So, I mean, at this point, the sky's the limit with them. No. They had Pipe no. Outdoors with three people. There's no line with this company anymore. And even the three people didn't sound happy to be there. They Hell no, get man. excited people to Pipe and Outdoors. Yeah, you can have that. I don't believe that shit for a second. 
I'm going to go with Kenny Omega for sure. They're going to keep the momentum going. You mean the relevancy? The relevancy. He's going to keep a big difference. He's going to keep putting respect on that title. You know, you can't have respect and Sammy Callahan in the same pay per view. <laughs> I mean, Sammy Callahan's already in the main event, so we've uh, already gone into uncharted waters. Yeah, we already have an issue here. You know, and they basically had. And keep in mind, Sammy Callahan's the face in this feud. So that's like nine things that shouldn't be, but they are, which is why I'm pretty sure they'll probably give it to Sammy uh, because they've already tabooed all over the place. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of Impact Wrestling, we are hearing, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, that they are looking to move their tapings to a smaller building in Las Vegas. Smaller? Uh, fuck are they doing you go the one where nwa power does their shit what it's gonna be in front of fans but it'll be smaller i guess smaller than the building they're in what building are they in now that looks know. like the that looks like the <laughs> looks like my living room it looks like the it's dangerous to go take this cave <laughs> <laughs> dude you remember the original zelda it's dangerous to go take this the wooden sword Oh my god! It's like a fucking hub in an RPG. <laughs> Yo, go, I swear to God, would you really think this is the greatest comparison ever? If you go from De- if you go from Impact to any other company, it's like being in the farm in Destiny Two and then going to the tower. Oh my god! They're in the it's dangerous to go take this cave. Where's my wooden sword? Oh, Write that down. Oh, where's my wooden sword? There you go. You're like, look at this. This is the most. I know. I understand staying safe from the pandemic, but this is ridiculous. Look at this. This place couldn't be smaller. I, I wonder if I'm in a bigger room right now. <laughs> like, look at that shit. I could almost see the end of the building from that shot. I would love for Sting to hang from the rafters here. You see him climb up? It's like blatantly right there. You know, There he is up above you right there poking you on the forehead with the bat. Like, yo, it, 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 at least NWA has the has the decency to be live in front of a studio audience. Yeah, Impact doesn't want no one to get sick. They are like the cameraman, the ref, and the two guys. And he, they're lucky Don Callis is out there. You know what made the Iron Man match between TJP and Josh Alexander so cool? At one point, wrestlers, as the match was going on, wrestlers were coming out of the back. It wasn't even <laughs> that to me. I was you know, like, wow, this is the closest we've had to our crowd in months. Yo, know, that's great. You know that we have WWE in your house? They just put impact in your basement. There you go. <laughs> the stage will just be a rusty door with freaking three-day-old grilled cheese on the side. At least they didn't fire anybody playing devil's advocate. Yeah, there's that. I did something right, but those we really can't afford to. So they they skimped on the other stuff and they kept everybody employed during a pandemic. I'll give them some credit, you know. Yeah, that's a different get go. I mean, they, they took care of the people. What little people there may be, they were taken care of. That's like that's like getting to Oregon, getting to the end of Oregon Trail with just one guy, just just the guy who <laughs> who rode the fucking wagon. Hey, the wagon, you the wagon, and the donkey made it. Everybody else might have died of dysentery and starvation and shit. I knew you were going to say dysentery. Everybody died of dysentery. With the wagon and the donkey, clear. Shit. Yeah, they die of dysentery. You get bit by a rattlesnake, one of the fucking other. Oh, man. Happy we talked about impact. Here's your segment, George. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, think about it. We got to give George credit. At least he doesn't spoil us on impact, though. 
<laughs> yeah, let's not even get into that. Oh my god, you we might we, we, we might ahead. eventually it, we're gonna have to. You know, it might come up. Things. Yeah, it might have wind up having to come up. <laughs> I'm just saying, there are some moves that need to be made. That I probably should have made years ago. All right, it might come up. It came up during Fantasy Star. It might come up here. Oh, dude, I watched that back and I was fucking crying. It was ridiculous. <laughs> He goes, I listen to it again. It's still funny. I was like, You too? I just can't believe it. I just love that my timing that I show up at the end. Like, should you not? Anybody who watched Fantasy Star Alive, when when Rick went on that mini rant, I had walked in the door not five minutes before I hopped in the chat. I didn't even notice. I wasn't even looking at the chat. George George doesn't know what happened, does he? (laughs) Oh, George George doesn't know. George didn't even hear about it. Fuck! You know now we gotta do it. T- uh-huh. yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. We got some tea, George. That's all I'm saying. One of your buddies done fucked up. So Tony Khan spoke to WrestleNomics, and he was quoted as saying that uh, apparently there's a stat going around that Dynamite has only had ten percent of its matches in the past year being rematches. And Tony Khan's quoted saying that that's a cool stat and that he takes a lot of pride as a booker that there are rarely rematches on Dynamite and that when there are, it's usually a very important story payoff like Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa lights out match. And that's something that, you know what, people don't give them credit for that. Like, yeah, we don't like every match that happens, but a lot of it could be that they're going out of their way to make sure that you don't wind up with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre 20 times. That's true because I, I can literally, I just started to think about it. I could maybe only think of like two, maybe what, maybe three, four cases of rematches in Dynamite. They've only had rematches when it matters. Yeah, like you, if, in in Dynamite, they've always kind of portrayed that if they go at it a second time, it's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And then the rematch is always amped up in some kind of way. It's just not the same match again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only throwing this story out there because it seems like everything lately that seems like fodder becomes money on here. So you never know why skip things. But apparently, according to WWE's shop, the Lily doll is selling really good. Yeah, that I have heard, which is weird because they took it off the TV. I don't know why. I mean, fucking Bliss has magical power. She could bring it back. But I guess, I mean, Was there it- are a lot of fans that are enjoying how well, how, um, Alexa Bliss is, I mean, this character is completely devoid of what she's been before. And she switched come 150% to adapt to this new, this new character. Well, who the hell would want that thing? Oh, you, people, but once again, people bought the bean belt. Somebody out there wants that thing. I wouldn't want that in my house. Because you're sane. And you don't want to wake up and that's next to you. Sold out. You can't even get it if you wanted it. $30 a pop. Some of y'all about to have some lonely Valentine's Day. No, I'm kidding. The Lily doll. Oh, God. The toy for kids whose parents let YouTube babysit them. You can't talk bad about bronies on here. We're going to get brony heat now. She said we have grown men <laughs> We have grown men that dress up what? like my, my little pony people. You never heard of bronies? No. Google it. There are people who their, their, entire, their entire gimmick is that they dress up as My Little Pony guys and then they go to conventions that look like E3 and Comic-Con, but it's just you walking around as a brony, a My Little Pony guy. Oh, fuck my life. You never seen bronies. 
furries, I think, aren't as bad as bronies just because the bronies is a specific subgenre. Like you only are My Little Pony. <laughs> like oh, you're not, yeah. you're not Snorks, you're not Smurfs, you're not Fraggles, you're not Doozers, you're not Muppets. You're fucking My Little oh, Pony. God. Oh my! Oh my lord! <laughs> you found them. <laughs> what in the? F- <laughs> what? It- <sighs> They take what? it very seriously, no, man. We're gonna get we're, we're gonna get brony heat now. You know how seriously they take it? They're like wrestling fans, but in that world. Yo, this one that I see. There's probably a version of me and you doing a brony podcast right don't now. Don't you put that ether out there. <laughs> don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> it's an alternate Especially universe. This one I'm looking at I'm looking at right now. Oh. They have brony dirt sheets too, where they put up the clips and everything. <laughs> <laughs> what in the what in the French hell? It, oh my! Oh, okay. All right. Closing that window down. No. Never again. It's amazing that Vince never decided to make somebody into a brony, right? Yeah, you probably will after this shit. You know they listen. Like it's amazing we've never had a brony character. When I get in the ring with you, I don't even know what the fuck you would say, right? What would you say if you were brony? Is your Coming gimmick to the ring? Clip clop. <laughs> but like what could his promo be like what kind of stuff would he say and then the worst part about it is you would make a subculture of wrestling fans that wear brony shit if he gets over <laughs> and then there'd be this weird confusion between wrestling fans wearing brony shit and bronies wearing brony shit I almost think it should work <laughs> a black and white fucking pony coming out the NWO music oh my god there we go right there man there is a storyline that would be it would transcend time we'd be on here talking for months about the bronies feuding with the wrestling fans it all started (laughs) all started because of us yo we'll get into when we talk about this past dynamite but that would just be a sight to see a fucking brony run russell in you wouldn't be able to ignore it. That's the funny part about it. Could you see his ass from like, from like your peripheral vision? If he was on impact, it would be even. Charge in the ring. If he was on impact, he would look like a fucking centaur. Oh. <laughs> well, small it is there, right? What brony is going to catch up? What's going to catch you off guard, right? Motherfucker, dude, it, it would take a fucking three clips and a clop to get to the fucking ring. <laughs> My God, fucking walk up the room, mule kick fucking Omega in the middle of the match. That's how Callahan won the title. Oh my god. You see? Yo, I can't, I can't that's the reason why it. I was saying, even though I was the, the, the lily was filler, it was like, I have to bring up the lily toy because I know there's going to be something in there. These stories <laughs> are not regular stories on here. And that took a complete left turn. I had no idea. Who would have ever thought about that? Now we can think about the. There's two worlds colliding that we never saw how appropriately, strangely they would fit, would be bronies and wrestling. Oh my god. And you could get some real heat. You know what I mean? Like from wrestling fans, if somebody had the balls to follow through with this, can you imagine the heat you could get in an angle where at, where, where where Hangman gets jumped by bronies? <laughs> oh my god! And the Dark Order come out to help him, but it's just too much, and they get their asses kicked too, and the, the ring's just covered in bronies, and they're all laid out. Everybody gets fucking kicked to death. And then it goes off there. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing you hear from the camera's car. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> you know the heat you would get uh, bronies or work nuclear. you would get Chernobyl heat All right. that would be worse than the spirit squad the spirit, oh my god this is who says cool. bronies can't get heat 
Bro, all I'm saying is that fucking one YouTuber you showed me who did the S.A. Rios one, he did one on Ziggler's time in the Spear Squad. Ziggler, who they're not oh. selling shirts. You know, <laughs> ironically, we're here talking about merchandise. That story is another one that was on the cutting room floor. But yeah, apparently they don't even sell Ziggler shirts or anything anymore. They sell Lily dolls, but they don't sell Ziggler shirts. And they don't sell anything. If you go into WWE Shop right now and search Dolph Ziggler, nothing comes up. So all I'm saying, Dolph, is when they offer you that new contract, don't fucking sign again. That phantom title run isn't worth it. Who needs Dolph Ziggler shirts when you could have a nice, shiny, Lily doll? Brony shirt. Yeah, we all have different answers. I went Lily doll. I'd rather actually have the Lily doll than be a brony if I was forced. I, I, I can justify the Lily doll. This is cyberpunk style turf choices. You know, are you going to go with the bronies or the lilies? <laughs> Why did that sound like re- two real factions in that shit, though? It really did, right? That is an ugly doll. They're both beefing with the fucking fire. With the fucking people fire are going to get stuck with all that kind of shit, too. And you're going to have to explain to people when it's sitting in your house that it's a storyline from WWE that didn't last. They'll be like, what the hell is that thing? That's Lily from when Alexa Bliss had, su- had, had demonic powers. She was her friend, and then Shayna Baszler stepped on her face. And then is that, is her that off, how they... And then they she was back after she got her face stepped on. And it sucks because now they don't use any motive and perfect ending. That yeah, Shayna Baszler killed her. Strange. Anyway, what else do we got here? Oh, joy. Cody Rhodes is getting trolled by Anthony Agogo. I couldn't imagine why. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, who wore it better? The governor or the piss boy? Come on, England. But did you get a WrestleMania match out of it, Mr. Agogo? Go, go. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. You know what's so bad? <laughs> it, it took me until maybe when I first saw this story pop up, it took me until then to realize why I keep remembering him. Because every time I, li- every time I hear his last name, you know what I think of? Remember that show used to come on fucking Adult Swim late at night? Fucking Bobo, 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 Bobo. Stop bringing up Bobo Bo on this show. <laughs> on this show, 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 show. Because that's what I think of every time I hear his fucking name. I think, wow, it stopped way earlier than I thought it did. I I'm thought his st- name was Anthony. Go, 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 go. I'm still so mad that they ported that shit. I'm dead serious, man. I have my friend who who's heavily into anime. Not even like the stuff that's on Cartoon Network. Just the shit that's subbed. Bring over a disc with that. And was like, hey, check this out. Put it in. And it was that guy. I was like, what the hell? There were like people in his nose. Did you see that shit? Why do you think I? Why do you think I still know it exists? I hated it. I can't believe that it came to America after. I was like, really? That one? You know how much shit they have there? You could have had that's fighting and cool stuff. You know what the bad part is though. But considering the fact that that fucking adults when put on shit like fucking Xander Renegade Angel and Assy McGee, there's no line there. Nope, there and they just take whatever. Maybe it was cheap. They're like, oh, that's cheap. Ooh, take that one. Bubble ball. Put that one right after Assy McGee. <sighs> okay, well. I guess it's time for bad news because we always have to do bad news out of respect. Yeah. Jeez. There's a few things on here that are really bad. So brace yourselves. Apparently, uh, Travis Fulton hung himself. MMA fighter? Travis Fulton. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. There's a few Travises that I've watched in the UFC. Yeah, that's rough. Jesus. I'll, I'll bring him up on the Tron for you. He was in jail. Let's have a look at this report here. He was found dead in his jail cell early Saturday in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. 
uh, jail worker conducting a routine sweep around for him, found him motionless and unresponsive after discovering that he hung himself. Uh, tried to bring him, resuscitate him, rushed to Mercy Medical Center, declared dead around 5 a.m., was 44 years old. He was plead. He was in jail after pleading guilty to multiple charges. Um, and died in February. And three charges related to child pornography. Wow, he'd been in Lynn County oh, since February the 19th. He attempted to recruit a minor to engage in sexually explicit photographs in 2020. He was accused of having a flash drive of pornography featuring a minor the age under 12. He was waiting for trial on allegation regarding domestic battery. We were repeatedly punching a woman in the head and back in Wardlow and threatening to kill her if she talked to police. Yeesh. Hey, you know, and anybody who knows anything about prison life or has heard the stories, you know how they feel about people who do shit to kids. Yeah, he's going to have a hard I mean, time. It, it don't matter who's in there for what, what they, what gang they with or anything like that. The second they figure out you did some shit to kids, fucking the battle lines are erased. Well, I certainly hope they pinyotted him after they found him. Because that's I mean, pretty shitty. Free shot. Yeah, horrible. A horrible shit person. Fuck him. Horrible. Moving along to a more unfortunate and a more worthy person of our time, Paul Larndorf has passed away. We spoke about him last week. He was in bad shape. I believe we showed a video with his uh, son, right? Yeah, he, he did not look good. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he was not good because Mr. Wonderful Paul Larndorf has passed away at 71 years old. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, really rough. His son wrote, saying it is with great sadness that I announced the passing of my father, Paul Parlett Orndorff Jr. He's better known as Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Most of you remember him from his physique. Many remember his intensity. But if I could only get you to understand and see his heart, he will always be Pop, Paw Paw, and Daddy at home. And as much as many of you hated him as a wrestler, he absolutely loved you for it. He was an amazing father that showed me more love than I ever deserved. I love you, Daddy. Ooh, yeah, that kid. That was unfortunate. I mean, last time we saw him through that video, it was like, yeah, he's not looking good for his age. But I mean, that was a guy. I think I remember that was one of uh, Hogan's first uh, six WrestleMania opponents. Of those first six WrestleManias that Hogan was at, those were uh, that was one of his opponents, which I believe I saw earlier today with Orndorff's, uh passing. Now all of Hulk Hogan's opponents from WrestleMania one through six are all gone. That's that really puts a lot into perspective, huh? Right. That was people like, I believe that was people like Warrior, uh, Andre, Piper, a lot, yeah, a lot of those guys are pretty much all those guys from those first six are all gone now. Wow, that's crazy. That is really crazy. All right. Well, thoughts and prayers to family, friends, colleagues, and all involved. Rest in peace, Paul Arndorf. True legend, one of the old school heels. That was one of them guys who knew how to get healed heat. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a few stories that I guess are elephants in the room that are big enough that they are actually off the program to decide so that we could give them our full attention. Uh, one of those being our boy, freaking Jimmy Uso, right? Oh, here we go again. Yeah, Jimmy Uso arrested, right? Let me see, why don't I have his, uh, there we go. Let's get him up on the Tron as much as I know. There he is, Jimmy Uso. Okay, so obviously, I guess, spoiler alert, you guys probably know why he was arrested, right? 
because this was a DUI. And uh, TMZ reported that he blew an alcohol level of 0.205 when he got picked up. So, uh, yeah. It's high if you don't know. What the hell, right? Like, what was that about? Like, like again, my dude? Really? Again? Yeah. And they said that, uh, and obviously you guys know he has repeated, he's repeatedly been picked up for DUIs here. They pulled him over at 10.35 p.m. Monday in Pensacola, Florida, after he ran a red light going 50 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone. And uh, he smelled like booze when they pulled him over. They asked him to step out of the Dodge Charger. He was swaying. And uh, he made it to having multiple beers prior to driving the car. He failed a sobriety test. They arrested him. Um, he was booked on a misdemeanor DUI charge, and he was currently behind bars at the time that this was reported by the sheets. And what's so nuts about this one? I, could, I, I want to say the last time the Usos weren't champions, if my memory was correct. Was uh, correct. But this one blew my mind, and I was instantly pissed because I was like, "Yo, you are just coming back, and." are immediately thrown into an angle with your cousin who is the fucking man right now riding a wave higher than he has ever run with the universal championship and your brother is right there with you and you're not even back a month yet and you fuck up again like what yeah i mean you know how i feel about the drinking and driving this is irresponsible at this point he has a problem and they need to do something about that. Like, this is becoming a little bit ridiculous. Because, uh, yeah, uh, full disclosure, I don't agree with, they, with, with what they did on SmackDown. Yeah, if it was up to me, he'd have been gone for a minute. They said that he agreed to a field sobriety test, but he was unable to keep his head still. He also showed multiple signs of involuntary eye movement, a common sign of being intoxicated. He had difficulty maintaining his balance and could not perform the walk and turn tests. He wasn't able to keep his balance during the stand on one leg test. He was forced to place one foot down on the pavement several times to keep him falling over. First he blew a 205, then he blew a 203. Alcohol's no joke, man. Really not. Like not in any way, shape, or form. I mean, fucking breaking into my personal life briefly. My friend who got married last year came down for the weekend. We went to a brewery in Gainesville. Guess what? The people drinking didn't drive. That's the way it usually works. Like, can't like this. You kind of... It's a magical thing, Jimmy, called a DD, designated driver. Translation, you can get as fucked up as you want because you're not driving. They don't get you for being drunk in the passenger seat. They get you for being drunk and fucking driving. Yeah, that sucks. And again, this is something that to me is they need to really bring their full attention to just because of the fact that he clearly has an issue. And he's not drinking. You can actually drink and not get arrested. That means he was drinking a lot, you know? Right. Like, for starters, if he got caught for this shit, don't throw him right back in the fucking ankle. In the fucking ankle. Because then all you're telling not only him, but anybody else is, hey, long as it's not that bad, nobody gets killed, guess what? You're back into it. Do we think Naomi drinks too? I don't know, but I know that she got a lot of really nasty messages and some people suggesting that she kills herself and shit. Oh, my God. Once again. Wrestling fans are fucking completely fantastic but you don't have to worry about being able to do that shit anymore early in the last week's episode yeah but you don't have to worry about being able to do that shit anymore because she deleted her whole twitter account so good luck tagging her on anything now yeah stay off of this poisonous hellhole on social media yeah and as you guys know this wasn't her his first arrest because he 
had a DUI in 2019, which he was found not guilty of. Um, they couldn't prove that he was the one driving the vehicle, which was the reason why uh, this happened. According to court documents um, from the attorney, uh, they said that the officer observed the vehicle traveling westbound um, I-10 in an excess of 100 miles per hour and drifting within its lane. And then she observed the vehicle exit the Pine Forest Road exit and continue northbound where the vehicle pulled into the ticket sport bar. And then she did not observe the identity of the driver while the car was in motion and she didn't see the driver exit the vehicle and go into the sports bar. There was no evidence that the defendant was driving at the time that she observed the vehicle in motion or him exiting the vehicle. The state attorney argued that jurors would be confused if um, Jimmy's request for an attorney was used against him in determining whether he was guilty or innocent. Uh, he didn't have the right to a lawyer present with him at the time Deputy Meeks requested him to submit a field sobriety test. Um, his request for a lawyer was a mistaken attempt to seek refuge under privilege to which he wasn't entitled and that his language in requesting a lawyer is a substitute for a plain refusal. And that it would be improper and confusing to jurors if counsel argued or implied that the defendant's request for a lawyer can't be cannot be used against him in determining his guilt or innocence when there's no basis in law defending such an implication as to his Fifth Amendment rights. So, uh, yeah, but they're basically saying that to argue the defendant had constitutional right to refuse to participate in the investigation process, basically saying what they're saying here is that he was demanded a lawyer and he wasn't given a lawyer before receiving a breathalyzer test but they're saying that regardless that they were giving him one because they were investigating whether or not he committed a crime and it's irrelevant whether or not he receives a lawyer if he's guilty it's sort of what they're saying here but the whole reason why he was given a not guilty verdict was because the police never completed the sobriety tests and he was detained instead of tested so i guess when he demanded a lawyer and refused the test you can't arrest somebody without just cause just cause would this is kind of interesting so just cause would have been if he would have breathed into the thing now you're guilty and under arrest but since he refused technically even if they know good and well he's under the influence it sounds to me like he never breathed into the fucking thing but they detained him the detainment is not the same as being arrested so even though the video camera footage shows him being arrested there wasn't evidence that he was under the influence because the video camera doesn't have a breathalyzer on it they would have needed to breathalyze him that's how he got away the first time. But this oh, wow. time, not so lucky. Nope, not so lucky. This time he got a little bit screwed over more. But as you saw, he was on SmackDown as if nothing ever happened, as if he never got arrested. Melsa was saying that he doesn't know if Roman went to bat for him, but his gut is that they just decided that they got this main event angle and that because it doesn't, it does include The Rock, apparently, and it does include a lead into WrestleMania. And that Jimmy's involved in some form and that they don't want to screw up the Rock's angle. Um, and when he asked about it, it's like there's nothing happening. It's, it's not like it's something they can look look the other way on, but but that's not what they're doing. And he said that. So basically, you know, it sounds like because this is the Usos angle and it has Roman in it, it has the potential of Rock to be in it. You're not going to. And remember, the Rock is their cousin. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to. I told you guys that the Samoans in WWE are bulletproof. If you haven't seen it by now, the shit that Nia tweets, the people that she's injured, the amount of times they've been arrested and in trouble. I mean, at one point during a rap battle, they brought up the sex tape with fucking um, Paige and Xavier Woods. You know what I mean? The, the Samoans are 
bulletproof, my dudes. I love how you guys keep waiting for a reckoning. One of the people in this family, I mean, and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but just for you to put into perspective how bulletproof they're, one of the people in this in, in this family allegedly murdered his girlfriend, and they kept that person protected. Think about that. This family's fucking bulletproof. That's just the way that it is. That's really- Down the road, could they suspend him when this is over? It'll be more like a vacation at that point, because he'll be off of a hot angle, but they'll count. But they're not going to do that shit now. Yeah. Samoan Dynasty is not going to have to ever suffer consequences of their actions in the WWE. And I'm surprised you guys wouldn't realize that by now with the shit you've seen over the years. You think that the right. DUI is on the top of their list? Like I, I right, right when I heard the news and I, I heard he got out, I was just like, OK, this is going to roll back into it. But in my head, I'm like, but if I was running it, they wouldn't. But then again, I'm not running it. So, yo, Tamina wore Timberlands instead of wrestling boots and super kicked. A reality TV star who was on his <sighs> teeth out of her face. I remember that. And didn't get in trouble. <laughs> We've seen people get knocked clean out by the Samoan women in this family. Like knocked out where they're dead in the ring. Didn't wonder who was it. Was it Liv Morgan that had to drag her body because of somebody? I don't think. I don't know if it was no, one of no, the no, no, that, that, that was because of Baji Bella. That was because of one of the Bellas. But we have no, seen no, Nia put people of, down. I lose track, but we have seen Nia put people down. Nia broke Becky's nose. Yeah, well, of course, there's the infamous Becky thing, you know. So, yeah, I I don't think. And and again, his argument could always be that technically this is his first offense. He was found not guilty last time. They can't use any of that. Even in the court, they can't factor in the previous thing. If he was found not guilty, it's gone. WWE, by the same token, has to treat this the same way until he's found guilty. So, Just things for you to keep in mind. He still is an asshole and should do better. Right. Like, fi- like fix your shit, bro. Really you don't fix need your to shit. that bad. No, he really doesn't. Um, I guess the last thing, if you wanted to talk about Connor, you have a clip of the ankle or anything? I don't even have the damn clip. I don't know how these things are. I haven't me. seen like a full blown. Let me see if I can even find one. Because I've seen like screenshots and then, of course, the memes, but I haven't seen like a clip clip of it. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I mean, fucking Cabby Gong's a beast in the chat room tonight. If you could find the clip before I do, I mean, but yeah, yeah. Basically, we had a kind of an impromptu second serving. We had UFC 264, which the main event was the trilogy of Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. And basically, what wound up happening is Christ has happened the second time in the calendar year. Conor um hit a kick and then stepped back, and his ankle just and it was nasty. Yeah, that did that. That was really bad. I'm gonna look around and see. Maybe, uh, maybe they're being strict about those kind of things. I'm on my new rig, so I can actually move really fast. Not to brag or anything. I just figured that it would be. Yeah. Easy here. And the difference was one of the big differences. I saw it uh, this time. Is that con- you could see the visible pain in Connor's face the second he stepped. With Weidman and Anderson, you didn't really you didn't really see it until they hit the ground. Yeah, I think I found it here. But um, one thing before you run it, that uh, Dustin Poirier did say he believes what caused because uh, first of all, Connor actually came into this fight with a pre-existing injury. He was already busted up before then, and I believe all the injury, of course, was to his ankle. Poirier said what he believes exacerbated and basically caused the resulting break when he stepped is that at one point when Connor threw a kick. He actually kicked uh, Poirier's elbow. Yeah, Poirier. Thinking, yeah. Uh-huh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, and they're thinking him hitting that point pretty much weakened it to the point where all he had to do was pull his full body weight on it. Yeah, Poirier said that because he's full of shit. 
that's like his main motivation for saying something like that because he's dead wrong nothing connected whatsoever it might have looked like it did from that camera angle it didn't he didn't make any connection whatsoever with Canada. He didn't check his kick either. That was another lie. You guys can go yeah, back yeah, and slow it down and watch it yourself. Sure. He didn't do anything. There was no connection there. And even Connor, there was a guy, his name is The Weasel. You guys can check him on YouTube. Free plug there. But he does analysis of this kind of stuff. Uh, and he even had a doctor that analyzed where Connor was kicking. And nothing that Connor did in regards to the thrust kick forward or anything would have been enough for him to be able to break his ankle either the thesis that he gave which was the best one going around and this is from connor himself was that they were working on kicks in his camp a lot because of what happened in the previous fight and uh it's possible that he had micro fractures in his leg due to the training camp because of the fact that he had already been practicing and as you guys saw if you watched the fight he came into that fight uh aggressively kicking poirier's leg they went into that training camp practicing leg kicks and i think over the time of the different techniques and the use of his leg he got micro fractures in his leg and it gave during the fight poirier didn't do anything to him or touch him the weasel if you check out his channel he slows it down enough to show you in every angle the lack of connection and the connection is not even like it great it simply isn't there there's no, no one touched him you know so it's like the guy's trying to take credit like if it's a weidman silver situation but there's no way like there was no, nothing whatsoever that he did caused it. Um, we did. I did manage to get here. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. First half of the moral of the story. Stop fucking lying for you. <laughs> yeah, I got it here. Yeah, yeah. Because maybe he thought he did in the heat of the moment. He didn't know if he felt it. But I just find that weird when I saw it and slowed it down. Because I wasn't sure until today. I watched that slow and it was like, what? Yeah, because I guess yeah, I had seen it um, in slow-mo. It did look kind of from an angle like he might have connected with his elbow. But yeah. Yeah, no. He didn't do he anything. He thought so, but yeah completely missed though that's the funny part like a complete whiff so it's just weird that he said that and it's funny because I, I caught when he said that too and then i caught that video but yeah this is the uh this is the moment that the terrible deed takes place see the way he fell back there and look at the instant grimace on his face like he knew right away like and that that shot is the one that bothers me it's clear he's gone down with a broken leg what Fucking, I can't remember who it was that Wyman fought where his leg snapped, but the other guy didn't take shots. When Silva's leg snapped, Wyman didn't take shots. You clearly see the man's leg just folded behind him. And he's looking no, right at his over. leg. And Why did he, he take shots? And he runs and takes shots. That is shitty. Like, I might not be the biggest fan of Connor, but yo, Poirier's a bitch for that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about that. Good catch there. Why was he like, hitting him? I didn't have even, to finish the fight. I didn't realize that. that Herb Dean would have realized it, you know, because like Connor was still back up. That's a scumbag move. Like, I don't give a shit how much you hate somebody. You'll have some honor, bro. It was over. You know, he said that he even admitted that he heard something with one of the kicks. So it's like you knew what happened and you still went in to finish a guy who wasn't going to stand back up that the ref would have inevitably looked over at and leaning on the gate and ended it. What an asshole. And You're, Connor... You, or, I, I, but then again, I knew, you know, you heard the rumors about uh, Poirier's wife being in Connor's DMs. I mean, hey, I, I, I guess she's looking to yeah. upgrade. I don't know. But um, yeah, he basically said uh, he was asked why he thinks she wants to be in his DMs. And Connor was said, you have to ask. Her. I haven't a clue. I have no clue. You have to ask. Her. We don't play that game. You know, another man's wife. And then uh, at one point, 
for real put your trash talk is as thin as your hair these days see you soon champ champ and then connor tweeted your wife wants to see the hair around my dick and balls bro see what's what's see what that's like it's real the the message request mate no trash talk man to man it's fucked up i seen your interview with mike you think it was fake it's not have a think on it in the sauna anyway so he's claiming that she's sliding into his dms it doesn't help the fact that she did personally go to his dressing room after he lost last time or when was i seeing was i imagining things right i've never seen that before like the wife of the opponent she went to the dressing room to personally confront the guy after the match didn't you find that interesting i don't want to check your wife bro she might, like, i've she never might seen that before real proper number 12 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did it's funny you said that because he did an interview uh with with nick walshaw and he basically said i'm i'm in a great place in body and mind and i'm taking my health very seriously you know i haven't you know i haven't touched the most delicious irish whiskey proper 12 at all this camp i haven't actually touched it since we made the deal upwards of 700 million that deal is worth and i haven't celebrated it with a glass yet because i was in camp so i stayed focused i'm excited to have a little bit of it afterwards i'm gonna enjoy it for a couple of days it's my birthday week also so i still need to try that stuff because i like irish drinks yeah it'll be good expensive but good like like, like, like lately my beer my beer of choice has been guinness lately if i can get a hold of it but yeah i had tried to review it but yeah it was kind of funny to me it was such a Connor thing to do though i love that Connor was still talking shit with his leg in a brace yeah yeah right that's such a Connor thing to do isn't it major major thing to do he uh he, he made it clear this shit is not over he and said Dana what it was, was like, he said oh, exactly he basically said what he said in the, in the, in the dm that we read oh your wife is all up in my uh dm bro you little hoe yeah, and then much. she flipped the bird i saw i saw another camera shot she flipped him the that bird there the, that's what we call the cover bird <laughs> flip him off so they don't think it's real yeah right covering for him but uh did you see what jake paul did the chain that he made i saw that shit and what are your thoughts on it I'm going to need y'all Paul brothers to mind y'all fucking business. This is a thing for combat athletes. I have to put this on screen, though. All right, check it. My new 100. Bring this up for you guys. We're sorry. We have to expose you to the Paul brothers, but it's worth it for for, for this moment. Dude, look at the chain. It's on screen now. See, that's what happens when you have too much money and not enough intelligence. Is that from the first fight or? That that, that, that's from. um, It might be for the first fight, actually. Because I can't imagine he would have gotten that made from the second fight already, right? You never know. They don't have anything to actually do with their lives. They don't really fight people, so you never know. His ankle will be broken. It's from the first fight where he just got face beaten. I don't know. The ankle looks a little bit twisted, but then again, with the hand motion on the on the side of the head, that sounds, it looks like the first fight. Well, the uh, last check one. it. My new $100,000 Nyquil McGregor, Sleeping McGregor chain. Thank you, sure. Benny the Jeweler. We got, a, go. we got one characters each over here, a VVS diamonds with a hand-painted enamel of Sleepy McGregor. Hey, McGregor, you better win tonight, otherwise we're not going to be able to fight, because if you lose, your career is over, and that $50 million offer I gave you won't be on the table anymore. Don't go sleepy sleepy. Good night, McGregor. Fuck, bitch. Ooh. I'm, um, Connor, if you ever hear this, don't be a bitch like McGregor. Knock his ass the fuck out. You mean don't be no, a bitch like Mayweather, right? Right, because I don't like 
fuck the exhibition. If you a pro boxer and you really do this shit, you don't let his ass leave. Fuck the lesson. The lesson is you put his ass to sleep. That's the fucking lesson. Why does he get to talk so much shit, right? Because he fights people that don't actually want to fight and don't have passion anymore. Yeah, I say it, Mayweather fans. Your boy doesn't have passion. He's just in it for the fucking money. That's why he fought him. Notice, he won't fight Tyson, who still likes knocking people out. <laughs> I wonder how many people realize this. These YouTubers don't fight people who can actually fight. They fight people who don't have fire anymore and are just okay with the dollars. And what it's totally not Carl, worth it. What if fucking Kamar Usman challenged them? Daniel Cormier challenged them? They don't accept those fights, but the second fucking Nate Robinson wants to fight, it's all hands on deck. I'm just saying, like I said once before, that boxing is pretty much dead. If you don't believe me, just remember, they're talking about the YouTubers more than the champions. Yeah. And it's funny because I tried to explain that to someone the other day where I was just like, it's not that I'm not a fan of boxing. It's that the sports become very like Pacquiao is going to have a fight. What in August? The last fight he had was like two years ago. They hardly ever and fight. Nobody not really... gives a shit about the Pacquiao fight because he's not fighting a YouTuber. Yeah, exactly. So how do you fight a shitty celebrity or someone who doesn't have much notoriety? Like when I Oh, my God. Could you imagine we we watch a Smackdown and nobody's talking about fucking Roman Reigns because Millie Vanilli's on. I you know could disrespected. You feel the fucking wrestling fan but boxing fans just eat the shit up yeah <laughs> as a fight fan like there's this thing called fire and it's that magical thing where it's like guys get in there and they treat it like it's life or death when it when it comes to winning and losing like holy hell anderson Silva, bj penn was out of his prime for years but he but bj still wanted to fucking win i used to be on second service time and time again talking about the fact that bj it seemed like bj was just chasing one more win you know why because he had the fire to try to get one more win his body couldn't keep up with him but his spirit was sure enough ready to go you have guys fighting these youtubers that don't have either and you wonder why your sport isn't even dying anymore your sport's fucking dead yeah and it's fucking unfortunate, it but there are people, there are people who love boxing, you know, and it's like, for me, it's just more thing where it doesn't matter as far as the stuff. There's not like a one set place for boxing to be good or for boxing to go, you know, like there's not one division. There's not one champ. There's not like a, a strong, it just, it's kind of falling apart over the years. It really has become a spectacle yeah. sport. I couldn't even tell you who any champions are in boxing anymore. You know why? Because nobody gives a shit. Nobody yeah. gives a shit enough to tell you. And I'm not a big fan of spectacle sports, you know. Right. Like, it, it, I, I, when we used to watch UFC on a regular basis, I was invested from the fucking fight pass all the way to the main event. You notice with these boxing cards, you don't even hear about the card anymore. You just hear about who the Paul brothers fighting. Yeah, the undercard's meaningless now. Right. No, nothing outside. If you're a if you're a boxer, if you're not fighting the Paul brother, guess what? Nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah, the Paul brother. <laughs> that's what it's become. It's become Paul brother entertainment because that's all you ever hear about with this sport now. Ah, oh, you you're not lying, man. Because it's like as a longtime combat sports fan, it's just it's disrespectful. It's fucking embarrassing at some points. Like I avoid boxing like the plague now. Like if I'm not playing a fight night where there's no celebrities, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I can't even bring myself to. All right, well, did we go over? I think we covered the whole program, believe it or not. You know, we would just cut shit out and be like, all right, screw the rest of this. Right. We hit about pretty much everything. I mean, I mean, the, the only, only other thing, really- thing was, was uh, Rhonda. She said that she loved how uh, Connor, before he even finished hitting the ground, essentially, 
he was already advertising his next match. He wouldn't have been in the state of yeah. mind to do that. And that uh, her exact quote was, I'm amazed that as soon as you hit the ground, you were already promoting the next fight. I definitely wouldn't have had the mind to do that. The other fighters, UFC and media are lucky to have you. And he went through yeah, three and a half true. hours of uh, surgery to repair himself after yeah. that. You know, Because, I mean, his leg was, his ankle was pretty much snapped in two. <laughs> yeah. Poirier is accusing him of cheating. He was saying that the reason why he let him up at the end of the round was because he had three fingers in his glove. And it's a good grip on the cuff of the tape, pulling him down into up kicks. And that he's pulling him and he's kicking him up at the same time. And he's not surprised that he does stuff like that. And that he was trying to tell Herb that he can't get out of it. And when he told Herb, maybe Connor pulled his finger out. So this is according to what Poirier was saying happened. So I don't know. We'll have to go back and look at that. I definitely have more evidence of him being a bitch than Connor cheating. So Maybe that's the reason he did that, though. Like if he felt that Connor was fucking holding his hands, holding him by his gloves. That's why he kicked him. He kicked his ass after he felt like that. And uh, during a Q&A with, um, who the hell is, uh, apparently Wimp to Warrior, who's the famous trainer, revealed that Conor McGregor, there's a famous trainer, revealed that Conor McGregor hurt himself. He said, a little bit of that ankle injury has been aggravated during camp. We got a scan on it. Did that have a small part to play in weakening it? I don't know. We were with a doctor a couple of weeks ago to get a scan on the ankle. That There might have been something in there. It would seem unreal that a young, healthy, fit man could wrap his foot around an elbow and break it without there being something wrong there before. You can play those guessing games all day long. I mean, if they were with a doctor a couple of weeks ago to get a scan on the ankle, then it had an issue. If the ankle broke after that, then there was the fucking problem was a pre-existing injury. Oh, yeah. Why are we yeah, acting I, I like we don't know? Up and down, the corner was hurt before that fight. And it might have been something from the training camp from working so hard at that, you know? Yeah. Your body can't really deal with aggression to that level before and after the actual fight. Because, I mean, with a lot of people, like, yeah, you're going to train hard in your training camp, but you're not going anywhere near as hard as you are in the actual fight. Yeah. Oh boy. Alright, well, we got that. Shared it to social media for you guys. But we're not done with Connor yet. Because there was one other person. Let me I gotta make sure I bring this up properly for you guys Welcome on this one. So this is TMZ, as you heard there. And there's somebody who actually spoke a little bit about the uh Connor McGregor situation here. Oh, this should be interesting. Yo, yo, I'm snapping on this beat like I'm McGregor's ankle. Cause I'm stepping over haters at an awkward angle. I'm platinum, baby. If we talking labels, I'm platinum. Homie, are we talking labels? In the game with the acclaim, that was part of the plan. I got it locked like it was James Harden in France. People fighting over me, it's like Lamar and Tristan. Like the English soccer team, though, y'all can't kick it. Y'all be taking mad L's like your name is Shakari. Put it bluntly, y'all be getting blazed in a hurry. That's if you touch me. Light skinned rapper, but it isn't Drake. Why he set the bar so high on that dinner date? Shutting down the stadium, paparazzi pics got me dodging all the ladies. Um, best that I could do is a gymnasium, but I'm still snagging hotties. I don't have to extort them like a Michael Avenatti. Yo, Big Mac still a boss, about to win a fight like my last name, Dillashaw. When I freestyle, you be written on. Really, dog. I talk so much trash on tape. You would swear I'm Rachel Nichols' dog. On the beat, I'm like McGregor's ankle. Cause I'm stepping over haters at an awkward angle. I'm platinum. Homie, if we talking labels, I'm platinum. Mm. What do you think? 
<laughs> what the hell's Mojo yeah, doing there? Man, too soon. Too too soon. Max Caster, man. Hey guys. Brutal. Oh shit. All right. Well, folks, it's time to talk about some wrestling here. That's what we do here. We're going to catch you up, believe it or not. I'm going to just start with Raw from, <laughs> I guess, June, what is it, June 28th, which we're just going to try yep. to recap because we haven't been talking weeklies too much. Um, this was the Battle Royale one. Um, they had it open with a Battle Royale. They did that thing where Angel Garza was on one foot, and that's how he didn't get eliminated. I'm really sick of this one foot bullshit that they do. Technically, technically, we were technically shut up with that. Stop doing that. See- the problem with that bit is that doesn't just work in like the what made that special when Sean did it is that it happened at the very end of the match. Yeah, this like now people do all kinds of dumb shit when it's twenty five seconds in. Yeah, like now people do all kinds of dumb shit. It's completely unnecessary. You know. Um, what else did we have? I mean, there was there was a bunch of stuff. Basically, finishes Riddle with the rising knee on Priest. Um. If you look at the letter that was in Riddle's hand, page one of it says, Aloha, the Viper Randy Orton, of sound body and mind, hereby declare that my best friend Riddle, hitherfore take my place in tonight's last chance triple threat match. Riddle is the coolest, most bodacious bro I could ask for, and I would be honored if he, would, if he were to fight on my behalf. Aloha, the legend killer, smiley face art, snake art. That's apparently the letter that Randy Orton wrote himself endorsing riddle to get that money in the bank shot in the first place how nice of Orton. we talked about it vince loves that team <laughs> well, i think very, uh, rk bro it's very very thoughtful of him that that's what if you look very carefully that's the letter he was holding during this uh you had uh the nikki cross Shayna baszler thing which I'm already kind of annoyed at the fact that they have to say Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. She told us what the fucking thing means. Just say Nikki Ash. Yeah, they had a, uh, and it's weird because Alexa Bliss during this, she takes out Reggie with a with a kick and I with a back kick, Reggie with a front kick, um, and then Cross goes over or Ash goes over with the Oklahoma roll. Alexa's a better tag team partner for Nikki Cross now than she was when she was a partner because she has know? powers now. Yeah, uh, like I said, the whole thing was really crazy. But uh, yeah, we, there wasn't really too much that we didn't talk about with that uh, with that raw, you know. Yeah, it was kind of business as usual with that raw. I was like, yeah, like a lot of the stuff that's on here, stuff we're gonna go into on like a lot of the other weeklies, you know. What else didn't we do? I'm looking at my program here. Uh, we spoke NXT, I believe, right? Yeah, we we at least talked about um. Well, actually, we didn't talk the whole thing because besides uh the Zia Lee freaking putting mercedes martinez to sleep there were a few other well, a couple of other uh, significant events that came out of that okay so give me a minute here to uh get an nxt program bear with us guys because we're catching up on weeks of stuff yeah i got one trying right to do in it. front of me so i'm pretty much we're trying to do it in the most efficient way possible most places yeah, wouldn't even bother they would just kind of just cover significant stuff rather than yeah. just piece by piece okay um so we had the NXT Women's Tag Team title number one contender triple threat match, which was Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark against Dakota Kyra Raquel Gonzalez. Is this correct? 
That is correct. Okay, thank God I had the correct card in front of me. Finish to this was EO going over with the moonsault. Um, the match was really good. I like this a lot. Yeah, this this was a good combination of six women. Mm-hmm. Let me uh there was a couple sequences I wanted to show you. There was a pretty cool sequence with the girls here. Let me bring that up real quick. Hold on. Bear with us. Sorry. Very high paced action in this match as well. Alright, there we go. Here we go. Back to that cost of half a count. Well, look, Moon and Shry certainly have a bone to pick with the NXT Women's Champion. Well, very smart of oh, Moon and Io Shirai teaming up on the much bigger, much more dominant Raquel Gonzalez, but straight back in their faces was the NXT Women's Champion. First team to gain pitfall or submission advances to the Great American Bash. Shirai laid out. Ember Moon could be suffering the same fate. Yeah, see that? Really nice. Really nice form. These girls work really well together. It's a shame we're not going to... We're going to go into later on, but yeah, this is going to sort of be changing now the dynamic of this. You see that handspring over Shirai on the Gonzalez. You see, this whole thing was one seamless sequence. Give them a lot of credit for that. It was move to move to move to move. See, look at that. This whole thing was so well done. Like when one move happened, really the other person was in position for and everything just flowed amazingly. Yeah, that's something that these girls are really good at doing. Like the timing of everything is done really well. It's kind of funny. I give this. I, I what, what I'm about to say. I kind of I give credit to how entertaining this match was until they mentioned it. I'd almost forgotten that Raquel was champion. Mm-hmm. I was so invested in the match, and I mean that's just unique to have the NXT Women Champion. In a situation where she's lined up for another title, where she's potentially set up for another title shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there were quite a few dive spots happening here as well. Um, wanted you to see. <laughs> On the outside. Oh, it's dark in the wrong part of town. This is. I like Eel's dive here. Springboard moonsault. And I want Zoe and Ember here. Well, what's next? Black first, first her with her crazy ass dive. Top it off. Zoe Stark! Insane. Absolutely insane shit happening here. That was nuts. First of all, I think that's the cleanest shots he's ever hit that die before. Yeah, definitely. She didn't die and she didn't kill anybody. Right. Yeah, this match was all, all over the place. But yeah, as we said, uh, Shirai and Stark go over and Shirai hits her over the moonsault. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and look, Raquel Gonzalez, I got to ask you this, is NXT Women's Champion. This was brutal. Come off it, a lack of focus. Raquel Gonzalez wants it all. That's what great champions do. Oh, just wish she fucking recalled off with that double stomp. <laughs> like, that is brutal, man. Um, now, this, this is, the to me, really, really cool. Zoe has a really good hot tag that happens here. 
Germany 1-0. They wanted to Raquel Gonzalez. They do things I've never really seen before. That's one of the things that I really like about the, this team. Well, Io Shirai right now, good enough to make the tag. And in comes Zoe Stark. She's legal, as is Dakota Kai. Ember Moon legal as well. Three new fresh faces, and Zoe Stark, the freshest of them all. Oh, Zoe Stark here. Oh, wow. Yeah, good coordinated kicks that don't kill anybody. Looks the way she rolls through there. And she that kick in the corner. Safe German that still looks good. Going for the cover. And look at that, makes her hit her opponent. Of Ember Moon. And Stark is hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, this girl had a big deal. Yeah. She has really good timing. Traffic. Here is the issue. fast. Yeah, I thought that was done very well. And uh, they did what I like to call the best SmackDown ending ever, or what everyone calls the best SmackDown ending ever. They did like their own version of it. If anybody who's ever seen the best SmackDown ending ever knows what I mean. It's when everybody comes in with different finishers. I thought that was also a little cool tribute that they did here since they have the timing for it. Well, no stranger to one another. And now Ember Moon running interference, dispatching of Shirai. Wow, talk about taking a bullet Ooh. for her team. This one spreading out right in front of our look desk. At, look at Blackheart. Blackheart comes off the top. Senton. Into the cover. Zoe Stark comes in. Zoe Stark now running interference. Grabs her. That's beautiful. I love her GTS. Then Moon comes in with the Eclipse on Zoe Stark. Recalls her. Dakota Kai comes in. And Shirai comes in. Gets reversed. Look at this. It's so wow. The whole this whole entire thing is filled with sequences and shit that work really well. And finally, Showtime Palm Strike. Palm Strike. Overcut that. And it might be Showtime for Io Shirai. She almost fell there without getting up for that moonsault. Moon over moonsault. Cover. And that to me was awesome. That's how you put together that a good was, ending. This is one of those matches. It is hell to try to get notes for it because you're pausing and rewinding like 80 times per sequence. Yeah. No, they did an incredible job here. You know. And this good is how stuff. They kick off this NXT. Yeah. That's what I mean. This is a company that knows what they're doing. They're amazing at it. Uh, you get a Gargano carrying cross confrontation in this new bizarro world where uh, the heels are all baby faces, apparently. You know, when you really look at it, <laughs> never thought we'd be using that here. But yeah, there's a bit of a confrontation. Actual talent. Now, you may be bigger than me, but everybody knows I'm smarter than you. On Austin Theory from behind. So are they heels or baby faces? It's hard to tell. I guess the crowd is, is going to be more for Gargano. Yeah. Gargano I think at this point they know Yeah, crowd's back and they can't do anything about it. That's pretty much the problem. Ah, oh, yeah, his moves are brutal, right? It may not have been enough. I only did one thing. Cross even more Gargano. Oh, no, 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 no. Ouch. Oh. Yeah, brutal stuff. Everything echoes in the CWC, so it sounds like 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nasty, Every, Everything nasty. echoes and recoils. So Roderick Strong uh, 
is with his new group. What's his name? Hachi Man, Malcolm Bivens, and Tyler Rust against Asher Hale. This is uh, that group, the Diamond Mind, that we've been hearing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the finish to this, he taps him out, right? That is true. A key lock, which was something different for Strong. And in that unique submission from Roderick Strong. Has to tap. Come on. Yeah. So, Roderick with another group. Uh, what like else do we back have? By himself, but I mean, hey. Yeah. Cameron Grimes against Ari Sterling with the finish being double stomp. Grimes. Cave in for the win. Mm-hmm. The good old double stomp cave in. And, uh, there was some cool stuff here. I did like the seated uh, springboard moonsault. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't really seated. His legs, it was more unique. His legs hit like the middle rope from the inside. Yeah, it was a lower springboard. Yeah, I'll bring it up here. It, it, it was like a Raven Studio Grimes getting caught for a moment. And- oh! Oh! Yeah, watch this guy. It's not bad. Nice job by Harry Sterling there. Sterling. Wow! Yeah, see? Interesting stuff. Very cool. Yeah, but one of the big things coming out of this match was L.A. Knight interrupted a Grimes celebration, and Grimes wanted another wanted another shot at the million dollar title. With the basis being that if um, well, L.A. Knight only agreed if the basis was that if Grimes lost, he would be his butler. Yeah, because God forbid this guy genuinely successfully made this uh happen, this whole Wall Street thing. But they have to turn him into a butler, right? Because why not, right? For every, for every good thing they do, and then they pull some shit like this, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why can't we just have everything make sense? And get more Cole Kyle O'Reilly drama. Let me make something perfectly clear. Don't you ever mention my wife again. Yeah. Yeah, what's with the wife stuff in this angle? It came out of nowhere. You know what I think about when I look back on that? I am ashamed. I am ashamed that I ever associated myself with you, and frankly, I'm ashamed that... I'm ashamed it took me this long to realize what a pathetic human piece. Yeah, don't piss Joe off. You want Joe choking motherfuckers out. They still wind up fighting anyway. Damn, Joe, let him off. A lot of people thought that was Joe. But remember, Joe's not physical for folks. Can't do shit. Yeah. And it just happened to be Cole, who was the first person to put his hands on him. So it's just like, eh. He did take a sweet ass time, though. He really did. Yeah, a little too late, yeah, he did take a sweet ass time there. Flashing back to like, I remember that time you pushed me. You know what? Security can wait a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna let security chill. Yeah. But it is uh been known Adam Cole has been saying he does want a match with Joe. Yeah, for a so, while, but Joe's not actively on the roster. Why tease stuff like that if it's not gonna happen? Because we know he's gonna get cleared eventually. And I think what it is is that Cole wants that to be for virtually just like it almost looks like they're trying to load up for when Joe is ready. He's already gonna have something ready to go. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully we get a push. There's nothing wrong with planting the seeds for that early. So. Mm-hmm. 
after this we get some more quality time with Tian Sha Tian Sha Head Shala No no you son of a bitch you did it again <laughs> now, let's see what the hell you can't violate Tian Sha's order. Anyone offends Tian Sha will eventually be punished, no matter who they are. Jake Atlas, you made a big mistake. There is no way out. You will pay for this. There's no road of return. It's time to destroy. Contact high. And that was a shoot. Next. Because as we said last week, she knocked her the fuck out. She knocked her out really badly. You know. kicked her. She rung her bell, which we're going to talk about again here. You know, all I'm saying is, Zaya, if this WWE thing don't work out, girl, you can join the UFC. But a spin kick like that, they'll take you. Yeah, that is a brutal spin kick. For anyone that didn't see it last week, she knocks her clean out here. And now she is facing the consequences. Zaylee now looking to ooh, hit that suplex. More damage. If you watch here, after she falls, she's so out she reaches for a rope. I don't know if she's reaching for a rope or trying to kick out. She's not even all there. So the face is glazed over. Mercedes Martinez completely glassy-eyed at this point. No idea where she's at. You gotta think about Legit knocked out by that up. kick. Think about how many months I've been on here no telling you that those kicks, they look really good, back. but they seem like shoot I mean, kicks. You talk about a devastating kick from Zia Lee, just silencing Mercedes Martinez. Well, quite simply, that was the point of the heel into the temple of Mercedes Martinez. Referee jumping in when clearly... That's rough, man. Oh, yeah. So it looked like seeing it a second time. It looks like either she was reaching for a rope break that wasn't there or she was instinctively trying to get out of the ring. Yeah. Because, you know, that wrestler's instinct, you get hurt, you roll to the outside. So it almost looked like her body knew she went out and it was just like, get her out of the ring, get her out of the ring. Yeah, which is a shame because the, the match itself definitely was solid. You know, there were a couple of things. Uh, Jake Atlas looks really good overall. Like he has a really clean amazing. style. But uh, I did like the springboard arm drag that he did here, which I'll bring up on the screen for you. Indeed, he has changed even further once made That's the height that he gets on that, you know. A nice drop kick afterwards to where he follows through. And it goes for a cover very solid, you know. I thought that looked really, really good, you know. Yeah, kid's got hops. Mm-hmm. And also him and Martinez, uh, they did really good in regards to teamwork. Like aside from her being knocked unconscious and all that, you know. Like when she was conscious, there was a... Definitely like some good displays of teamwork here. I'll give you an example of that here that I liked. Boa swinging a miss, but Atlas certainly did not. Atlas now hoisting up and look at the teamwork. Beautiful stuff there from Mercedes and Jake Atlas. They are really cooking in this. Yeah, not so shia now, are you? But anyway, yeah, she did suffer a concussion from that. Yeah, so she'll probably she'll be out for a little while. Yeah, which is very, very unfortunate. Uh, you had a Tommaso Ciampa and MSK segment that was pretty decent. You challengers will find out why MSK are the NXT Tag Team Champions. Yo, uh, 
I don't think they hurt us. Ruthless aggression. I like how Champa just held him back. He tells how back Dash after the slap. Like, no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. Let him slap me. Let him fucking slap okay, me. At the Great American Bash, I want you boys to bring your pride. I want you to bring them titles because we're taking them both. Tonight, we got a free one. Next week, you ain't going to be so lucky. I love that he kissed him. <laughs> Some savage shit. Like he kissed you, made him kiss you. Oh, God. Win, lose, or draw, you'll never be the same. Did he at least pay for the Uber? Yeah, right. It's a big question. Yeah, but after uh, that tenseness, we were followed by, actually right before the main event, we got a pretty cool announcement because NXT announced the return of the breakout tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, that wasn't, that wasn't this episode. Yeah, that was the same one. They didn't show the whole lineup yet, but yeah. Okay, maybe they just did an announcement. Then the lineup's next week, right? Yeah, yeah. The, line, the lineup was the following week. They showed who was in it, but they officially announced it was coming back for this episode. Okay, so next we'll get into that when we get into the uh, we have the actual thing there. But the main event was the NXT North American title match between Bross and Reed defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott, being accompanied by Ashanti Adonis, B-Fab, and Top Dalla. Yeah, was the finish actually pretty cool? Um, as Reed is trying to get back into the ring. Swerve hits the house call and then a 450 splash and is the new North American champion. What I like about the finish is more so which one is the big guy? That is Top Dollar, I believe. Yeah, it's Top Dollar. Top Dollar. Oh, I like I when he exactly what you're about to talk about. I like the way he crashed and burned leading into the finish. Yo, that guy won me over on that because it was so funny. The way it was like an acne cartoon. What got me about it, a couple things. Let me get this on the screen so I could take you to it. So, watch here. The first thing is the acne cartoon part that you're pointing out. Now, listen, listen carefully. Listen, listen to the other guy. (laughs) Yo, you good? was every friend I ever had when I could <laughs> wreck my bike, ate shit and just writhing in pain and they don't know what the fuck to do. You good? You know what <laughs> you I'm, I'm telling you something right now. I'm telling you something. That's some shit black folks say when they know you hurt but they just hope you hurt less than they thought you were. He <laughs> yo, you good? <laughs> <laughs> I just love how right before he charges him though, he's so confident. Watch it. You can just hear him faintly say it. Watch this. Boom. He's not good. And neither are you, Nani. He throws him over, too. <laughs> Whatever plan he will have, it's gone disastrously wrong. Oh! Reed gets caught by the challenger. And now. It was enough of a distraction, though, for Reed to get caught here, though. I did not see that coming. Right. You know? But then again, as I as the match ended, I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, they 
I was like, Reed is one of the people they've been having do the dark matches in he's front of, of screens. Yeah, he's so, one of the people allegedly scheduled for call up, so they probably want to get the yeah. belt off of him. And on top of that, fucking Swerve deserved it because the guy's worked his ass off the whole time he's been here. And it felt like Hit Row was like a new beginning for him. It was good to see that he got this faction and this new push, and now he paid off in a championship. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I've been watching that guy since he was kill shot and freaking Lucha Underground. That's the fucking talented guy they got there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there were a lot of good spots here. I don't want to eat the time with him, though, you know? I mean, the highlight was fucking Acme. That was, like, that was yeah. the funniest thing. If it, w- it wouldn't have been as good as it was for me. If it wasn't all the interaction, fucking watch this, and then you're good. Yeah, that really was the highlight there. Now we have a new champion, new North American champion. Yeah. So that's very interesting. And they announced, um, I believe at some point during the week, maybe, that the following week, which we're going to get to in a little bit, at uh, the Great American Bash, they would celebrate with, this was fucking nuts, the Hit Row Cypher. I thought it was very well done. We'll get into that, that awesome. when we get to the next episode. This NXT brought in 636,000 overnight viewers, which was a little bit down. Not by much, though. So, uh, 0.19 in the 18 to 49 demographic. They were doing good. Uh, I believe we talked about Dynamite already. The Dynamite of the yeah, same we, week. Yeah, we were caught up on all the Dynamite. Good. Which yeah. is this last NXT that we were missing for the Wednesday and Tuesday stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there was the SmackDown of the same week that we didn't really go through. It had dark matches of Shotzi Blackheart and Tony Storm, Odyssey Jones, Robert Roode, Karrion Cross, and Cesaro. Uh, I don't know. Was there really much to... Uh... I mean, one of the amazing, amazing things that came out of this, kind of jumping around it a little bit, but uh, we had a Money in the Bank qualifier probably the best one we've had because it's fucking i i think they've literally named this huge fight forever mm-hmm. we had uh kevin owens and Sami Zayn in a last man standing match yeah we sure did this was a violent ass finish because owens power bombed him through two tables and then went for the old school actually the funny thing is the one of the moves that started their feud in nxt the apron bomb which I haven't seen him do one of those in a long time. Yeah, no, nah, he really put the business on him. Yeah, once yeah. I saw this match excited, I was like, once I saw this match announced, I was like, yep, my match of the night already. <laughs> a pop-up powerbomb. How do we get here, man? How do we get here? It's just karma. No! And this is Sammy Zane's karma throw my table. The noise isn't done. Another That's brutal. Yeah, these two have no problem killing each other. They really don't. And it's not surprising you see them do this because everybody has enough common sense to know you can trust them to do pretty much whatever they want to each other. Yeah, and they're safe workers. Because you never hear about them having like injuries that put them out of action when it comes to matches with each other. As violent as those matches are, but it's because they know how to take care of each other. I mean, when you've been kicking the shit out of each each other for almost two decades you kind of learn that at some point yeah uh i'm looking around this program because yeah we're we are a bit out of order 
Yeah, I guess Baron Corbin is he becoming a baby face. He's supposed to be a sympathy character now. That's that's what they're going for, it seems. I mean, I what, guess you're going for the struggle demographic, I guess. With Baron Corbin, of all people, that's how his redemption angle right. is going to start. That makes no I sense. I am where you once were. The struggle. It looks like your car is being towed. What are you talking about? Who has a King Crabbin license plate? King Crabbin. It's not King Crabbin. That was King Corbin. That's Baron Corbin's G-Wagon. It's like a $250,000 car. And now Big E taking advantage off the distraction with a big ending. Hook of the leg. Corbin loses the match. Poor Corbin. Yeah, he's uh, he's having a rough one. Somebody needs a hug. He's a little bit more than a hug, but is that the thing? Is he supposed to be babyface now? Like they beat him into babyface mode? I get that's that's what they're going for. I don't know if the live crowds are going to see it that way, but yeah, that's what they're uh, that's what they're going for. Just like, hey, he lost his crown. He's sad. Everybody hug him and love him now. They must really have faced this angle because I know for a fact that he's very loved in the office. He's been considered oh, yeah, beloved. They adore him. The he's considered like one of their their guys. So, like, whatever this angle is, it clearly is something that they have faith in, you know? Right. Which, uh, yeah, they went on to do more shit with him after this. Let me see if I have it here. It gets um, worse. Yeah, we'll come back to SmackDown in a minute, but... Mr. Corbin, can I get a word with you? What now? There's been a lot of curiosity in the locker room. Some have said that you seem despondent. Do you feel like your career is slipping away from you? Oh, that's rough. He's not gonna talk. You mentioned you lost Walk money away. on investments. How much did you actually lose? He lost money on investments because of the ground? Hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, I was a wealthy man, but now... Thank you for the time, and please pardon the intrusion. Yeah, now that you intruded. And now, he's stuck to hungry man. He'll be hungry Corbin, instead of sad Corbin, or happy Corbin. <laughs> Struggle Corbin. Struggle Corbin. Damn. Struggle Corbin. His new finisher instead of end the days, it'll be hard times. Struggle Corbin. Oh, dude. His new finisher will be the struggle. So then on commentary, pack, Pat Mappy can go, he hit him with the struggle. Hashtag, what do y'all know about the struggle? <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse, though. The struggle continues. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I'm not even so joking, man. They did it on every social media post, but they did it differently because that one was YouTube and then this one was Twitter. This 4th of July, Americans all over the world. Hey, hey I, don't, I don't know what I know. I'm sorry. I don't know if you saw what happened. I don't want to. They reported my car. It's oh. actually my wife's. She's going to kill me if I don't get it back. This is a $40,000 pad. Probably. If you want to buy it, man. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't do jewelry. Dude, well, not a $40,000 watch. Thirty-five grand. It's yours. I got to get this car back for my wife's. Thank you. I don't even really want I mean... How about like twenty? Can you do twenty-four? <laughs> Bro, I, you're a friend. Ten grand, I'll take it. Whatever to get. Oh, has to take that at a major loss. Dude, dude, use eBay or something. Facebook has a marketplace. He just tosses it to him. You have to sell your watch to Ziggler. Yeah. Ziggler doesn't even have merch. But now he has your watch. As far as the money in the bank challenge goes. 
I realize in hindsight this whole thing isn't going to happen. But I do like Bianca during the promo of the SmackDown adding, if the officials allow it, I'll defend the title of Money in the Bank. Right. Remember the officials? She didn't just go out there like she owns shit. You know, if the officials allow it, that's something that I wouldn't mind seeing more of people acknowledging that they don't just make their own matches and maybe even have it where the baby faces do it. And then this, uh, the heels that are self-entitled and just try to call shit. But there are officials. Yeah, every, everywhere you go, people just make their own matches, no matter what you look at. Yeah, and you already talked about the Money in the Bank qualifier with Owens and Zayn. There was an I am the announce table spot in there as well. Oh, that's the I feel like that one's almost worse. I feel like that one's worse than I am the table. Yeah, let me get back to it real quick. Sounds worse, that's for sure. Let me bring this back up on the old Tron here. It's the brunch of Tron, Tron, Tron. Love the new look of the brunch Tron, by the way. Oh, thank you. Finally got it. I think everything tuned the way we actually want to just keep it from now on. So there'll be no more surprises. Aside from maybe adding more stuff. And anybody who was in the chat right when the show started, I popped when I saw it. Yeah, we try. All right, there we go. Here's the IMD announce table. Sami Zayn's in trouble. Sami Zayn finally off the announce table. And now Kevin Owens sitting on the announce table. That sucks. That one looks like it sucks so much worse. Yeah, because it fucking does. Like, I, I'd rather the regular table not break. The announce table not break. So you talked about that finish. We already know where that goes. But then the big news was Zelina Vega returning to SmackDown, right? That is correct. She's back. Which we talked about it a little bit last week. Surprise. Zelina Vega is here. And Zelina Vega is in the Money in the Bank match. We talked to uh, many uh, people around WWE. Zelina Vega with a, a ton of potential. Tremendous charisma, great in-ring acumen, and now Zelina Vega will join Carmella from the SmackDown side of things, along with Asuka, almost superhero Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, and Naomi. New music, not bad. In the women's money in the bank. Yeah, I mean, she was using Andrade's music before she left, so they kind of had to change it. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't want to do that. What's bad about this is the way she talks about how good of a wrestler she is and how she completely outclasses Liv Morgan and then loses. Right. And this is kind of what we were talking about with SmackDown's women's division. The reason they're just announcing people in is because they don't have enough people to do qualifying matches. But it's just kind of weird because, well, let's go into this finish first here. So. Vega reverses. Vega's got the tights right in front of the official. And Liv Morgan now, rolling up Zelina Vega, and Liv Morgan does it, and she wins! Here. Liv Morgan doesn't qualify for money in the bank in this SmackDown, but right. Selena Vega comes in, this is her return match, they have her job out, and she's in the, in the thing, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like if anybody with common sense would mean, hey, that means by default Liv call qualifies too. Yeah, just really weird, very unusual stuff. It's being reported, though, that as far as the Zelina Vega thing goes, apparently the WWE executives apologized to her and then made her an offer to return. And then she went through with the offer. And uh, one source says that uh, that this happened in May. Another person said it was sooner than that. She tweeted saying, what to take from tonight? I'm back. I'm going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match and I will win, period. Everything else is irrelevant. After that, the the I support unionization tweet was deleted from her social media. Fans were quick to notice that. 
amazing how far back you guys will scroll for shit. But uh, that tweet is no longer there, so I guess she no longer supports unionization. It kind of goes back to what I said about people who get the good deals that are in wrestling business aren't going to support unionization. And you know? exactly. So that was definitely one of those situations. Because yeah, what do you think? I mean, hey, welcome back, Miss Vega. But yeah, I mean, you get yeah, like like we said, you get a good deal, whatever this deal is. You're not going to be excited about something that a lot of people have said would basically kill the business. So then after SmackDown, Liv Morgan threw like a little locker room tantrum, I guess, or something here. Excuse me, Liv Morgan, you requested this time after tonight. What's on your mind? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, Sonia, hey, buddy. Thank you for letting me in your office. I came in here and you weren't in here. So I just thought I'd leave this message to let you know last week you came out to the ring to declare Carmella in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Didn't have to qualify her. I beat her last week. I beat her the week before, but I guess it doesn't matter. You know, I'm still going to prove myself. This week, you come out again and you announce Zelina Vega... Who's been, I don't know where she's been all year. You know, she didn't want to be here, but you declare her to be in the Money in the Bank match. I beat her, but I guess it's still not enough for you, right? No, it's still not enough. I need to um, prove myself more. I don't know what game you're playing, Sonia. I don't know what you're doing here, but if I haven't proven myself to you yet, watch me. And what's weird is that she's right about that. What kind of a weird angle is that? And then they try to portray her as being like a brat, but it's kind of like, yeah, she is beating right. people. She beat a girl twice put in the match. The qualifier once. This is actually happening. You can't act like someone's wrong when they're actually right, like in real time before my very eyes. That's like when Cartman thought that he could actually legit turn naked and just started strafing across the fucking top of the stage naked like i can see that she's winning matches against people that are in the money in the back like how the hell am i supposed to ignore this you know it was just such a weird choice in booking there you know so i don't know i don't know what the you hell is going on with that all i hear in the background is fucking butt is and there was some there was some heat, sorry to cut you off, but there was some heat apparently because Zelina Vega said something about him, about Dave Meltzer being a dirt sheet. Like she, she referred to him as a dirt sheet, which offended Dave. Am I getting that story correct? I know it's a couple of weeks old. This is Ghost. Dave. I, I, I have no clue what she's talking about. She didn't say what she's talking about. It's just, you know, when, when you use wrestling journalists or dirt sheet and you just do it and then you don't specify who and what it's like i got no respect for you like like so little so no respect if i went in there and said all wrestlers are drug addicts okay and there are a few that are but if i said that that would be really stupid and be unfair to almost every wrestler but in fact it would be true in some cases Grouping people like that, I, I, you know, it's like you and I shouldn't be grouped in with hardly any of these people anyway. There's a few. I mean, there are there are real reporters out there, without a doubt. There's, you know, several of them, and everyone knows who they are. But to go in there, and there's so many who are not, but to group them all together, that's like grouping like Kenny Omega with some guy who's had like three career matches and saying like, all wrestlers are unskilled guys, and they trip over their own two feet, and they don't know how to, they don't know how to, um, call a match or anything like that because there are 
plenty of people who fit that description, but it sure doesn't apply to, you know, any of your really tippy top guys, you know? So, um, so to do in like an all encompassing thing, every time I see someone say dirt sheets, um, as, as, as a qualifier for, you know, that's, you know, whatever, it's just like, you're fucking stupid. Okay. You know, if you don't like a, if you don't like me, that's fine. And if you have your reason, that's fine. But it, but if you don't like me, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't like John Pollock or Brian or whatever or whoever, right? I mean, it's like to group everyone together. Anyone who does that is fucking stupid. So anyway, for all of you wrestlers who, in fact, want to say that later, I mean, it's just like, it's like if I said something as stupid as what you said, um, I just did, by the way, but I know what, what I just said was stupid and it's the exact same thing. So anyway, um, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Damn, Elsa. I mean, I wouldn't say that all before the dirt sheets, but I mean, there's sources. There are. Oh, I mean, dirt sheets, not a derogatory. It's really not. It's just the wrestling term for people who report the news. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like most of took that a little bit more personal than they should have. And I mean, there's people out there that just don't like Meltzer. That's how it is. If somebody doesn't like you, they're not exactly going to say wonderful things about you. There's some people out there that just don't like the dirt sheets. And if they don't like the dirt sheets, they're not going to have nice things to say about the dirt sheets, Meltzer. So. I've heard people say worse shit about him. He just seemed like he was in an especially cranky mood with that one. Right. You know, Meltzer, Alvarez, those guys aren't bad guys at all. I mean, it's, it's weird how yeah. with the way they come off, you know, people talk about them like this shit. It's kind of like, yeah, Melissa is a little bit loopy, but Jesus. Just because he reports on something, sometimes they try to fucking crucify the guy. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, Angela Dawkins had a match against Otis. Otis kills Dawkins. It wasn't a match, it was a squash. Yep, and they continue to kill what relevancy Otis has. Without any justification, really. Just stop, like, you could just, just, just leave him. That's blue collar solid and just be happy. Nah, they gotta cut his hair, make him talk different. You gotta be serious and not funny, which he's good at. Yep. Edge uh gets into it with Jimmy. This is post uh this is post drunken Jimmy or pre drunken Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Based on the fact that it's a couple of weeks ago. Little did he know that's what happened. The situation that he got into with Edge made him go on the sauce. You stupid. I thought that's where Roman was going. I don't want to jump ahead to the next SmackDown too soon, but I was like, oh my God, are they going to kayfabe this shit? Because I thought that like he was saying, you know, like I learned from it. Remember when he was talking about how I had a moment of fear, but what did I do? I learned from it. What does this guy do? He gets on the sauce, but that's not where it went. Anyway, that would have made Roman such a fucking heel. And here's what you don't realize. Roman laid a perfect trap. But this, this isn't a trap for me. This is a trap for you. Edge now marching down to the ring. Said, you're the one in trouble here, pal. Yeet. And and now he goes right after Edge and Edge. Said, who's going to the corner? Was Jimmy looking around for his cousin? I think so. The post shoulder first. Now his shirt matches the state of mind. Turns his attention. 
Oh, he really fucks him up, huh? Jimmy Uso. He, he did need to drink that shit off. He turned to drinking to cope with the edge ass whipping. Yeah, but I'm sure he asked for this. They could have put it in the angle. Oh, look at that. He's still fighting for his life. Dropping edge with a super kick. And Jimmy Uso can really prove himself to the head of the table. Tonight, if he can take out Roman Reigns' opponent in two weeks. This is what Jimmy's brother Jay did while Jimmy was rehabbing his torn ACL for over a year. Taking care of Roman's opponents for Roman. And now Jimmy Uso. At least he managed to get his comeuppance. He didn't look like a total bitch. You know? What do you think of this? I mean, God, it sucks seeing this and then seeing what came not even the next week after, but Ed does get his heat back here. Keep going. What were you gonna say? I was say, yeah, I love this I love this new thing that Edge has been doing. This this Uber it's almost like it's almost like maybe again I'm trying to think of the word. Like an ascension from the concerto. It's like this yeah. thing he's been doing where he breaks one of the bars off the bottom of a steel chair and then he's basically cross facing people with it. I like the way it sounds when he breaks it too. Watch the shit. Edge has thought about everything that happened at WrestleMania. And there's Edge, and we very well aware of what Edge can do with chairs. <laughs> it sounds like some bad shit's about to happen. The ultimate opportunist, the rated R super. He raises the bar. Look, Roman. I love that we have unhinged Edge just fucking up the whole bloodline. That doesn't look pleasant at all. It doesn't. It like even from a work standpoint, that just looks like it's not fun. Who want that shit? Okay, yeah. so what are we doing for the angles tonight, guys? Okay, what he's gonna do? He's gonna put the bar of the chair in your mouth, and he's just gonna rear back. What? Crazy. And then he tweets out afterwards when he leaves Jimmy unconscious in the ring. Night, night, kid. Try not to drool on the chair. See you at Money in the Bank. Hard oh. times. All right. Well, I Raw. I need a Jack and Coke after that shit. Mm-hmm. Do we have to do Raw? Yeah, we do. I think we'll save Raw for the end just because of the fact that it uh it leads into the freaking poll. Yeah. So that leaves us with just what? This week's uh, NXT and AEW and then the rest of the stuff. So we had Great American Bash. Yep, number two. The iconic Great American Bash. Yeah, you're right. They have had this before. Yeah. Right. Um, and I you mentioned the Great American Bash. I can't remember exactly who it was that interviewed Cody, but he said literally all he wants is just them to do that pay-per-view justice, in a sense, which they've been doing. So. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he, he, he said, doesn't even bother. It doesn't even bother him that they're using it. He just wants them to do the name proud. That's always been his stance on it, though. You know? See, some people are so quick to be marked. They're like, oh, he hates it. It's like, no, no. As long as they do it good, he's fine with it. So first match of the NXT episode 462 Great American Bash 2021 was the NXT tag team title match of MSK's Nash Carter and Wesley defending their championships against Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Finished being an inside cradle on MSK. Uh, there was a 
there was a spiked fairy tale ending double submission that essentially gets broken by them pushing into one another i'll let you guys see some of that on the screen here It's now or never. Waiting for that fairy tale ending. Plan it perfectly. Thatcher now. No wasted motion like it for the ankle lock. Ankle lock is locked in. Trying to snap the ankle. Thatcher on the left side. And that's the thing about this match. There were a lot of moments where Ciampa and Thatcher miscommunicated. Not sure if they're yeah. leading into that being a split up of some sort, but here comes the inside cradle, and that's it. It came out of nowhere, too. Yeah, it makes sense that that's how they would leave them there like that, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it kind of it warrants a rematch just because on the fact that, like, MSK barely survived them. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't mind seeing these guys fight again, that's for sure. Yeah, but there were miscommunications and there were things that happened here. Champa elevated the tag team division as a champion. He hopes to do the same with a very worthy partner, Timothy Thatcher. Wesley is taking quite the pounding in this matchup. Champa over the top rope, charging in, and that's going back to being a student of the game. But then caught with a drop kick. Champa Champa winds up in the wrong corner here. The door now open for Wesley. Champa reaching for a tag there from Nash Carter. That ain't gonna work. Tommaso Champa. Good double team here. Speed of MSK. Crazy at times. Yeah, now they do a really good job. Champa does a good job at selling for them as well. One of the other miscommunications that they had was right around here. Momentum stop. Tag leaves legal. MSK needed to write some new pages in their playbook, and it's effective. There comes Champa again, leading it, realize it. Or excuse me, Thatcher running interference, helping Champa. So he accidentally hits Champa with the uppercut. And that's eating a super kick for his trouble. Champa's down. Thatcher's rocked. Wesley! Looks like he's taking care of Toothless Timmy as Lee is legal. Thatcher has no idea where he is. And... Sequence, right? This has be it. We got new can break out Project Champ in a little while. Yeah, nice false finish there. That's why I like the way they have Chompa utilize that move now. It doesn't often come out, but everybody remembers it's one of his two finishers. Mm-hmm. So when he does, it's like, oh shit, he broke out Project Champa for this match. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, you get more Gargano Cross, another face off between the two of them. Hey, size isn't the only advantage I have over you. I also have stronger convictions. I'll give you an example. Every morning when I get up, same three things on my mind. Never lose the NXT Championship. One day, main event WrestleMania. And one day, become WWE Champion. And now... What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing in the morning, Johnny? You, uh, you put on a pair of your wife's jeans? Hey! Hey! I know you think you're gonna do all these cool technical moves to me, and you really believe you're gonna win this match, but guess what? This ain't some cartoon movie. It's not a comic book. This is real life, and in real life, Mr. Gargano, people like you get the living daylights beaten out of them by people like me and that's just the way it really is 
next week will be no different to ensure that everything goes accordingly next week there will be a special guest referee Samoa Joe yeah yeah Joe 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 yeah I love it I love it that's great I'll see you next week and actually, Cross, oh, it's this funny would be you mentioned my wife's pants, considering you couldn't lace my wife's boots. You know, why wait till next week? Uh-oh, yeah, look at that. You got he, you can't. He's right, though. You can't lace her boots. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, because it's so true. It's just cheap that he threw that shit out there. That's what makes it funny that it's true. The one thing I don't like about that promo is like, you're NXT champion. Don't talk about the main roster. Yeah, that, I heard that he was told to like, feed that in there to get people talking. And you know, like you right, pointed right. out with, with uh with the other guy, Bronson Reed, that this that we noticed somebody that they want to throw up there. Yeah, it's like don't make it so obvious though. Like, give me an inclination. You still give a shit about being NXT champion. Something, right? Anything. Because like you gave the other uh, first point. And then buried it in the next two. Like, yeah, really. So uh, you get the million dollar title match, LA Knight against Cameron Grimes, with the finish what being. What do you think happened? Yeah, right. Cameron Grimes gets DDT. Now a few of the sheets got this wrong. Actually, I, I want to get this on the screen so that you guys can see it here. A few of the sheets got this wrong because they said that he won clean. He didn't win clean. So you'll see what happens here. He did not. Grimes, looking for the... Always thinking is LA Knight. Always one step ahead. So he brings him down down here on the apron, right? Look carefully. Nasty landing by Grimes. Oh, DDT! See, he DDT'd him onto the belt. DDT on the championship! See, they even say it there. Knight tucking it back under the ring! It was accidental. Yeah, he tucked it back. I don't think the referee saw it. Oh. Referee did not see it. Referee is at five. And Cameron Grimes can't beat the count. Cameron Grimes is going to become the personal butler. Good strategy. That's what a lot of people do nowadays when they're not sure. Until they make a final decision, they just tuck it back. Wow. What? Talking about the title. Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. I was not prepared for that. Okay. <laughs> Neither were some of the people on the receiving end of Tucker's. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I'm stunned. Like, I, I, what the fuck do I say after that? <laughs> so, yeah, he hits him with the BFT and Knight wins, retains his championship, and Grimes is now his personal butler. Mm hmm. All that build for him to come as butler. Cool. No, but that was, that's, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. That was for him to become his butler, wasn't it? Yeah. Because giving Grimes, just giving Grimes a middle dollar title wouldn't have made any kind of sense, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I forgot that was also a stipulation to add insult to injury. Here's the finish, though. See, he rushes in to beat the count. Can't 
Grimes turning right around. BFT. LA Knight now into the cover. And that's it. He's a butler now. Doesn't that suck? Right. Doesn't that suck? Ain't that a bitch? Oh, man. I hope. I really didn't want that, man. Because the Cameron Grimes thing was fun and funny. Now it's going to basically be him kissing ass and being a butler. How many butler angles are we going to get? Right. It doesn't. We don't need him to be a butler. Yeah, I know. So then we get the NXT breakout tournament competitors, right? Yep, they announced the field for this for the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. American Bash. Please welcome the competitors of the 2021 NXT Breakout Tournament. Trey Baxter. This young man showed us how much heart he has in his debut match with Kushida. I can't wait to see more of this tremendous athlete. Carmelo Hayes! A young man who simply oozes confidence at a great outing recently with none other than Adam Cole. This man has to be one of the favorites for the tournament. Andre Chase! Chase is competing all over the world and brings to the table an extremely high in-ring IQ. Just freaks! Well, in case it isn't obvious, size and strength will be a problem for anyone this man faces. A six feet, eight inch powerhouse. Ikiman Zero! Guys, I can testify that he exudes fun and energy. There's no doubt Zero's gonna become a fan favorite. Joe Gacy! It's very simple. Street tough. This man comes straight from the school of hard knocks. Odyssey Joe! Jones is the biggest man in this tournament, but he might also be the quickest. His power won't surprise you, but his speed will. Duke Hudson! This man, he is. Do we know many of these people? Or, or are they dressed um, differently? Only, only the first. You've only ever seen the first one. Where the fuck did the rest of these guys come from? These are your 2021 NXT breakout competitors. Oh, there you see the. Yeah, we know. We know Ikemanjiro. Yeah, there's only a handful of like people we know here. The rest look like the rest are probably guys who came straight out of the performance center. Yeah. This is basically a copy of Ring of Honor's top prospect tournament. Yeah. By the way, everybody just has them standing there like if they invented this shit. <laughs> but no. So anyway, then we had the NXT women's tag title match. The Waze, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell defending against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. And this finish surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, because uh, for several weeks now, we've been seeing this battery meter. It's been continuously charging up, and it hit 100. Back to dropping Shirai. You simply cannot count Io Shirai out of this one. Even when she's down, she's never out. Speaking of down, I haven't seen Zoe Stark. Io Shirai. What the?
competition. Harlow gets caught. Larray, Candice Larray looks like looks like she's seen a ghost. And we still got an NXT Women's Tag Team Title match on the line. This match is still going. Harwell is legal. Stark makes the tag. Can she hoist up? Okay, 360 connects. Cover. Crazy. New tag champs. Yep. A team that hasn't been team for very long steals the gold. I didn't expect this, did you? Nah, I didn't. And I also didn't expect for SmackDown to immediately fuck it up, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I, I guess they did, didn't they? Yes, when I saw this on SmackDown. Yeah, I guess they did. Because for any of you hoping for that Tegan Knox Candace Ray feud that we were clearly getting because that's the reason in the storyline that Tegan was off was gone in the first place. <laughs> Sorry. But you did get the return of something else that you might have been missing. Because during the break, what happened? During the commercial oh break. God, it's been a lot to process, but guys, yeah. I got goosebumps. Index is reunited. She'll never let go, Dexter. Index. Lovers, nobody puts Indy in the corner. This is a beautiful way. Give me a break. Oh, Index. Nobody puts Indy in the corner. Wow. And then we got the hit roll stuff, right? This was one of my favorite parts of the night. This cipher was dope. Yeah, this was something else. How much of this can we play here? Because I don't want to use their whole thing, but it did come out really hey, good. And y'all try to act like we ain't got no manners in here. But we do. Ladies first. <laughs> Be fat. Hey, Talk hey. to y'all. I know y'all looking at the money right now, but uh, I need you to see where the money goes. It look good. I, uh, it look good. Yeah. We about to put them in a hearse and the ladies first. Walk uh, on the pop in. Yeah. Now the bubble burst. Woo. Get your feelings hurt thinking you can stop the cream. Old expiration date just souring. Uh, Be fab in a baddie so they big mad. They big mad. Uh, Round up, I count up, but big bag. Big I bag. I do to any fool who got a mouth. I'm from up north. He thinking down south. I'm blessing every room. I know that hate be undercover like an auto tune. Times me, you'll never add to where I'm at. Never. I'm just different, and we similar. Here's a big fact: nobody's close to me. And the next closest to the closest me. Yo, 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 yo. Let them know. You know we don't play. You know we don't play. Let them know why you top dollar. Hey, where y'all at? Change the vibe a little bit before you know what it is. Had to take it back to the hood real quick. Pioneer City, what up? What up? Check me. I grew up listening to rap music. I ain't that coochie. Yeah, so I'll jump ahead a little because this goes on for a while. But yeah, at one point they break into the hit road. He's really good, Swerve. Yo, Swerve. Hit row in the building. Yo, yo. 
I think we can play the rest of this. This is where he kicked up a thousand balls. I'm pushing my chin and tell him get it again and turn my losing the wins and turn my nerves to hurt. From the beginning, rap got from earth. Came from the boom drop, kicked the nerves. Get a track there to feature earth. Probably leave this earth. Pick up the badge at the scene and screw. Yo, I won't stop till the song flows. Even then, overstay my welcome. Come back when the shit like Rondo. Big bags like Costco. Hot is like yeah, see, they did a really good job here, right? This guy is good. And then they go into the intro from that. Oh, this is where it goes. This is my favorite part. Specifically for the score. Lucky to have an act here that's this talented, right? Right. Very well done performance. I'm surprised they, or I mean, I guess it makes sense because Great American Bash is not a regular NXT. Wow. This is like really well done, you know? It's just not your average, just nonsense. That is nuts. <laughs> no disrespect to Cole and O'Reilly, but this was my favorite part of that whole show. What an act. It was so unique. And so when I heard when I heard that you're doing a championship cipher, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is this going to be? And as it went on, anybody here get a chance, go back and watch particularly this segment. I mean, the whole show was great, but the energy amped up as the performance went on longer and longer and longer. And it was almost to the point where I was almost bummed out when it was over. Yeah, but they did really good for it. <laughs> this was awesome. That's an act worth hanging on to. Right. I'm so like swerve earn that freaking push because that guy like i said that guy's been busting his ass since 205 and he earned that yeah definitely and all four all four of them mesh together really well too like, mm-hmm. and you know what just because of that rap i will forgive top dollar for the popsicle stand line oh <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's good he redeemed himself right redemption top dollar redemption story <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you get your uh, main yeah, event. Yeah, you guys have to hold the popsicles in the It's funny you get your main event of the singles match of Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole, baby. And uh, finish to this was the. It was. Yeah, finish to this Panorama Sunrise last shot, right? Yeah. 
I, I kind of almost love, I love um, the respect that you kind of see on the fact that he hit him with both his finishers back to back. And he was really trying. Like there were a lot of storytelling as far as the Panama Sunrise goes because it was countered into a German like at one point on uh, the first attempt. But what is left in the tank of Adam Cole? You are looking at the main event of NXT Great American Bash. Cole O'Reilly too. O'Reilly looking for Panama Sunrise. Of course, O'Reilly had it scouted. Back in with some knees. And here's where the striking style of O'Reilly could pay dividends tonight. O'Reilly just Whoa. about staggering. Sunrise caught the super kick. O'Reilly now. Inside out, shoulder down. Center of the ring. Yes, that was a two count. That, that I thought was a fucking a regal suplex. Yeah, regal plex. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the match was unbelievable. It was all time, the intensity of the last one minus the violence. Well, minus the weapon-based violence, at least. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, which uh was really brutal, was the Panama Sunrise on the apron. That it was happened. up to four, but O'Reilly starting to stir. O'Reilly, O'Reilly trying to get to his feet. What's on the mind of Cole? That's a bit of a twist in that one. Right. Yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, they, oh my god, they beat the shit out of each other in this match. I loved, like, I loved this, um, god, just every, about everything, I almost can't even pick something because everything in this match was fucking fantastic. There was a nice sequence here. I thought it was very solid. Lowers his kneecap. Points to Kyle who's on the ground. He's gonna go hit the rope so I believe the last shot and he grabs his uh, ankle instead. And he up kicks yeah, him out of it. O'Reilly comes in with a kick and then he rolls him for a cover. He rolls through that. Cole with the super kick, and then we get the now Nigel McGuinness recoil off of the ropes from O'Reilly. That was kind of mm-hmm. And then brings him up into a nasty brain buster. Refusing to make the cover. So it didn't hit me until I saw that But I like the fact that he uses that because it's almost like a little halfway shout out to Red Dragon. Yeah, and there's the last that's shot the in the back. The dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think about the same thing with the accent smash part. See, so many false fans look at the crowd; they come off of the off their seats with that. You know. But yeah, ultimately. When I think about these false finishes. It's like it's not just false finish for the sake of false finish it's the hatred that they have for each other won't allow the other one to give up mm-hmm. like O'Reilly will take a last shot but he hates Adam Cole so much he's willing to put his body through more and get back up yeah exactly if it comes from a place of like storyline hatred I never have a problem with false finishes I'm right there with you right there with you Great American Bash did 654,000 viewers with a .18 in the 18 to 49 demographic down, up a bit from the 636,000 the previous, and uh, just down one point in the demographic. I just remember it off the top of my head since we just did fucking two in a row. Uh, I guess, sure. Um, now we go to the AEW Dynamite, which was also special because this was the Road Rager. Yes, AEW had a Road Rager. And this is going to be first, interesting. Uh, the first big full capacity, man, I believe. Mm-hmm. Let me get this up on the screen because, oh, shit. So you get your South Beach strap match. Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson going against QT Marshall with Aaron Solo and Nick Comaroto. Finish being a dick kick and three crossroads by Cody. Yeah, tripled on him. 
I kind of, I've always kind of liked when Cody does that because you t- you can tell he has a general disdain from the person. If he hits one and doesn't even cover you, he just rolls immediately into the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, like the first one's like a regular one, and the other two are like fucking crossroads. QT. Yep. He's, he's picking up all the slack on the strap to prevent Cody from touching the fourth turnbuckle. Yep. Oh, holy hell. Good God. What a, that's hideous. Cody. Crossroads. Not one. Yeah. Not maybe. just one. Not just two. How about a trifecta? And it's dope when he holds it to you. Let it go. Three consecutive crossroads. One more, buddy. One more. What a match. Awesome. And with the old school rules of like you having to touch the four corners instead of it just being a pinfall submission. Which was very cool. And a lot of the stuff that was done in the match definitely uh, was cool. The way the, the strap got tangled felt a little dangerous. Maybe they, that was an added intention. I don't remember. Look at this here, for example. QT even realizes it. Yes, you're right. QT's back is turned. He's not aware. It's very smart. Yeah, it's one of the oldest tricks in the book. QT's made. Both men have touched three turnbuckles. Now, Look at this bump here. This is crazy. Look at how they get tangled here. He takes right this bump. Now. Oh, both men tangled in the strap. Cody reaching for the win. Paul Turner waved it off. They got That's a little fucking crazy to me, not for nothing, to be tangled up like that and hitting Germans and shit. You know what I mean? I, there's so much that could have went wrong there. By the way, Brock Lesnar guy, look at him in the still shot that he couldn't wait to come back to live fans, could he? That guy was fucking ready. You know, but holy shit, man. You know, that was a big thing. I like, I like the kind of stuff with the strap matches, but... uh was still surprised about that you, you, know? you gotta keep just a little bit more track of where that strap is because he they threw he threw him into that suplex i guess thinking it wasn't as tangled as it was mm-hmm. we got some color here qt marshall has literally done it all i guess when he hits the corner with the ring post is it or did he blade or what the, the fuck see because he's just suddenly bleeding there i'm guessing he bladed there are lots of blade here right QT's face is yeah. becoming a crimson mass. How about that? Just one a quick one the great state of Florida. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Because, I mean, there's guys out there, they can blade so fast you almost don't even see it. Yeah, this was a botch, I believe, at least this first time, because this happens again later on, but look at this. Oh, oh, what the hell? Oh, lights. Well, sorry, sorry we, we've that. had some issues today. Yeah. There's been some weather through the, the region. That was awkward, right? Later on, spoiler, they used that for a debut. So when it happened the second time, it's funny because everybody, including myself, on all the fucking lights again. And then it was like, no, something happened. So it makes you wonder if the first time was deliberate or am I giving them too much credit? The first time they legit had a blackout? Yeah, the first time the power might have shorted for a second. That's crazy, right? What a coincidence. It actually added... When when weather like that, stuff like that happens. It actually added to the effect of the debut we're going to get into because when I saw the lights hit again, it was like, oh, fuck, the lights again? (laughs) <laughs> you know come back and it's like oh shit oh wait 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 no it's like holy shit no oh god i wish we had the time i'm not even gonna get into that shit forget it with that with you that guy well i'll we'll save that one for next week yeah we'll save it there's more Trust important me, shit going I on i won't forget because i have my two and a half cents to put in that too but yeah <laughs> yeah this was a nice if we get over here this was a very nice avalanche power bomb bronze medalist anthony agogo marshall having trouble with his uh, left eye there the blood flow running through his to his eye 
limits his vision, obviously. Look at this. Cody looking for the work on Ron up on QT counters. Brutal, right? QT strong, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, also this corner diamond cutter. This is an all of pro wrestling, Paul Turner. QT looking for the diamond cutter with Cody's arms captured. QT diamond cutter out of the Yeah, that was nasty. Cody later on answering back with the Cody cutter. Cody watched many matches of his father and his brother, Dustin, when he was a youngster. Cody headed up top looking for the Cody Cutter center of the ring. Wow, what elevation on that springboard. They did good. Like I said, they really really brought it here. Uh, As far as this kind of stuff goes, you know, I'm not going to complain about this match at all. I thought there was some really interesting stuff. I did always be a QT Marshall fan, but the dude did good in this. Yeah. I enjoyed this immensely. Yeah. Steps behind. I told you I would get you. There you are. Gotcha, bitch. This is far, far from over. <laughs> Only we can make it the title. It was so fast, I wasn't sure what happened at first. I was I was looking. I just heard a clang, and I was like, what the fuck did... I was I looking at my phone. I, I was looking at my phone. It was just like it was just down there. It's like, ow. Oh. Hilarious. Yo, fucking Sammy's delivery kills me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we have? We had Omega and Uno in the ring, which Uno's way out of his league here. What the hell is he the hangs out with Hangman? He thinks he should be out there with Omega. He's, he's the messenger. You're out there with red enemies, my friend. They're out there with red enemies. I don't understand this. I've been watching yeah, wrestling for years. Out there. Like I said, I've been watching wrestling for years. That is not how this works. You were just wrong segment, my dude. I don't know what was hey, going on. So somebody out there has to be the hangman and be the messenger. So let me ask you a question. Just out of curiosity, what happens to be the capital of Thailand? Are we playing trivia today, Mr. Kenny Omega? Uh-huh. Obviously, this... Oh! It's Bangkok, baby! Hey. And the Dark Order flooding the room. <laughs> Look at this. Him. The Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows and Michael Nakazawa. What a Nakazawa scumbag thing to get him with. Like, when he did it, I was like, there's no way he Bangkok'd him. Omega. Omega and Stu off on one another, but Omega... Then the Dark Order, the outside. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. Doc Gallows. And it's like the first yeah, confrontation of Omega and Hangman. There's the Cowboys. Like since they split up as a tag team. JR, I think business has picked up. I believe you're right. Because this is some legitimate Cowboys. She is knit. Now look at that. The Hangman Bullet Club on Bullet Club stuff, right? That sucks. They're pretty much, I guess they're pretty adamant about Hangman being done with them. First time you really see him actually physically attack them. And Kenny Omega! He could have buckshot Larry right here, but didn't. He made a decision to not take him out. He could have turned right into it, and he knows it. Look at the eyes. Tell the story in the eyes of the two men. Tell you all you need to know, folks. Kind of like yes. he looked at Omega like you know I could have. Right? So yeah, and then he decided he would walk Omega. in instead. Well, the fans he had a good reaction for this. 
Oh, the crowd knew this might work. This is the kind of shit people want. Oh, but Omega! Omega gets a little opening. And, and besides, discretion is a better part of our tonight. Folks, as I said, they need to just stick with this angle. They need to just oh, yeah, stick that, with that, this. This is, this, this is where they're going. Like, they, they've already started it. We're going down this road now. Mm hmm. So we had Darby and Ethan. And I didn't know that there was all this history with them where it's like, oh, like they were, what did they, they grew up together or some shit? Like, what was this whole backstory that he went on? They, they, they pretty much, they go, they go way, they way try back. to, they're trying to make it like if they're Owens and Zane, but they're not, you know? Yeah, none, yeah, they, 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 they can never be Owens, they can never be an Owens and Zane, but there definitely is history leading between these two. Like this, paint his face up to hide the shame from the fact of knowing that without me, you'd be nothing in professional wrestling, Darby. I brought you in to this business. Thank you for not touching me. Next week in this coffin match, I'm going to take you out. Well, if he I'm hearing this Bill correctly, Cosby. next week in Austin, the first ever <laughs> coffin match will take I brought place. you into this world. Hey, I'll take you out. you out. That was what Bill Cosby that. told his kids. I don't have a right. very peaceful, easy feeling about this situation. Good. Because you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I noticed his history that he's responsible for bringing him in. When the hell? In the 60s? Like, when did this happen? Oh, no, it's, um, he had to have been following Darby since day one, but yeah, like, Ethan was one of the people who, uh, at least helped him get into the business. Because Darby was... actually hadn't been around a terribly long time, believe it or not, but. But where was he before this? Oh, God, on the deep, deep indies. So he didn't really help him that much, like, I believe, if he um, got If he got to AEW by himself, you know? I was gonna say, I believe my, my buddy, uh, Fletch Malone had trained with, uh, Darby. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I cool. think it's, a as a school, I believe it's, uh, it's actually, uh, A.R. Fox's school, I believe it is. Oh, cool. That was one of the places where Darby uh, came to and like wrestlers would show up there every now and then. Ethan just happened to be one of the people who Darby ran into and Ethan basically helped him out. Gotcha. Holy so shit. There's gonna he be... used, like some shoot history there. Yeah, nice. Holy shit, it's going to be a long episode. So anyway, um, six, six man tag match in a circles, Jake Hager, Ortiz and Santana being accompanied by Conan against the Pinnacles, Cash Wheeler, Dax Hardwood and Wardlow being accompanied by Tully Blanchard. Finish being the big rig on Hager. Let's get that up here. This is a wild little six man. This could be it. They're going to have to save him. And here they come. Wardlow gets his, or excuse me, Hager gets his hands on Dax Harwood. He dropped Wheeler, but well, look how smart Tully now is. Now look, oh, the big rig. Don't. That's how they take him out there. Um, Conan looked ridiculous here, getting taken out by the Pinnacle for the second week in a row. Damn it, Conan! I know you older, but holy shit, man! Start carrying the slapjack again like you used to do back in the day. Dude. Yeah, like what was that shit? Hey, like Conan used to fuck people up with that slapjack. Like he needed. But it's the way he was behind them. Let me see if I could get to that part. <laughs> Tully Blanchard. Helping the Pinnacle pick up the victory here tonight. One of the reasons that uh, Blanchard and Anderson were so amazing was the brain power of each guy. We talked about Arn earlier. We saw the results tonight of, of Tully Blanchard's game planning. He look, oh, but Conan with the mad. He hits him once, right? Oh. Then look what he does. He's just swinging that shit. Hello, they're looking right at you while you're swinging that. He's you, about you know, to fuck you, know, you, you know up. The people in I, the I crowd realized, are laughing. You know? <laughs> I just realized I just realized exactly what happened. He had instant flashbacks of that psychosis slap from over the year last year. You I knew you 
Look, Wardlow just pissed him off. Yeah. Look at all that swinging. That's way too much swinging, bro. Attack them. The chop block. Conan was not going to back down for the big guy. He wasn't going to back down, but he wasn't going to swing either. Oh, look at that. Damn. Make that look better for me, please. Can somebody take this back to the kitchen and fix it? Because I want it, but I just don't want it fucked up. You know, what happened there, you know? But the match was good, you know? Yeah. Good match. Hager looks really good. You guys do work really well together. You know, Hager looks really, really good out there. This is the best Hager that I've ever seen. Dude, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, like, look at how powerful and fast he is here. Watch this. I would hang around just long enough to get kicked in the face. And he got a Hager. It's no surprise Hager goes for... Goes for Wardlow, but hits the Hager bomb. Look at this. There's so much movement. Man, he is he is a man's man, isn't it? Back on fire here. The action in this trio's tag team match will continue in picture. Picture, don't go anywhere. Yeah, really cool. Once again, once again, I love that they called it trios as well. Not just regular six man. Yeah, really, really good. I'm telling you, I'm telling you with as many groups and like three person teams they have, if they could get some trio titles, they got a pretty sizable division. Yeah. So next we have the Jericho MJF contract signing. Yep, it's that time, people. The elephant in the room, or in this case, in the crowd. And there were some complications here. So a fan decides to rush the ring. I'm going to let you guys take a look here so we can go into what's going on and what happens. But as you can see, and let's get this on the full Tron, actually. If you get a good look. You saw that shit? Let's go back a little bit. Look at that guy. Yo, the way he came out. I love that Jericho punched him right in his stupid, marky-ass face. Yeah, of course. See, see, Jericho's from that era. When, when you Marks got in the ring, you got the shit kicked out of you headwards. Oh, if I was secure, if I was if I was in charge of that company, I'd had security hold him down and let him beat the shit out of him. You want to be in the business, bitch? Here we go. Let's do this. Like, yo, stay stay out of the ring, people. Like, I, I don't know what your friends told you, but they will fuck you up every time. That's with with or without the security. Yo, I like to hear that dragging his, his fat ass away. Good job at looking like complete shite. Roll out of the way, Bill Barry. Grown folk talking. 
You dumb, dumb fuck. And it says, is that as if he wasn't dumb enough? No, don't worry. Hold on. I got to get these. The I got to get you know these the tweets on. This, what I love about him running into the ring. Did you notice he ran straight at the security guard? I noticed he put his hands up like if he was supposed to be there. That's what my favorite thing about them. They always put their hands on like like if this is the shit's supposed to happen. Like, no, you're supposed to sit your fat ass in your seat with your fat ass doodles, eat your fat ass food, sit your fat ass down, shut your fat ass up. Like, I'm talking. Yeah, it's like Scott Steiner's ass. I don't know who like. Yeah, no, he fucked up big time doing that. And then I love his marky ass comments on Twitter. Yeah, we'll get See, to those. Me, I'm just he, making he, sure he, that, uh, that you guys on social media have all of this stuff because oh, yeah. like for me he's in the same category as the guy who when uh wwe 2k19 came out and they had the aj styles channel the guy that was talking shit to aj while he was playing the game like they're not playing a fucking video game and you could tell he clearly pissed aj off so there was a bunch of things that happened he tweeted at jim Cornette and his co-host brian last and he said how do you like my hashtag aew debut I did this for all of us real wrestling fans. Wrestling is no longer a safe space for friends to dance around and play dress up. Reality can hit at any time. Did they think that it was going to be fucking playtime forever? So that's what he tweeted. And I and, uh, that his world came crashing down almost instantly. So Jericho tweeted, do you really think Jim Cornette would condone this, you fucking loser? Jimmy would have shoved a tennis racket up your ass and smashed your car windows. And then Jim Cornette replies and he says, got news for you, dipshit. The ring is sacred ground for us. And even if if a lot of others think you can kick the shit out of the young bucks, I would have turned you into a tennis racket popsicle. And you're lucky someone there didn't gut you like a fish and you're blocked. So. So congratulations. Your God has abandoned you. You can gladly go into the bathroom with a toaster now. I don't know if this guy is delusional or what he thought, but does he realize that, like, even if those different personalities were all in the ring at the same time arguing and he would have approached the ring, they all would have teamed up and fucked him up? I'm telling you, we need to go back to how it used to be. You jump that rail, you get your ass beat. Not security drags you away and you're banned for the building. No, they put your ass in a fucking hospital bed. Because why? It would deter other blind little marks like this guy from doing it. Like, what in the fresh? Like, as much as Jim Cornette might not like certain products, might not like AEW, all these other things, at no point in time is who going to encourage you to jump into the fucking ring. And even though, let's be real, this guy's part was probably out of breath before he even got there. So he's not going to do jack shit. But put these guys in any kind of danger. That is a major no-no. Like, it's so stupid because, unfortunately, when you have a popular platform or anything, you're going to have people like this. And that's the unfortunate reality of it. But I love that jit. I love that. Cornette, who I don't always agree with Cornette. I hardly agree with Cornette anymore. But Cornette could not have shut this guy down more per- perfectly. I agree with you with that. As far as I that almost goes. wish he was, I almost wish he would have been like two times worse than he was against Russo on this guy. Yeah, so Jim's gonna always side with the wrestlers, man. You know, it's like that was yeah. stupid. Whether he likes them or not, if you would have jumped in there with fucking Miro and Kip Sabian, he'd have sided with Miro and fucking Kip Sabian. You stupid mark. What you did was a major no-no. That is sacred ground, my friend. And you're lucky you only got one punch for it. Well, they dragged him across the whole thing. 
you know. So they should have, but, they, they, they should have made him wrestle Joey Janela in a fucking microwave on a pole match or some shit. I don't know. Rebby Hardy tweets, leave it to Jim Cornette to inspire and empower this type of dumb fuckery. And then Jim tweets, bitch, I never bothered addressing you before you use my name and pictures and countless clickbait videos touting imagery, quote unquote, beef for years while I ignored your ass. The fuck you going on about laughing my ass? Who is ever talking to you? Yet you never shut the fuck up. And I, and I just ended that, I guess, for the time being. Then Omega tweeted, is it, is it finally time to assume some responsibility and dial the online persona back a bit? Your low IQ man children have evolved from parroting your comments to actually acting out in attempted violence. And then Jim tweeted, you and I agree for the first time, this guy is a moron or he wouldn't have been at a show with your phony ass on it. Two clarifications. Unlike you, I've seen violence in an arena, and this wasn't it. And secondly, looking at your supporters, I wouldn't toss the phrase, quote-unquote, low IQ around. Also, Turd Blossom, I don't have a, quote-unquote, online persona because, unlike you, I'm not a complete fucking fake. If you don't like my opinion, I really don't give two shits, but I don't have to make anything up to tell you what I think about your phony ass. All right? Okay. Can, can, can we all focus our anger back on the stupid mock people? I guess, or, or, yeah, or even, or, or, or better yet, even dynamite that was in progress. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, that guy literally disrupted the whole dynamite. Even on the fucking review of it, we had to stop to have a segment in the segment to talk about that because it disrupted everything. Now, 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 I hope you understand, sir. This will be the last we ever hear of you. So, uh, moving on. Yeah, don't come back every week, please. Next time, security won't be able to save you. Some of the other fans will be shot you. <laughs> Yeah, so Jericho's threatening to have sex with MJF's mother. I guess that would be scary. You know, that, that scares me too. <laughs> you just walk into your mom's house and Jericho's just going in. Yeah, well, good for and him, I guess. I hope, she's, in the background. I hope she's hot. And then he demands <laughs> yeah, a handshake. Like that, right? He demands a handshake to close the deal at the contract signing. Shake my hand or the I like MJF selling of that knockout. Right. No matter how many times it cut to him, he didn't blink. And you know when you're unconscious, you don't blink, so. Mm hmm. So good job there. Britt Baker getting heat, huh? What is she doing? Britt. What were you fucking thinking there? Your husband works for the company that you threw major, major shade on there. I don't know if, like, that might have been a line. I don't know if that was a line, but. It could have been a line. I feel like that would have been a line. Calculated attack. I, I almost died in a two-on-one ambush being powerbombed through a table, but hey, you have Andrade El Idolo, so enjoy your blood money. Maybe next week, AW Dynamite can run in Saudi Arabia. And Nyla. That was your attempt at stopping the crowd. Right for your the, big title match. the crowd wasn't expecting that shit, man. Was great. They're not ready for this kind of drama. They just came back from the world ending. They want to watch some wrestling. They're like, what the fuck? We didn't want that. What? That made the whole promo worth it for me. Like, everything's way more edgy than there. Oh. This wasn't as nasty when we left. What the fuck? I almost died, man. Y'all fuckers mean. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. 
Yeah, I tell you right now, it was worth it for that fucking crowd reaction, though. Yeah, it's too good, man. That was awesome. Oh man! All right, oh, that's okay. Right. Matt, Matt Seidel against El Andrade El Idolo. Yep, his in first his, match in AEW. In his debut match, and he actually pulls the move right. He does the Andrade moonsault, the signature thing. He does the thing. Yeah. That which basically, if you've never seen this move, it's literally he goes for the moonsault. You, the guy rolls out of the way. He lands on his feet and literally on contact cracks another Oh, but Seidel able to kick out. Tremendous counter by Andrade Alidolo. Great uh, spring of the legs. Great athleticism and explosive, Tony. Great timing as well. Spectacular spring of the legs. You're right, JR. Watch this. Bam. He landed. Or the Jets give him about an Olympics. Maybe an 8 or 10. Yeah, Matt Seidel with his Matt Seidel, corkscrew moonsault. But yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. Of course, Andrade goes over with a modified uh, hammerlock DDT. Mm-hmm. He sure does. And he altered one from his finisher. With the hammerlock applied, he calls this El Idolo. He planted Seidel in one, two, three. And they actually gave you the name. There we yeah. go. They, they, gave it his la- that, um, they gave it his last name. It's called El Idolo. Yeah, He's much. called El Idolo. It'll be easy to remember. There you go. <laughs> I guess. But I do like that uh, when Andrade came out, he was dressed as Black Skull from DC Comics. Yeah, that was cool. That was, that was very dope. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, we get Tommy and Alistair Black, who now shows known up as Malachi Black. Yeah, and then we also have Markakai at ringside because Excalibur gets on my nerves. He's a mark. That guy's a mark, man. He has no business out there. I hope you realize that. Like anyone who likes him, you have to understand that. Like he's a mark. Don't like marks. That's why they like him, because they can relate. Yeah, he's very relatable if you like marks. I'm going to go into why in a minute. First, let's let this run. <laughs> so this is when Alistair Black, the lights turn out. This is what we were talking about earlier. The lights have already turned out. This is the second time. Lord, apologize for the During the Cody promo. What is... This is well, uh, the lights are out, as we can all see. And Wait a minute. What the... Kicks arm. Why arm? He's right in front of him. There's Cody. That is a man. Listen, that wrestled 15 years ago in Dusseldorf, Germany. That is Tommy End. But that man standing in the ring, that is not Tommy End. Listen to him. Nice, he kicks Cody out too. Listen to Excalibur here. Tommy in or whatever he's going to be called. That is Malachi Black. Oh my God. And he has just taken out Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. The eyes of a trained killer if you ask me. What a shocking debut. <laughs> I had no earthly idea this man was even he just disappeared and, and clearly clearly Arn Anderson Cody Rhodes had no idea either Malachi Black has arrived in AEW fucking Excalibur first of all 
Who is Malachi so Black? You, uh, before, before you bury Excalibur, you could tell with the fans, those were people who remember Tommy End. Not guy we saw like a month ago. But yeah, go ahead. Or they were people who remember Alistair Black. They were happy that someone else made the jump. But the problem is that he never introduced himself as Malachi Black. He And this guy's like, I remember Tommy End, but this isn't Tommy End. This is Malachi Black. What does that mean? Can you elaborate, Excalibur? You would have had to assume assume that everybody saw that little promo thing that we saw that we played earlier. Did he call himself Malachi Black in that? Yeah. So I he guess that will be. Uh, then he mentions the name Malachi. So that's what he's going by. That somebody might have seen that video that I played earlier that was on this guy's Instagram. Yeah, he he sold it as if everybody saw that video, and that's what makes that stupid. As opposed to being like, what is this? Or I heard, I saw an Instagram earlier. At least say that. I saw an Instagram that he said he said something that explains why you said Malachi Black. Excalibur sucks, man. Like, like maybe something like Excalibur doesn't even exist to me at this point. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? But he did the same thing when Eric Rowan came out. He's calling him fucking his red beard. Even do do what you do. Do what they used to do. What Mike Nay used to do in TNA. Something along the lines of like, I know that guy. Make it clear that it's like this is somebody who you actually know but it would make sense to call him tommy and at least but then you're calling him a name that he hasn't even fucking debuted as yet you're 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 using the name before he said it right like like yeah people heard that name in that little promo package the name doesn't mean anything until uh, until you add power behind the fucking meaning it's ridiculous and i think we've already given now see i I think what i'm i think what i'm gonna start doing when it comes to AEW, excalibur gets about three seconds out of me for every show once I hit four, I don't give a shit about him anymore. Because yeah, I, I I don't listen to him on commentary anymore. Yeah, he's the only one I just like, he he he's my Tom Phillips. Yeah, he's worse than Tom than any Tom Phillips has ever been. At least they follow the criteria. This guy just sucks. But now onto important things. What I like that um Tommy's basically done, he's kept the continuity with the whole eye thing. It wasn't just boom; it never happened. Now it's I don't even know if I could say it's healed. But I, I like that he has taken that step to keep that continuity going. Yeah, because we know if it was, we know if it was up to WWE, it'd have been like Ray, where it's like Ray don't wear eye patch, no altered eye, nothing. It's just eye gone. They just ignored. What he tweeted on, he said, last night was one of the top three, one of my favorite moments of my career. I slept for three hours because my adrenaline was so high. It was the accumulation of months and months and months of having this big payoff was worth the pain, chaos, and perseverance. So. You know, I mean, very he got good. A good pop. So. Mm-hmm. He got a good pop from non-excaliburs. Uh huh. And he also was on uh, Drinks with Johnny, and he had this to say about the debut. So I'm directing a small horror movie on on Friday. You're directing one? It's going to be a character arc for my character going away from Alistair Black. Wow. The base premise is that you're gonna see what happened to Tommy End in the four years where Alistair Black was, you know, on TV. Um, the base of my character has always been that I, Tommy End was possessed by, by the devil and uh, turned into Alistair Black. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into a mental hospital and Tommy End is, is, is there being reviewed by doctors um, because he doesn't just seem to get better and he suffers from delusions. So what we're basically saying is that Alistair Black was a manic episode of, uh, of Tommy End. So nothing of it actually happened, but in his mind, everything happened. That is fucking brilliant. But I'm also moving away from Tommy in again. I just wanted to get away from my WB name for a while. Um, but yeah, you, I'm, I'm creating an, a, a, a specific IP um, 
for something else. And you'll, you'll, you'll know it when it happens because it will most likely all happen in the same day. I know this all sounds very vague, um, but yeah, I think if we can wait three, four weeks or putting this on TV or TV, putting this on the internet, that'd be great. And um, if not, I'll let you guys know, hey, got the ending part of uh, what we spoke about. Something I know a little bit of the creative side of that. Yeah, definitely interested to see what he, um, what he comes up with. Because, I mean, what we played earlier sees shows that he has quite a high level of creativity. So if it has any kind of a vibe like that first one did, that should be fine. Yeah. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see. I don't think that the transition was as big as everybody's making it out to be. I think it's a decent acquisition, but they need to start back. It's a cool thing, but, and especially to some people out there, it's cool, but relax. Like we just saw him not long ago. Relax. That was me being nice about it. I will be nice the next time. Ricky Stark, freaking Brian Cage drama. No wife. Because I was talking shit about his wife or something. Cage comes out. FTW Championship will be on the line next week. Brian Cage has heard enough. He's going to do something about it. Good Lord. The strength, the power of this man. He's going to want Ricky Starks in the worst way. So you get a mixed tag match of Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy against the Hardy family offices, Blade and Bunny. They had a very smart finish here. Do you catch what they did for this finish? This, This was a little different. Yeah, run it. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so what you have here he slid the nuts to the oh, no! he was going for orange, orange punch countered by the knuckles from blade but the passes him to alley to hide and orange cassie is statlander blind tags aubrey sees it blade doesn't see it orange is down but he missed the blind tag of statlander tagging reaching out touching from the corner he's confused aubrey's explaining it putting him back in the corner in the distraction ali steps out to talk to the ref and then winds up getting hit with the cradle pile driver Yeah, really I've seen a blind tag to an unconscious body before. That was yeah. really creative. The legalities are questionable, but I'll definitely say that it is creative. You know. Also, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead on this file here. Jungle Boy, they have him out there posing with the trophy. You see him? Yeah, because they did not just, this wasn't just a marquee. They gave him a legit award for 50 wins. They're so full of shit. First of all, they didn't give him nothing. We were on here last week talking about how they didn't give this guy a moment in the ring or any acknowledgement for that milestone and those 50 wins or for the good matches he's been putting on. And then coincidentally, the following week, here he is with a trophy. It would have been, should have been, first of all, the week that it happened. But no, here he is with a trophy. If this was planned and not just that they hurt people like myself, I'm not taking credit for being the only one that said it have to be other people to think like me. And I'm sure a lot of people wondered that because it is strange. If this was proper booking as opposed to the influence of fans looking at how disrespectful they've been dealing with that, it would have been presented to him in the ring and it wouldn't be a pre-tape. Like, look, this is earlier tonight, earlier tonight on Dark or whatever. That's what it is. Look at this. Look at this shit, guys. Yeah, we got the first man in history. Womp womp. Look at this lazy. Oh, look earlier today. Earlier womp womp. They should have just went womp womp. We've seen a lot of other places do this, so I mean, it's not out of the room of possibility. 
what? Well, how about the possibility of having him in the fucking ring with it? Wow, well, the other times they did it too, but nobody says shit then. You know, this time this they just have him. This is at a, during a, during the commercial break. <laughs> they, during the commercial break, his acknowledgement, nice, that fixes it. So uh, yeah, Jungle Boy Trophy, congratulations! Somebody out there gives a fuck, just not your employers. Oh, I mean, we all well, we have fucking twenty four seven title changes and title changes on house shows, and it's just like. <laughs> You don't have yeah. to do everything on TV, but they are on show. They don't go earlier today, and when they, and when and when they do, it's like eight or nine times. They only have to acknowledge his wins once. But yeah, for anyone who who wants um, who was salty about the lack of acknowledgement, there it is for you. You get your Jungle Boy they picture. Did That's all that matters. They He's did holding that something. nice shiny Mighty Ducks esque trophy. They could have had no trophy. Just posing like. at the ramp where no fans are there. I'm sure since it's earlier today, what the fuck would fans be doing there earlier you today? Know early, you know how early fans show up in these shits now? Nope. Most fans are late, especially wrestling fans. <laughs> Not the ones I'm fucking seeing. You know, the ones that are always going in front of me where I have to move my feet? Never early. Uh. <laughs> and then I'm going to arenas where I've gotten there early and half the arena was filled. So, I mean... So, so so after that, we had uh, Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunes' cameo appearance that didn't even really this, matter. This because, I found interesting because I, I instantly remembered what they were calling back to. to be joined. Whoa, 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 whoa. When AEW decided to come to Miami, Who's that guy again? The home of America. That is Tati, Dan Lambert, uh, Tony the leader of America. If the BMF champion gotcha. Jorge Masvidal... This whole thing was just to get heat on him for this throwaway uh, celebrity segment, I guess. Champion and greatest yeah, because, uh, he did a thing with Impact some time ago. Wait, it was like a whole angle behind it, so we will call back to that. But nobody said anything about doing an interview or endorsing this show. In fact, as an old school professional wrestling fan, I was... I don't want to hear this. I really don't give a fuck. He, he buries the product and then like... Uh, I fall asleep. No, after that, Lance Archer, who's a baby face again, comes out. Let's be real. Let's, let's, let's just talk about We know this. A clean forearm shot. Okay, right to the face. And he just knocked out Dan Lambert of American Top Team. Lambert doesn't know where he is, but I know where he's going. He's going for a ride on the blackout, courtesy of Lance. This AEW was 8 o'clock on Wednesday, right? It wasn't later than that? No, no, it wasn't later. It was back in the regular time slot. I almost feel like this one would be later than the regular AEW, you know? Because you would think that after midnight, they turn back into a fucking pumpkin. Because it's weird. It was, it was fun while it lasted. We had like 45 minutes worth of, worth of, uh, worth of good stuff going on. And then it was kind of like, you know what this is missing? Shitty, shitty booking. Because it literally went like from one bad thing to like another. Like Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunes are a bigger deal to be out there. And it was like, here they are. And they didn't get to say a fucking thing. They didn't really stay with them. You have the champion out there. Amanda Nunes is there. <laughs> That's like the Ronda Rousey of the current fucking division. Hello, can we stick to Amanda Nunes? Can you imagine, like, if wrestling Dane- fans know who Ronda Rousey is? They, they, as much as us MMA fans see a Nunes as the god she is, if it's not Ronda Rousey, they don't care. Oh, but they're gonna know who this fucking guy is, right? Who I didn't even yeah. know. Because they're gonna know him over Nunes. Whole angle. Oh, listen, listen. He did an entire angle with Impact Wrestling when they were still good. The thing about it is, Dan Lambert is a shoot wrestling fan. 
But that's the problem. So you're telling me that Amanda Nunes, the the UFC women's champion. Wrestling fans would know who Dan Lambert is and Amanda Nunes. Right, but globally, which is what they're reaching for, more people are going to know the world champion of UFC, Amanda Nunes, who beat Ronda Rousey, than they're going to know some fucking hamburger who was in an impact angle back when they were popular. Who runs American Top Team? I didn't even know who the fuck that was. The American Top Teams and the the um, the freaking all your American Top Teams, all the other these big MML, these big um teams that they have. All these guys know a lot of the big all of the big coaches out of that guy. Also, I guess Amanda Nunes shouldn't have been able to say anything then, which is what they did here. Not Instead, this, I we mean, get... she could have said something, but maybe she didn't. Did everything? Maybe she didn't want to say anything because it's not about her. I, I've heard her tweet that, that, countless that's the times. Thing I feel like a lot of people forget is like they have to wonder: Did the person even want to say anything in the first place? I've heard her tweet countless times about wanting to be involved in wrestling. That's all she does when she's not in MMA. She, considering that she's the world champion right now in two different divisions, she really doesn't have room to even jump into it. Right, but this would be her opportunity to say something, as opposed to just having some dude in jeans out there getting beat by some other dude in jeans. At the end of the day, AEW started out with a bunch of known talent, and now I'm on a still frame of two people who most people won't know who the fuck either of them is. Dude, the you most would be amazed over- how many people know who Dan Lambert is. Probably maybe more than Lance Archer by one or two. By about Jake, one or two thousand. Jake is more known, but the point being that if you're trying to get mainstream attention here, then you're going to bring out the champion, not the coach of the or or, the, or or someone from a training camp or anything like that that goes There's against no that. Champion without a coach, though. Yeah, of course. But if you That's who do you want to interview, Mike Tyson? Without the other, who you want to interview back in the day, Mike Tyson or fucking what? What was his name? His freaking trainer. I forget his name or his his manager. What was it, Gator? No, it was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I, I just this is just another missed opportunity. And I mean, at the end of the day, I think that when they make mistakes like this, it's going to start to reflect more in their ratings, you know, and people who are just not going to tune in for that kind of nonsense. Well, considering that their ratings are back up, I think they did pretty fucking good. Don, that was named Don King. Thanks, Cabby Gun. Don, Don King. Don you know King. what I mean? Like, imagine yeah, if they would have. You're going to interview him and not Mike Tyson. You know, like I like I said, I just not liking it. Not liking well, it Don at King all. Don King was there to sell the fights. Tyson was there to knock people out when the fight got there. So what's this guy there for? He's the leader of the American Top Team, the guy who who got Amanda Nunes and George Mazdaval to where they're at now. Well, what's he here for now on AEW Dynamite? Because it was like I said. This was a callback to when he had his whole thing on Impact when he had um, when he was working with I believe it was Stephen Bonner and Rampage. So and I'll no, tell Stephen you, Bonner, King Mo, and Rampage, and they had a whole thing going because a lot of wrestling fans who watch Impact back then know Dan Lambert is a big time wrestling fan. So he probably just happened to be at the show, and maybe they saw, hey, you want to do something? Like, cool, go for it. Also, I'll tell you what. Let's leave it up to a poll. I'm going to create a poll just for this, and you guys let me know what would you prefer. A segment on AEW Dynamite that has two UFC fighters, one of them being the world women's world champ Amanda Nunes, or um, what's this? What's this dude in the jeans name again? Dan Lambert, the, or, the leader of American Top Team. Or Dan Lambert, and what's this other dude in the jeans name again? Oh, and Lance Hoyt. See, you you know where this. Don't even make that fucking poll because you know exactly where this is going to go. <laughs> and Lance Hoyt. With, okay, with Dan, with, with, with Dan, with Dan Marino over here. Yeah, main event, Young Bucks versus <laughs> AEW World Tag Team Title Street Fight. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, with Brandon Cutler, defending the championship against Eddie Kingston and Penta El Cero Miero. And uh, this match was a super kick to Kingston's mouth. 
then yeah, let's with go the, over with, with the thumbtacks with the thumbtacks in the mouth yeah that was brutal let me bring that up for you guys here i thought that was i always think the thumbtacks to the mouth is a, is a scary spot to uh to do you know you only really see that in the indies you that's not something you don't normally see in wwe all those questions this is another reason they're the best team Superkick party, Kingston taken down. Penta, a face attacks right in the face of Penta. And oh, a super oh no! Kick. Matt, Nick Jackson putting the thumbtacks in the mouth of oh, Kingston. My oh, my thumbtacks! Brutal. Look at this. No brutality there. Yeah, this was solid stuff. Uh, as far as the match goes, you had Nakazawa who gets super kicked early on. Poor Nakazawa is fodder as usual. All jorted up. They look rough. Penta sent into the corner. Is that Michael Nakazawa. Oh, he's trying to direct traffic. I mean, it is a street fight. It's no disqualification. He's going to hold him up. And Nakazawa got knocked, knocked, knocked out. Knocked, knocked, knocked out. Uh, The chair to the ball spot was also pretty brutal. Ever. The challengers won an AEW World Championship Eliminator match. That's how Kingston and Penta punched their ticket to this title shot here this week. Don, is this a Texas Tornado match the week before we go to Austin? This is very similar. Ooh. At the end of this double-team sequence. Tribulations on the rough-and-tumble streets of Rancho Cucamonga. Okay. Tremendous tandem offense by the challengers. And Penta... Sizing up. That sucks. Perhaps an involuntary vasectomy for Nick Jackson. That looks so nice. Those are the worst kind. Yeah, that's some brutal shit. Uh, This sequence here I thought was really cool. This insane sequence that ends with with Nick. (laughs) I don't even want want to go into it first. Hold on. It's pretty far into the match. Here we yeah, go. Look at Eddie, he's fist up, man. Just Instinctively trying to protect himself. That street fight background. The Young Bucks. Oh, look, he gets more bang for your buck. It telegraphed it a little bit. Oh! oh! No, 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 no. I love that he hits him with the exploder. Matt Jackson. Half and half also called the Arnold Palmer. Oh, no! DDT just spiking Matt Jackson. Somebody's got to go for a cover here. Eddie Kingston! No, 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 no! Yeah, this is great. So what's happening is Kingston has has a uh, Matt Jackson in the rear naked choke, and he's no about money. to tap. He's got the hooks Nick's in. on the top he's looking the down. Middle, and the hooks are in. This isn't good. Now yeah. Nick's got a decision to make here. This was great. Because everyone's thinking the decision that Nick has to make here is, is he going to splash his own brother to break the hold so that he doesn't tap? But Nick goes for the decision no one else was looking at. Nick Jackson. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nick Jackson just 450. He's blasts the ref. He's 450s the fucking ref. We got new champions. Doesn't matter. We There's got no new referee, Shabani. Oh, they're such heels. Oh, man. You had a... Uh, what else did you have? You had freaking... The Good Brothers out there, of course, because now we're back in full Bullet Club mode here. The Good Brothers just teeing off on Eddie Kingston. Kingston trying to cover up, but Penta El Ceramiano. Chope caught it. Oh! This is a travesty. We should have new World Tag Team Champions right now. We should be celebrating as we speak. Penta has used 
A lot of non-street fighting. Yeah, Penta looks great out there. I'm match. glad they're featuring him more. He certainly has, and this is how they that's finished that's it last good. week. Yeah, it's just one of a kind, and so is his crazy partner Eddie. The fear. Oh, spear by Matt that's Jackson. Who's going for the fear factor? No doubt. Massive spear by Matt Jackson. Oh, Stooge. And then here they come with the spray bullshit again. He's, he does, he can't. It. There there terrible timing. He's missing him. Wait a minute, who's that? That's the elite hunter. That's oh. Frankie Kazarian. He's still spraying this. Oh, Kaz is here. Yes. That looked like it hurt the way it arced back up into his back. That sucks. That is crazy. Yeah, this match was good. He broke about the end of the table, which is the hardest part to break usually. Mm-hmm. And then we had this on the thumbtacks, which was nasty. Nick Jackson. pushes them onto each other to break it yeah so like i said overall good stuff man very good so we're back on track the middle was a little bit hazy you know somebody had a little bit too much sugar in their cereal but uh you know good opening it was insignificant you know decent ending and uh you know hopefully they get better you know that being said, they brought in 871,000 overnight viewers for the Road Rager event. Down from last week, big fucking surprise, 18 to 49 demographic. Also down in the point thirty three uh, demographic from the point thirty five of last week, which was at 883,000. So they're not down by that much with the point thirty five that they had before. But we'll they see. They shot back up from where they were when they were still on Saturday. Well, because they were on Saturdays, though. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they shot back up from well, when no, they I were. Mean, when... I mean, I mean, Friday more because they jumped yeah. up with the Saturday show. And then once they came back to win day, everything fired right back to where it was. But you know what? Before they had moved, they were doing over a million for the first show. Then they did roughly a million the second show. Then they were declining to 900,000. Then they moved over. And now since they've gotten back, they're back at the 800 to 900,000. They haven't broken that million again since before those shows where i kept saying that they were doing bad when they were bringing new viewers in and that if they kept doing bad those viewers weren't going to stick around is essentially where we're at now because those numbers everyone's saying oh they're up but they're up from when they were on a different channel they're not up from when they first hit that one million mark it's kind of like are we trying to swim or just trying not to drown you know, because there's like a big difference demographic wise, money wise and financial wise. I mean, if we're trying not to drown, then cool, they're still alive. If we're trying to actually swim somewhere, then uh, we're trying to strive back for that 1.1 million mark that they were hitting before that I warned about the the delicacy of it, if you will. So let's see what happens uh, as far as that goes. But I mean, at the same time, I have to look at the same thing with NXT. They're not even above 700. And no, no, NXT, we've seen, has been consistently better multiple weeks in a row so it's like yeah. they should be way higher than 600 thousand. no they definitely should but they're, they're they're also making mistakes they also have burnout from the amount of wrestling that they're they're covering literally and i think it's just reached a point where uh there's a stigma behind wwe now because of all of the bad choices that they make kind of like what xbox went through there's a stigma with the brand now brand stigma mm-hmm. where like people aren't really giving it another chance and when and there was a point where AEW was doing better than them and i think that's when they won over the demographic that they won you know but like i said we're gonna have to see where this goes now because people aren't really sticking around as much as they were before it's kind of like i said before tuesday and wednesday unfortunately is suffering from raw burnout like, as long as they're on those two days, I don't think they're ever going to get as good as they can. 
but not even because of the product. It's just because people are taking two days off because they watch Eva Marie and fucking The Fiend not on TV and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I need a couple of days away from this. Because I, I still think, I think we even talked about it before. It would, I wonder how different it would be if they were, t- if they were looking at the people who watch, like, let's say the on demand, like the review, like um, the replays of it. Yeah, we'll have to I see. Wonder, I almost wonder how different the numbers would be then. Yeah, we'll definitely have to see. You know, right now is a good time. I think the next few months is a great time to determine everything's turning back to normal. All of the audiences have already pretty much made up their minds on where they stand. And I think now we'll start seeing numbers that sort of reflect more accurately where these companies are and where they're going to go. So we'll see. All right. And we're going to do everything else as far as the weeklies and one quick wrap up because this all pertains to the money in the bank pay-per-view anyway, one way or another. We had, uh, what do we have? We had, first of all, Raw of last week with the story time. First, Miz TV had story time with Drew McIntyre where he's like, Related to Davy Crockett from his great great ancestor Miriam McIntyre and all sorts of fucking so stuff. And he, this motherfucker talks about the fact that his sword is a tooth from the Loch Ness monster. I'm like, bitch, that's a claymore. Shut the fuck up. Matt Riddle gets on the ladder and he's like, "Whoa, I'm really high." You know, if you see what they did, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, AJ and Omas um have a situation where they push uh Riddle off of the ladder and then AJ's kicking him, fucking up his ankle. But Ricochet comes out, and at least they get his music to play. Ricochet has a match against Morrison. Uh, it was it was okay. It's like this seems to be their go-to workhorse match. They go to this for a few weeks in a row now, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it, to be honest with you. Uh, you got an eight-women tag match, Nikki Ash, um, which, by the way, the, like we talked about a little bit, but in case you missed it, that's because they didn't want her to be called Cross when Karrion Cross is going to be coming up, and they're not related or married. Uh do drop squashes Oscar, so that means she's ready for the nuclear push that they want to give her. Uh what else? What else? What else? Jinder has a match against Drew. He gets jumped by Indian three MB and they steal his sword, right? Yeah, because apparently now he's Indian three MB with freaking Indian taker because fucking Jinder all of a sudden started showing up on a motorcycle. Mason T Bar beating up Lucha House Party. I'm hearing they turn their names back to normal. They're no longer retribution names. They're Mia Yam and Whatever. I don't know. I mean, Mia Yim's supposed to have shown up fucking three years ago, so I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. I forgot on the website after she's been so long. On the website, the retribution names are gone or something like that. They still Uh, called him Mason T Bar that week, though. Matt Riddle has a match against AJ Styles. Riddle at one point he's doing the karate kick crane kick to AJ Styles, which I thought was amusing. I love how he actually Um, hit it. That killed me. Yeah. Oh, um, who is that that's out there that went, when done right, no can defend? They quoted Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> that, that was cool. Um, Finishes Ivar's distraction with a riddle roll up. Uh, Charlotte had that promo in a crutch. The whole might miss money in the bank promo, but Rhea Ripley comes out mocking her limping in a crutch. Also, might miss money in the bank. Did, I, was, I love what she tried to do the stomps on the crutches. We're going to crutch wars between the two of them. I like the fact that there's that level of hatred for one another that is fucking trolling each other at this point. Um, New Day has a match against Lashley and MVP with Kofi's Trouble in Paradise going over. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I think that's pretty much it as far as... Uh, that was pretty much anything like that affected money in the bank that was going to happen. Right, right. Which brings us now to this week. Um, Smackdown. The Samoan family is unified, right? That was the first most important thing that happened in Smackdown. Hold on, I guess we do have to talk about we do have to talk about SmackDown this week, huh? Actual yeah. shit did happen. 
Okay, so hold on. Your right hand man is back, Oos. And to you, I always got your back. Even through these hard times right now, keep your head up and let's get back to work doing what we do. And I mean becoming the... What hard times? He looks well-dressed. WWE Tag Team Champions. A lot of people think he was referring to Jimmy getting arrested. All of us working together. Can't nobody touch us. Can't nobody touch us. If we do it my way. Group hug. The Samoan dynasty lives. Isn't that wonderful? I still feel like I could have gone for a Roman Jimmy match to set him in line like he did his brother, but I mean, hey. Money in the Bank qualifying match. King Nakamura with Rick Boogs against Baron Corbin. And uh, this was great because of, as usual, fucking Pat McAfee out there. I love how they do it with him because they flash to him for like a split second. Split second is all you need, though. Like they, you know, it makes it better because you really got to pay attention to see what he does. Let me get this up. Yeah, because you're right. It is a split second. It's hard to get. Look at what they have out there. What the fuck? Do you see that? You soaking your feet? You cannot be a bad guy. Like they're dancing with they're having foot petties during the song. Oh my god, man. Oh lord, it is too late slash early for this. Nice gut buster here. But more importantly is that you get to see the reaction of them at ringside after it and how much fun they're having with their with their fucking <laughs> oh my God. It was funny and uncomfortable all at the same time. Yeah, it was. Like all at once. Nakamura like with seeing, it's funny seeing McAfee mark out like that, but I don't need to see his actual feet. Not sure what happened with Nakamura here. Nakamura looking into the money. The I don't know what that what the hell that was. It looked you know. like either he lost grip on Corbin or Corbin didn't go down quick enough. Yeah, not good. You get an OMG bump over here. Of the ring, please. We're about done with the first soak. Oh, and Corbin now dropping boobs with the right hand, and Nakamura caught by Corbin. Nakamura trying to fight out of the situation here. Corbin not able to hook him. And three I am the announce table again. Can he pull off the win? That bump sucks. There's no good way to land out there. Yeah, it really isn't. And uh, let me see. I want to get something else on the screen over here. Look at that, how messed up that is. Like they're shitting all over this poor guy. Like he really is hitting rock bottom. <laughs> With them there. I just wanted to see that shot of them taunting him. Awful, man. Awful, awful, awful. 
you get a non-title tag match, Natalia and Tamina against Knox and Shotzi. Remember the thing I told you about where NXT fucked up? So, everybody who thought we were going to get a Candice LeRae, Tiga Knox feud, not only, we do, not only are we not getting that, but they left her first name back in NXT because we just had to just stop touching shit. Yo, Tamina is terrible on the microphone. Women that nobody's ever seen before on SmackDown, Tamina. Yes. And big surprise, guess what? They want to take on the women's tag team champions. Big surprise. Listen to Tamina here. I know, I know. That's a lot of them. And that... It's a damn gall. So whoever you are, hurry up and get out here so we can get over with this already. So we can get over with this. First of all, I couldn't understand half of that shit. You mean so we could get this over with, not so we could get over with this. That's very dyslexic. You know, she might have dyslexia. Be sensitive, sir. No, I'm kidding. But, um, yeah, so the finish. So, yeah, Shotzi comes out here. Show you really quick. Shotzi and Knox. The following contest is a women's division tag team match scheduled for one fall. Making their way to the ring. Shoots it right past her head. Shotzi and Knox. Shotzi and Knox, of course, making a name for themselves at NXT. And well, Shotzi rides the. So, very cool. You get call ups of probably two of the best women that you can get to call up in my opinion Shotzi is wild and Tegan Knox is excellent I always looked out for I kept my eye on her during the May Young and she was very well done it's unfortunate that the leg things happened but she's definitely one of the better workers if you're going to bring up people to fortify a show like Smackdown good fit with the two of them oh yeah for sure uh as far as the match goes, and that's the thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Ember, you know, we're going to miss having her with Ember. Here's the thing. And I know nobody's going to want to hear it. And here's the elephant in the room. They want Shotzi. They clearly are high on Shotzi. That's why they had her hosting the Halloween Havoc. They put her in the forefront of things. She's allowed Liberty oh, with yeah, a lot of her spots and promos. They want Shotzi. I think that they were willing to let Ember come up with Shotzi and be in this just because they want Shotzi and they they didn't mind. They were indifferent like Sharamba if, if she wasn't so fucking out of shape. And that's the reality of it. At the end of the day, they, they probably wanted to call Shotzi up for a while because that's the impression I got. They've been trying things with her for a while now. And they had no problem with bringing the tag team partner up. But she's just too fucking out of shape for television. And I mean, this isn't them talking. This is me talking where when I see her, Every time I see her, I think, oh, no, she's just too out of shape for television. And I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. But if you were picking people, especially with Fox watching, you're going to want these girls to look like athletes. And I know people don't like to hear that shit. It's not about fat shaming or body shaming. But you're going by the criteria of what the corporations are looking for. And Ember missed it by a larger margin than when she first showed up here. And uh, again, not judging as far as anything but a business standpoint goes. But then we're not even going to factor in the fact that fucking Tegan Knox could outwork the shit out of her. It's not just a compromise to bring Ember instead of Tegan. It's a sacrifice at that point. The girl who's out of shape that doesn't work as good as the other girl. So I didn't really give a fuck too much about that team. I was okay with them. I was indifferent to them, sort of like WWE. I was okay to have Ember if I had Shotzi, but I was just as fine without. And again, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but there's no way you can compare Tegan Knox to Ember Moon, man. And, uh, I think they did what was better, and they have a better look to them, too. 
It doesn't look as sloppy. Look before that other team looks sloppy and thrown together. And we also already know that Vince is going to be doing his own thing. Like he's, he doesn't give shit about um, what plans they have in NXT. Whether you like that or not, that's it's his company, and that that's what he wants. He do, he doesn't care about what they were going to do there. And honestly, they weren't. They they did enough. But this this looks good. I like the way that uh the way that this entire thing came together for them, you know. And I'm looking forward to seeing more. Now, as far as the match goes. Uh, I love the opening transition between Natalia and Tegan. That's the kind of stuff that I was looking forward to having her on the main roster for, was for stuff like this. Starting things off against Natalia in this matchup here tonight. Tegan Owen is the girl with the, quote, shiniest wizard. Overcomes so much adversity in her career. Believes it has made her such a better person. Knocks on center stage here tonight on SmackDown. But she is going to be uh, taught a lesson by the veteran Natalia. Natalia's been a WWE staple. Her family has for a long time. Shotzi and Knox from NXT ready to make an impression quick. And here comes the unorthodox daredevil, Shotzi. And the double team now by Knox and Shotzi. Drop kick right to the face of Natalia. They look really good. Really, really good, man. Combination shoulders down, kick out by Natalia too. So their offense complements each other here. I was really happy with this and the way that it looked and the way that it came out. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely came out really good. You know, there yeah, was a very only. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. No, no, I was going to talk about the match, nothing about the thing. But so go ahead. I was going to say that my only problem is I get Vince does his own thing. That's fun and all, but if the girl just came back and it's clear she's supposed to be feuding with her, what? And then of course the finish of the match wound up being that uh, Shotzi goes over with her senton. I can get bringing up a new team to NXT, but why are your tag team champions taking the job right away? Because at that point, what what bothers me about that is then you're telling me anybody can beat them. Like, these are supposed to be your tag team champions. These are supposed to be... The only wrong, the match was great. The match was absolutely fantastic. I am so happy that Tegan Knox comes back, and the first thing that happens is she gets called up. But I feel like the problem when it was, it's great in that moment, but long term, that could have some bad repercussions. Uh, I feel like it was non-title and they're just giving them the rub. You know, that doesn't mean they're going to win the titles or anything. It just means that these two have to be more on guard. And uh, it's and not it like they lost like the scrubs. They lost to a brand new team. They shouldn't be beating people. They shouldn't be beating the, te- the tag champs that fast. Yeah, maybe not. I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it. If it was just any other tag team, I could understand it. But it's like, these are supposed to be your top team. A team that's never teamed together shouldn't be beating them right away. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm somewhat indifferent to it just because they're like new tag champs anyway, and they're beaten by two formidable people, in my yeah. opinion, and uh, they're able to display it. I kind of feel like if visually you're able to convince me that something can happen, then I let it slide, and uh, that's one of those things where visually it, it was convincing. It wasn't like a small package; like they worked their asses yeah. off for that win. You know, like oh, if, yeah. when you're able to display it in the ring, in the in ring work, then I'm cool with it. Good examples here would be like. Just the teamwork between the two of them, like the assistant cannonball that we had going on here. This was was one of my favorite parts of the match. Yeah. Like, I thought that that was really, really solid. Um, There were a few tag team... Right, if we go... Let this run, actually. The tag team champions, not to take away from them, they had, like, some really good double teams. break things up, and it looks like this team, Pat, has got the tag champs uh, off their game a bit. Tamina was ready to fight as soon as she got out here. They do seem to be a little bit bobbled. Tag, here comes Tamina, the powerhouse of the team. Oh! And Tamina with a kick right to the face. 
Yeah, I like that they're more striking based. But then you get some uncoordinated Tamina. Michael Cole tries to save her, but she's always so uncoordinated with those fucking kicks. Welcome to SmackDown, Tegan. Tag made. Here comes the tally. Look at her kicks here. And now the tag team champion showing whoop, their whoop, and she fell. I didn't catch that she fell. The first time I didn't oh notice that she, she did the kick and fell on her ass afterwards. Oh, 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 oh. Let me see what was on. Welcome to SmackDown, Tegan. Tag made. Here comes Natalia. And now the tag team champion showing why whoop. just that. <laughs> she fell. That is great. But one thing this does help drastically with, and they assisted more with it, I believe with what actually came up next, it's stacking that division back up because good God, do they need it. Yeah. So next we get a display of people making shit up as they go along with the Bailey situation. I'll show you guys why I thought this was fantastic here because. I don't give a damn who they put in my place because they're not as good as me. Listen to Sonia Deville here. I don't know if the teleprompter, if there was a teleprompter that was out of sync or if she was stalling or if someone was in her ear or if she forgot her lines or all of the above. But it seemed like no one knew exactly what was going to happen next. Listen to this. I, I love this. Well, we would like to wish Bailey a speedy recovery. And with that being said, we have to figure out the situation regarding Bianca Belair's title defense. Obviously, it will be changing. After careful consideration, yeah. I have appointed a new opponent. Right. Bianca Belair will no longer mm-hmm. be defending her SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. Keep going. Let us know. What? Instead, she will be defending her SmackDown Women's Championship Spending. next Friday in Houston, Texas <laughs> on the first ever SmackDown back in front of a live audience. Back. Oh, she didn't even know it. She, there wasn't a part of that thing that didn't fall apart. It's, I don't she, know. If her they, promos lately have always been awkward for me. But, this one is just worse. I don't know if they were feeding her that word for word. Or they hadn't decided what they were going to do about well, baby's injury. But it, it, you, it, you have enough common sense to guess what the next thing is. Like, ugh. Yeah, that is just really weird. And then they moved the match off the pay-per-view, like I said. They they canceled the match. The way they try to word it is that the match is is being put on SmackDown next week and it's gonna have Carmella instead of uh Bailey. But I ask you this And it's no longer an I quit match. And it's no longer an I quit match. So if a money in the bank match between Bailey and Bianca Belair is moved to SmackDown and you take Bailey out of it, and it's no longer on Money in the Bank, and it's no longer an I Quit match. Is it still the same match being moved at that fucking point? It's not. It's ask not the it. same anything. Ask the guy who jumped into the ring; he might know. Yeah, he seems, he probably supports their bullshit. See, this is why I don't give them as much class. They do shit that doesn't make sense. Why did you need to take the match off the paper? And then speaking of random people, her title shot on paper. Speaking of random people, who's this guy? There's some guy that comes out in this show too. Did you catch that? Oh God, I might have. No, if you caught it, you would have known. You might have. Let me see. look at. There's a guy who fucking comes out here. Watch this. No, I will glad- Look at that. Look in the background. I just froze it right at him. He comes running. He's running towards. I don't know what that was. He's running out. Looks like a crew guy. Badly. Look, what was that? And he just yeah, some kind of crew guy, I guess. But they do also. Except- 
that was just so weird. And then there's more that happens a few times throughout this. Where it's just people. I don't know if they were just moving around too much or who are you? The whole, who are you? But it, what was so what was so fucking stupid is as they announced Carmella, Liv Morgan comes out and Sonya. Oh my god, this was so poorly timed because it's like there was no clear indication you were gonna do this. Sonya gives the whole if you wouldn't have interrupted me, you would have known I'm adding you the money in the bank. And it's like, bitch, you gave no indication. And then she's like, now get out of here before I change my mind. But it's kind of like, this is the same girl who's been winning all of her matches and being ignored and you guys are acting like she's annoying you and pestering you. It didn't really make any sense. She's been in the money in the bank before like nine people you fucking announced. Whoa, were you too busy writing your fucking promo? Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Lord. Money in the Bank qualifying match Cesaro against Rollins. I have highlights not going over them, though. The finish, I believe, is the blackout. Yeah, and Cesaro does get busted open. Yeah, so much for that Cesaro push, right, guys? Yeah, he hits his head on the corner there. I have things for that, too, but I want to leave. Um, And then during the Rollins, I actually go to the post-Rollins stuff because there's another there's another guy around during this. I don't know what's happening here. Like, keep your staff off the, the screen. guys were all over the place. I don't know why. I think you see Paul Heyman Shadow too for this one. Paul Look at the shadow in the background. That might be Heyman. Perfect. Or somebody. Perfect but that's not it. To cash in maybe this time. Hey, look at that. That guy in the elevator comes out. Who's that? I don't want to wait. Maybe this time when I went. <laughs> so much is going on. It's such a busy set. That was fucking Michael Hayes. Was that Michael Hayes in the background? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Watch it again. That was fucking Michael Hayes. Oh, man. I saw the mullet. I waited. I bided my sweet time. Waited for the perfect moment, the perfect opportunity to cash in. Maybe this time. I don't want to wait. That probably was. You're right. It Maybe did look like him. Oh, yeah. That's, hey, that's Michael Hayes. I'll cash in. Unbelievable. And then... uh that was the Roman and the Edge thing was like the last big thing, right? Yeah, which he basically uh, gets uh, Jay in the chair cross face. And I love how every time he's done that, because he's done that to Roman, then he does it to Jimmy, then he does it to Jay. I love how every time it was a different face. And Edge driving the champion back. Edge has gotten the better of Roman. X. Wait a minute. Mysterio and his son Dominic. Jump ahead to the to the face thing. The Roman Reigns inside the ring. The Mysterios were lying in wait. This is forever. And there it is, the third Uso, the third Samoan. Look at him, Roman. We put a pipe in another one of your siblings' fucking mouth. Oh my God. I'm so glad you included Valve because that was about to get real weird real fast. Yeah. yeah. Now, next week, we get Edge and the Mysterials versus the Bloodline. Mm-hmm. That just leaves Raw in the voting polls. Longest episode ever. We're almost six hours in. We got to wrap up in the next 13 minutes. So, if you have anything to say about Raw, speak now or forever hold your peace. I mean, it happened. More money in the bank lead. Kind of wish Drew would have fucked up his bike with the, with the Claymore instead of just ripping it apart. Yeah, that's kind of all I got. Yeah, this was like a, like a weird go home show. It was just like, yeah, hey, let's just get out of here. So, uh, 
you had Woods versus Lashley, which was a throwaway match. It was good, but it was really like obviously Woods wasn't going to uh, go over with this nice tilt the world. No, or, he did. Or, oh, did he? Yeah, he rolled him up. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely, and also nice, nice uh, tilt the world tornado DDT by Woods there. But yeah, you're right. He did roll him up. Um, they had Dewdrop and Bliss, who actually got along when they showed her in Bliss's playground. Like at least for the beginning of this, I thought that they were going to be a beautiful friendship. But later on, we find out not. Uh, they have the Drew Gender segment where Gender's bragging about the sword that he stole the previous week, but it turns out that it's a replica sword, which makes sense because the previous week it looked very light when they stole it. It didn't look like the actual sword. I don't know if that was planned ahead of time or if that was a retcon. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, now Drew's able to take it out on uh, Gender's actual motorcycle. He could have just pissed on it like DX would have done, but he decided he's just going to destroy all the parts and throw it all over the place. But I found it funny because it's foolish to leave his bike there because even if that was the real sword, wouldn't the bike still be unattended to? So in theory, you would have broken his claim when he would have gotten your bike in either scenario. So I didn't quite understand. Like your bike was left unattended. You intended on breaking the real claim or he could have destroyed your, your motorcycle in, in revenge. He, he, he thinks this is here comes the pain where as long as you're in the ring, the backstage area doesn't exist. Every scenario would end with that bike getting destroyed. So he's a fool for, the, for having that. Uh, Riddle and Nikki Ash have a segment backstage, and I only bring it up because it was a zero chemistry segment. Like, you can't just put funny people on screen and expect them to be funny. You have to write funny shit for them. That's how Saturday Night Live works. Learn. Uh, Dewdrop throws Bliss over the barricade to protect Eva during the match that they were having out there, but then Eva's gone. She's mysteriously disappearing. I mean, not Eva, fucking Bliss is gone. She's like, Where's Lexi? Don't call her Lexi when she's in demon mode. Uh, Nikki Ash actually in this match winds up out wrestling Asuka for a cover. Uh, the Viking Raiders go over AJ Styles, which is what he gets for insulting their way of life. Sheamus kicks Humberto's ass more, which has become a weekly tradition. And Ricochet defended this title to Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. Ricochet has a match against Morrison again. This is the workhorse match of the night. Uh, Riddle comes out to fuck up Miz, who's interfering via wheelchair. Ricochet splashes Morrison on the ladder. Rhea Ripley goes over Natalia with the Riptide. Charlotte comes out, locks her in the figure four, hanging over the barricade. What else did I miss? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, they had the VIP lounge where Lashley basically makes it clear, hey, I've lost twice in two weeks and no more games time for business and he's basically playing on fucking copy up on sunday yeah he throws a tantrum and he destroys his own vip lounge this is the first like time the mic was there so it made it added to the destruction leave it to bobby lashley this is the first time that i've ever seen before pay-per-view the heel destroys his own lounge I don't know if I should be proud or ashamed. Most of the time, the the babyface will come in and destroy their stuff and throw their couches and take down their set. But no, the heel did it for him. Well, it's because he credited a lot of the fact that he he, he said basically Kofi was right that he went soft because he was worried more about his bitches and drinks and partying and stuff rather than being the badass pretty much. But he was like, no more partying, no more VIP lounge. It's back to business. Does this mean no more proper number 12? Yeah, he might be the name I don't Well, you know it's WWE. They're gonna call it proper number eleven and three quarters. So, oh boy, you know they gotta get them copyrights in. All right, folks. Well, that brings us. I hope that brings us to the poll, right? So we can leave. Yes. Okay. Money in the bank poll. For anybody interested in how you get there, the website has been simplified and redesigned. You just go to talkbrunch.com. The link is on the top right. Tiny little money in the bank briefcase. Just tap on it or click on it. Do something to it. 
you know i will get the link up in the chat room for anyone who's still conscious if you're listening to this on demand which at this point most likely you are just get your votes in if any more matches are added i add them to the top of the poll at the end of the night or whenever they're added and they'll be you can go back in and re-vote again and it'll still count just skip the ones that you've already voted for you guys know how that routine works um and of course this sunday we will have a post show followed by the event in the chat rooms live on facebook and twitch you can find the links at the top of talkbrunch.com let me uh just give me a minute to let you all get on there to get your to get your link i think it's one of the few pay-per-views that uses the same song every year but then again they can get away with it so yes give me a sec i'm trying to get the window up for us here bingo there we go yeah all right money in the bank first match is the raw tag team champion aj and omas against the viking raiders i think i'm going aj and omas i don't feel like they've built the raiders properly up enough to be able to beat these guys right now like they could they barely made it past omas today okay so there we go aj and i agree with you on that one i think it's too soon anyway i'd like to see more of omas i feel like somehow he's there without ever wrestling really yeah very menacing Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, John Morrison, Ricochet, Riddle, Big E, King, Nakamura, and Kevin Owens. Um, I want to see, just because of a, a recent talking smack where he went as far as to call Paul Heyman and tell him he was going to cash in, I want to see Kevin Owens win it. If they could keep him from being so cheesy, I want it to be Riddle. I think it's time for Riddle to get the push. Yeah, I can see either of those. As long as it's not Drew, because you could just send him over to the other show with Jacob. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Naomi, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Selena Vega, Liv Morgan, Nikki Ash, and Natalia. Because I know how this company is, I think Bliss is going to win it. And I think whoever's at the ladder that she chases up, she's going to use her powers, freeze them, and then grab, grab the briefcase. You think who's going to win it? Bliss. Okay. Um... I honestly really feel like at this point, give Liv Morgan the damn money in the bank briefcase. Like, let's get something with that momentum going. I'm going to say Liv Morgan. Otherwise, everything that they've been doing has been for nothing. Like, they don't always do stuff for nothing. But yeah, I, I could definitely see that. Girls earned it, for Christ's sake. You're pretty much robbed of a whole freaking team. You might as well get rid of something. Royal Women's title match. Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley defending. I think... I think Rhea's going over in this one, but I think what's going to happen is because they're building this whole story of she's basically starting to act more like Charlotte, she's going to use one of Charlotte's tactics and get out of this one. I can agree with that too because she's becoming more underhanded. Yeah, she, she's not, she's not, she's, yeah, she's still the badass, but she's outsmarting people now, which is making her even more threatening of a champion. Yeah, definitely can't argue with that. WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston against Bobby Lashley. Lashley, go kill him dead. Obviously. Kofi's not winning. I keep talking about Kofi Mania knowing me tells you it's not going to happen again. Yeah. No, it isn't. Universal Championship match. Edge against Roman Reigns defending. (sighs) I think this is when Edge gets it. Yeah. Because Mm. I I think it's because it's there. I mean, when you not necessarily counting WrestleMania, it's them one-on-one they're back in front of people and think about the significance that money in the bank in general has for edge it was basically the, the match that shot that sure fired his career so i i guess from a long-term standpoint it'll almost be kind of fitting that he wins this 
championship at that particular pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, as nice as it seemed a couple of months ago, they've kind of deviated away from the whole reason it would have made sense, which would have been Randy Orton versus Edge for some sort yeah. of a title thing. Roman Reigns is way too protected, and they've built him way too strong, I think, for him to lose here. So I'm going to say Roman keeps it. Edge got his heat when he got to put that bar across all of their mouths. That's pretty much it. That's all he's getting. He's not going to also win here. The Samoan dynasty, I think, going over in this case. Yeah, and they did just finally fully unite. So, I don't know, maybe it's not over between Edge. Because, I mean, there's nobody that just randomly gets shot into the feud this time. So, I guess they can have a a more proper one-on-one feud. Yeah. All right, well, you guys can hit finish on that. And that will add it to our results here. DQ Edge calls himself to match. That'd be interesting, too. Yeah, maybe he snaps and tear cross races him. Maybe, and then he refuses to release the hold. There's another interesting option there. Wow. Look at that. This pay-per-view. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, it's that card. You know? Yeah, so don't forget, like I said before, guys, we will be in the chat room for that. Make sure that we have, I mean, I'm pretty sure we covered everything. This is officially, historically, the longest episode that we have ever done. So, like, be amazed, people. The content, so. Be amazed, people. Be amazed. Thank you, though, for everybody that's been hanging out with us. And again, do not forget that we have this Sunday coming up. We'll be doing the pay-per-view. We'll go over the results for you here. Check the polls regularly. Check the website and the links regularly. Follow us on Twitter when you want to get the spontaneous announcements of the extra content that we're going to be doing throughout the week. There's all kinds of streams happening on Facebook and Twitter. Go to TalkBrunch.com for all of the links. Again, we got the revised website with the simplified layout. You can find everything that you need in one place, including the links to the polls and the replays of this episode and all of the links to the various platforms that we're available on and any upcoming announcements. Live chat room I would like to thank with Willie V2 and Cabigon. And Freed and Bloodluster, Stasis Dreams, Quest Thompson, George, uh, EB Gamer, as well as all of our people across the iTunes airwaves, or rather known now as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other places popular podcasts are found. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 468, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. From myself and my co-host, Destin, Soglo Frazier, we're out of here. The sun is up, but we are gone. Later. Shut it down.